I thought we could run. I thought we could hide. In the end, deep down, I always knew this day was coming. More dog. Hello and welcome to Lore Dump, the show where we take someone who hasn't played a game or game franchise and walk them through the full story. Hello my dear viewers. <laughs> Hi Chase. Have you missed us? <laughs> yes, we are back for Kingdom Hearts Union Cross um, and Dark Road will be the following video. We are doing this once again <laughs> as a one massive recording session. The look of fear on Neil's face. I just want you all to remember, you did this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and Thank you for doing this. I appreciate you for putting it in the comments of every video since. Uh, yeah, every video since. My I... critiques, the Nubis Humanus videos. <laughs> you did what I asked you to, I can't be mad. <laughs> So yes, we, we are back. Um, as always, I am joined by Neil. Hello. And Chase. Hello. Who's drinking his fizzy juice. I'm thirsty. While we're trying to record. A uh, couple of things before we kick off, though. Uh, before we do, just pass it over to you, Chase. A couple of rules, I'm afraid. Uh, we've got new rules now for recording. The first rule is that... Turns out YouTube doesn't like how much we swear on these, and as a result, um, I'm going to ask that we try to avoid F-words, and we try to avoid C-words, F-words, oh. and C-words. C-words. Um, Can't offend the Americans. Yes, and anything else really seems to be absolutely fine, but, you know, I've got a wedding to pay for, so I would quite like to be able to <laughs> run ads on the videos. Turns out YouTube also doesn't like when we make direct reference to having a cheeky beverage. Um, oh, it, it really does not like that when we reference oh. specific types of juices that we might be drinking. Adult while, juices. Adult juices that we might be drinking. As in brands or as in like no, the no, no, type? No. Types of, oh. yes, uh, because it's adult content as a result because you're having an adult juice while you're uh, recording. So, um, do, do, adult juice. Do be aware <laughs> that we will be having our adult juices. No, um, picture them as Ribena. Oh, yes. please, please don't call them adult juices. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> That's horrible. Um, but just, just wanted to flag that, yes, we are continuing the trend of, you know, doing, doing what we do when we record these. Um, just don't be surprised if we're not referencing it directly. That's it. That's all my boring rules out of the way. Sorry, guys. Um, Fantastic. Over to you, Chase. I mean, you have the boring rules, as if the things won't be happening behind the scenes regardless. Mm -hmm. But, anyhow, woo, we're back. <laughs> we're back. And before we move in, I just want to... I, I know that you both have been recapping. You've been re-watching the old Lord Umps in the lead-up to this in the months uh, coming up. Yes. And I just want to... Where are you at? What do you remember? Give me, give me the, the quick rundown, the okay. important bits coming into this. Well, we're focusing on back cover here, presumably. Uh, back cover and what you think the connections from what oh, we have okay. had into Union Cross back will cover. be. Back cover. Animal people. Animal people. Um, <laughs> animal people. We've got um, we've we've got the master of masters Ooh. and Lushu. Uh, Master Masters is a goofy, wacky guy. Look at him yeah. go. He's got eyes. <laughs> so so maybe, maybe there's an eye and a sword. Yes. Uh, um, a sword? A, no, no, a, a keyblade. Key key sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Please, please. Re readjust, your readjust. <laughs> readjust your mind. Readjust your mind. Lushu has been tasked with carrying the Book of Prophecies throughout time, or more specifically, passing it on uh, through time. Lushu yes, has... Yes. has not done this. He he has not. No, he has not done this. He's not good at his job. And has had kept the book all the way up until Kingdom Hearts three time. That's a long time. How did he do that? Uh, by changing his face. Gasp. 
Yeah, he was jumping, body hopping, wasn't he? Something like that. Okay. Um, we know there was a traitor in back cover, but back cover never told us who the traitor so was. Implied, it's implied, a, it's implied that Lushu, it was though. Lushu, wasn't it? It implied. Cool, cool. Um, there was a dark Chirithi, but I do not there remember why that matters. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't mention back cover. We'll get to that. Also, it will be important, but it was literally only mentioned once in back cover. Cool. We also met met a Chirithi when Sora was dead, mm. didn't we? We, we did met, in the final world. Yeah. Chirithis are dream Pokemon, right? That's what they are. Kind of ish. Okay. They the same same kind of like hierarchy of okay. things. Yeah. You should be oh, careful because I know Game Freak also doesn't like people talking about Pokemon. So <laughs> good point. Yeah, we don't want to get Scott. <laughs> um, I'm also. We'll talk about what's on screen in a minute, but I do remember that then somehow has a connection to Chirithes or Dream to Dream Dream Eaters. They knew, that was they called, knew, right? they knew who Ven was. They knew, yeah, they remembered him, but we don't know why that's the case. Uh, and he Actually, yeah, we, we we did see in the final scene of Kingdom Hearts Three, the credits were rolling. A, a Chirithi uh, ran up to Ven as they were in the letters. And he had like a nice, like a happy tear. Yeah, almost, ha- like a little, little happy tear. It was like a reunion. Um, I'm looking at the screen right now, Chase, and I'm noticing a couple of things. Number one, because you, we discussed this at the very end of Kingdom Hearts 3. Marluxia? Pink hair. Potentially. Okay, we think it's Marluxia, don't we? Um, because our original running theory was that four of the, um, the, the, the the four nobodies that seemed to be important for whatever reason, we thought they were going to be the four We were so sure about we that. We were so <laughs> wrong. So wrong. <laughs> the, the four tellers. Yes. Yeah. You were so self-satisfied with That's that. So awesome. I was incredibly, and I'm really hoping to do this again where I just let you run with theories. <laughs> um, I, before you could do kickoff, I do want to uh, let the listeners know that whilst I have not played Union Cross whatsoever, I'm going in as blank as Neil has, I have downloaded the app because I am aware that there is a player character <laughs> that you're supposed to create. Oh god. Yes. So Chase, if it's okay, can you please make sure that at any point when you're talking about the player, you're actually talking about our good friend Chon Teal, which is Chase, Monty and Neil combined. He is oh. Axel's great, 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 no. great grandfather. That's what he is. There, there he is. If was, if just to, There will be a picture on screen right now. Chon Teal, if you're just listening, has Axel's haircut, but it's Teal. It looks very cool. He's wearing Cruella DeVille's coat and he has a Moogle Keyblade. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate everything about this. So he's off on a wee adventure, I'm guessing. He's going he's gonna to save the day. No, are, he's going to save the day. We are all chanteel. We are all chanteel. Can we get together? So, yes. Anyway. So, you mentioned it, but we do we do have here on the screen for our audio viewers uh, the cover art for Union Cross featuring um, five lovely people. We'll recognize at least one of them as being Ephemer in the middle, who we met both in back cover and in... Kingdom Hearts 3, although he was only named in uh, that cover. He was friends with Dandelion Woman, right? What was he was name? friends uh, with Master Ava. 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 With Master Ava. Was who, Ava the fox? The dandelions. Ava was the fox. We are nailing we're, yeah, this. We're so good. Yeah, right. You're so good. I'm really happy that you remember this all. Um, of course, we also see a Chirithi we recognize, though. Somebody who may be Ven looks like Ven. Somebody who may be Marluxia looks like Marluxia. And then three other people. I don't think you know the three other people. And remind me, what it, what was Union Cross? Union Cross was a desktop game? So, Union Cross is a bit of a unique one in terms of Kingdom Hearts because it was original. Union Cross was kind of sort of three different games. Right. And in fact, kind of it was four separate games that all kind of come together to be the, the key series. And this does include Dark Road because the full title of Dark Road is Union Cross Dark Road. Right. It, and it's on the same app. Like, you've downloaded the app. You'll see that it's it's right there. You come onto the app, and there's Union Cross on the left side, Dark Road on the right side. They're, they're, it's the same app. Um, and it's also a bit unique because it released 
so it first released as Kingdom Hearts Key, a Japan-only browser game, on the 18th of July, 2013. So way back, you know, mid the rest of the game's releasing. Um, I believe it was right after Dream Drop Distance, if I remember correctly, right. that this came out. So before Kingdom Hearts 3, before any of the HD re collections where they added in a bunch of content to tie it into Union Cross. Mm -hmm. um, and it only finished last year on June 29th. Mm -hmm. So it was running for nine years. Wow. Eight years. I can't count. Eight years, just about. So Kingdom Hearts 3 released mid this, and it led to a lot of really weird, like... People trying to theorycraft around games that were simultaneously releasing. Do, do I know that Kingdom Hearts Three was in development for like an incredibly long time? Oh, do you think so they, long. Did they, do you think they delayed it because of Union Cross in any way? It's possible. Huh. Um, Kingdom Hearts Three is a bit of a. It's it's not always my favorite for the way that it reveals lore because a bit of it can feel a bit ham fisted. It can feel a bit. It feels like the games prior. Whilst the lore is very convoluted, it still felt like lore was revealed somewhat naturally mm -hmm. and when it meant to be revealed, whereas it feels kind of in Kingdom Hearts 3, like, things like, uh, Maleficent wandering around trying to find the box. Oh my god, I forgot about the What does box. that have to do anything with Kingdom Hearts 3? It feels very just shoved in for no reason, just for, you know, our whole... And they just sort of, Zigbar reveal at the they end. sort of gave up on that. Yeah, what was the box, Chase? Do we, are we meant to know what the box no, is? We I forget. No, all, the box. We, all we know is that the Master of Masters gave Lucy the box and told him take it with the, the, sort of take it with the key. Mystery for this Do we, will phase. we find that out in Union Cross, what's in that Maybe. box? Oh, cool, exciting, okay. Maybe. Great, can't um, wait. Definitely <laughs> but, <not. No>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so lots of simultaneous release. Um, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross is also a bit unique in that it... Um, is the only game in the franchise to, like you mentioned, feature a customizable player character. Chantil. Chantil. Yes. Um, who is not a named character. They're not a chosen person of destiny, yada yada. They're just Chantil. And that's important. Oh, okay. And I'm going to leave it at just a, that is important that it is your character, Chantil. Our character. Our character. <laughs> Whether you like it or not. Who has been forced upon and the play and, and something else that's sort of just come back to me, in the sort of final battle of battles in 3, yes. the, the Keyblades that sort of came out of they did. hearts, they were they were the, the, the Keyblades of players at a certain event in, in Union Cross, right? It was the, the, the Keyblades of the players who were playing during the time that the Keyblade War happens in... Because you were real mad during that cover that we never saw the Keyblade War. Yes. It's time to see the Keyblade War. Oh, finally. On a finally. Wait, on a mobile screen. Wait, hold on. Is Chantil going to fight in the Keyblade? Chantil's going to fight in the Keyblade. Oh, no. We sent that He's guy off ready. to die. He's not ready. He's so young. So, anyway. With all that out of the way. Yes. Let us hop in and go just for a quick bit of recap. So, like you'll remember from that cover, long ago, um, and like Kyrie's grandmother always told us Ugh. long ago was the age of fairy tales where the world was one and everything was bathed in the light in a town here a man lived with his six apprentices this was the master of master but one day he came to his apprentice and said that he would be setting out on a journey and would be leaving the town to his apprentices along with a book of prophecies written by the master using his future seeing keyblade no name which we see in the image here is being held by his uh, younger apprentice Lushu. Now, the book foretold that there would come a great battle known as the Keyblade War 
during which light would expire and darkness would prevail, thereby ending the world. Right. He also gave the rest of his apprentices some individual missions to Ira the Unicorn there on the right. He made the new leader take over from the Master of Masters and lead the others. To Envy the Snake, uh, watch over the others with a fair eye, to Ossed the Bear. Um, he was meant to support Ira, but also his shit leader, he's meant to usurp him and take control. Um, Ghoul of the Leopard was meant to uncover the mystery of the Book of Prophecies, specifically um, that of a extra page that the rest of the apprentices didn't have um, in their book. There was a missing page, only Gula had this, and he kept that hidden because, of course, if we remember from that cover, they all thought that whoever had the page would be the traitor. Mm -hmm. yes. um, we mentioned there was a traitor. Um, and finally, Alva the Fox there in the center, who was meant to prepare exceptional Keyblade wielders for the world after the war. Now, there was also, of course, Lucia, who we've mentioned in the back, who, unlike the others, was not given a Book of Prophecies, but is instead given the Master's Keyblade, no name, alongside a black box, which we also mentioned, which he is sworn to never open. Right. He's to take both of those into the future without getting involved, so that no name, and by extension the Master, because his eye, like we said, is in the sword, the Keyblade, um... So that the master through his eye in the Keyblade can see the future. And Lushu, when, you know, he dies, he's meant to pass it down to his apprentice. And then his apprentice is meant to pass it down to his apprentice. Yada, yada, yada. We know from Kingdom Hearts, this does not happen. Uh, he just body hops. Question about that, because the Master of Masters must know then that Lushu doesn't break, that Lushu breaks his oath. And, and he knew from the start that he would do that. Because he's the Book of Prophecy. Right, so he doesn't really give a damn about that. He's like, sure, look, as long as you go into the future. How many of them? He's just, the Master is giving them the inciting events okay. to continue history. How many of them messed up their mission then? All of the them except race. for Ava, I think. Wow. I, I think literally all of them except yeah. for Ava. <laughs> the Leopard never figured out what the secret was. And even Ava half failed her mission. <laughs> Yeah, not, not great. They're not great at their job. No, all, all you're like 0 for 6. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, master. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of a shit master. Um, also on the... This was very lightly mentioned in back cover and will be more prevalent in this game. On the master's instructions, they all were to create unions, all except Lucio, of course, who's meant to just kind of watch the sidelines. Hmm. Uh, these five are animals are meant to create unions of Keyblade wielders that they will look over and who they will lead towards gathering light uh, towards the goal of fighting darkness. Cool. Recap over. Onwards. So, as you start, uh, Kyrie's grandma gives us all that spiel. Before we move on to the character creation screen, which, like we mentioned, is very unique and very important to the themes of Phase 2. Okay. Very important. You are given during this and look at how good the art style. Like, for as much as it is a mobile game, I love the art style it's of this quite, game. It's yeah. Like, it's not a lazy mobile mobile art style. It's very... I like it. it. It just gets better as the series goes on. It is quite good. But, so you choose a union. Really, this doesn't matter too much from a lore perspective. It, it really only matters from a gameplay perspective, because it is a multiplayer game, being a mobile battle game and all. You know, it's competitions, haha. Just note that uh, there's a various points throughout the story when your union leader will pop up. This will change depending on who it is. Their dialogue barely changes. 
Um, also, there are some others where you'll meet other union leaders who might change depending on whether they are not. Do you get any information on it? So again, for anyone listening along, we've got the sort of first screen in the character creation. We're standing on the uh, the the heart of, what do you call it? The, 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 the station of, the, well... The kind of station of awakening, station of awakening type, type thing. thing. So yeah. we've got the, the character can choose between the five unions. Which union does your heart belong to? We've got the snake, the leopard, the unicorn, the fox, <laughs> and the bear... Does the character get any information about what each of those relates to at this no. point? Or you just sort of pick based on which animal you like most? You just pick based on well, which one you like most. I think Sean Teal's a unicorn, so we're going to be Sean Teal's a unicorn. unicorn? Yeah, what do you think? Oh, I mean, 100%. Yeah, yeah we, 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 we quite like the unicorn. unicorn. Well, that's Era. perfect. Because um, people seeing this might recognize this this little lad on the screen who is sadly not Sean Teal, uh, but we will call Sean Teal. Um, for those in the kind of Union Cross community might know uh, Damo, who's a Kingdom Hearts YouTuber does a lot of content specifically on Union Cross. I have absolutely used his cutscene compilation because he has the whole thing in like chronological interspliced with um uh with the back cover things so you know like when back cover is happening in relation to Union Cross. Okay. It's very nice. This is his character. Technically his name is uh Daniel, I think. Daniel, okay. Um no excuse me, it's Damien. Damien. But it's Chon Teal. It's definitely Chon Teal on the screen yeah, here. Yeah. And coincidentally <clears throat> Chantil does choose the Unicorn Union. Oh, yay. Look at him standing there with his master, Ira the Unicorn, and his friends as they fight off a dark side oh. because it's a Kingdom Hearts game and you need to fight off a dark side. There's always child soldiers at these games. Always. Classic Chantil, though, right at the front of the pack, oh, leading the charge. Oh, cool. Good mean, lad. Like we remember, the light shines strongest in the hearts this of children. Yeah. So, you know. I'm being unreasonable. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you are. You dick. <laughs> Are there just a very quick question while we're still on the sort of the game itself? Mm-hmm. Don't want to derail us. Um, it's a free app, right? Yes. How does that? Are there in-app purchases? There were. Um. So Union Cross itself is no longer a game. Mm-hmm. Um. When its finale released, it kind of went into not a game mode, and it's now just a, a cutscene collection. Cool. Um. Sadly, not a. In chronological order cutscene co- no of course collection. Why, not? Why, why would it be it's like <laughs> sectioned by like the world that the cutscene takes place in but because you travel between worlds it's oh, completely useless and exhausting. everybody hates it but every cutscene like monty mentioned you can create your character and then your character is in all the cutscenes so it's okay. decent from that perspective dark road is an actual proper game that you can still play we'll get there later okay but there was, I believe, cosmetic in-app purchases at the time, okay. I think. It's a mobile game, probably. Um, you finally enter the world after choosing your union uh, to this fountain. You'll become very familiar with this fountain. It's one of, like, the five reoccurring backdrops. All right, okay. There's nothing special about that fountain, I was going to say. I... Uh... Uh, so the foreteller leading your union, in our case, Ira, approaches you saying how le- lesser heartless won't stand a chance against your key blade and how the more powerful ones you'll need to work aside your friends, yada yada, multiplayer stuff, but also, you know, hearts connection, friends, power friendship. Yay. Fight a dark side, classic. Are people nice to Chantil or does Chantil, does Chantil have friends? Yeah, Chantil has friends. Oh, okay, so no one like bullies him or anything. Chantil has friends. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're... you're <laughs> Your union leader tells you that your mission is to collect the light and that there are other unions doing the same, but they might not all be doing it for like the same goal, you know, of, you know, keeping the peace. 
what, maybe what? Oh, you know okay. you, your union is the only one that's doing it for the right reasons so do it for your union okay does that does that okay so whichever union so they you task you with discovering those who walk the path of darkness they task you go find there's a traitor somewhere go find the traitor cool go find the traitor following this you meet your Chirithi, a dream eater spirit who is created by the master to help Keyblade wielders of Daybreak Town. So everybody has a Chirithi. Cool. Um, and like the ones in kind of similar-ish to the ones back in Dream Drop Distance, it is a dream eater. So it's kind of created of dreams. You can see other people's Chirithis. They can see your Chirithi. This isn't like uh, only you can see your Chirithi situation. Do you mean the lore in the game? <laughs> uh, sorry, the, the, lore, the lore. In the yeah. lore, yes. There are very physical things. Everybody can see each other's charities. The charities talk to each other. You talk to other people's charities. Cool, cool, cool. They're just a thing. Charity tells you that you're collecting light to stop the spreading darkness, which is very insightful. Thank you for that, charity. <laughs> uh, they tell you that you got to go help the other worlds and opens a portal uh, during which Disney shenanigans ensue. Um, like we remember from back cover, these worlds that they're sending people out on aren't actually the real worlds mm. whilst the worlds are all connected um it's a very massive landmass. it would take way too long to get there so essentially what the master of masters has done is taken the book of prophecies and created fake worlds Wait, using what? he's created kind of like fake worlds using the book of prophecies recollections of the futures of these worlds so, so right hang on so because the world because is it's too easier big, to collect the light if you go through a portal, then it is if you go... Which implies that he can just create light if he can create worlds full well, of light. Well, no, 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 because they're, they're kind of just siphons for the existing world's light. Okay, but they're not real. They're like... They're like semi-real. They're like data worlds. Are we doing the data thing again? To be very clear, they're not data worlds, to be very clear. That okay. is a separate thing. Okay. But they are similar-ish to data worlds. So is it like Chain of Memories? Step. Like Chain of Memories with the memory cards? When you're jumping into your memory cards. And it's kind of really kind of, I'd say it's the most similar to that. Okay. Yes. It's the most similar to memory worlds. And the people, the people are sentient on these worlds. Yes, so there are yes, people they are. living out their lives yes. and getting married. Mickey and... is continuing to rewind the VHS. <laughs> even in these God damn, millions of years ago. Oh yeah, because we, we, we do technically get Disney, not planets because it's all one world, but we go to Agrabah, I think you mentioned, right? Yes. And Okay, okay, okay. In fact, we only go to three worlds. Oh, really? Agrabah... Uh, I believe the Dwarven Woodland and... Do these kids have parents? <laughs> Not that we are, are told of. Okay, so this... I'm really... Really, I'm getting Pokemon parallels now. Yeah. I hope this charity's qualified in child counseling. Well, well like, I'm, I'm like Pokemon. Therapy, I I'm like Pokemon. I'm like Dream Drop Distance. Only one charity. They're not, they're not collecting no, You're not collecting them. No, no. It would be bad form. Dream Eaters don't... I know charities are whatever, right? But... Other Dream Eaters, they don't exist in this 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 land right now, do they? Chanteel can't go up and find a, 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 I don't know, a different, a Zubat. Not as far as we're aware. Okay, okay. Not as far as we're aware. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> tirade's over. Um, so, go help other worlds. Player opens a portal. Um, back during the Age of Fairy Tales, they could just open portals themselves. So why did he need to make the world smaller if it, you can go portal anywhere? It's a portal to that. It's not portals through space, it's portals into... It's a whole thing. Gameplay reasons. Just go with it. Sure. Disney shenanigans. No problem. I think mad. you go to like. I'm mad. I think you go to like Agrabah and the Dwarf Woodlands or something. 
along the way, Chirithi's reminding you, you know, all hearts are connected. One day you're going to understand what that means. Now, while you're in the Dwarven Woodlands, you come across Snow White, who's asleep in her glass coffin. Chirithi's like, oh, she- <laughs> like she isn't birthed by sleep. Yes. What? <laughs> It's just happening on a loop. You gotta remember that story's just happening on a loop. Please keep, we, keep in mind, it's 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 a memory of the future. Now, don't question why Aqua's not so there. It's not the same. So it's not the same Snow White that is looping again and again. This is a memory siphon of future Snow White, who is also looping and looping. <laughs> Have you missed Kingdom Hearts? I'm getting an adult juice. <laughs> Please get me an adult juice as well. While in the Dwarfen Woodlands, you come across Snow White, who's asleep in a glass coffin. Chirithi says how she hasn't fallen into darkness, but she's instead just in a deep sleep. Ooh. Per- uh, beginning to say that perhaps... But then they stop themselves saying that you don't have that power. You know, alluding, Power of waking. Alluding to it. Yeah. Oh, good. We're getting some wizarding... Power of waking stuff You're again. Yeah. Yeah. I thought power. everybody could do the power of waking. Well, like, we're, well we're, Chantil's young. Everybody has... Yeah the potential to do the power of waking but you know they're all they're, they're young keyblade wielders most are essentially at the level of an apprentice the only people who are really keyblade masters here are the foretellers cool okay so later in agrabah chirithi looks at aladdin saying how pretending to be someone you're not never leads to happiness and they should all remember that even it Chirithi's an it, by the way. Oh, Chirithi. For okay. Chirithi pronouns, Chirithi is an it. Cool. I don't know if Chirithi's meant to be a they, and he, excuse me, if I get this wrong, I am calling Chirithi an it for the whole thing. That's <laughs> In the underworld, uh, player nearly uses the power of darkness, which, mind, at this point, wasn't technically seen as, like, a bad thing. Remember when the union leaders were talking about this in one of the conversations in back cover? They did debate over whether un- uh, union members using power- darkness was a bad thing, but ultimately settled on as long as they don't fall to darkness, they can use darkness. Okay, seems like as a like an ability. Slope. So, I mean, I'm not going to disagree, but at the time, so they almost use it, but Cheerthy kind of, you know, warns the player that if they go down that road, if they go down that dark road, <laughs> uh, they'll like that's that's not <laughs> uh, they'll likely not be able to come back to it um but before going on to say that you know ultimately it is the player's decision to make charity's kind of just a guide is um is a charity created new for each kid or is the charity been around for is this charity and other kids no there is it is one charity created for that specific kid so every every kid has their own charity. They're like a little teacher slash propaganda machine created by the master of masters. <laughs> yes. Where's Yen Sid during all of this? <laughs> uh, probably not born yet. Thank God. Okay, because Yen is technically a Disney character, so very good point. Right. Very good point. Disney character, but also eternal, eternal master of Keyblade Master. So he's not like a. Z- uh, uh, maybe, maybe. Yen Sid is Yen sitting okay. back in Daybreak. Oh, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay, Monty, because I know we're not gonna get. Uh, a version of Disney Town, um, because then that, that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, that wouldn't make any would sense. Be there. Yeah, you're yeah. absolutely right, yeah. Back in Daybreak Town, <laughs> Chirithi explains uh, the world's history covering, you know, much of what we know, the master creating Chirithi, the Book of Prophecies, Complete Word, yada yada. Um, the Chirithi also says that the medals that you use, which is the game's battle systems, you, you know, select medals, and they all have pictures of, you know, Kingdom Hearts characters that we know and love on them, um, cool. are the power of light from the future, which is why they have Kingdom Hearts characters we know and love on them. <laughs> Sure, yeah. Um, he says that it doesn't really have a lore it's fine. matter. Uh, he says how the foretellers all have the same goal, 
even if they don't follow the same path to said goal. They all want to protect the light. It's all about protecting the light. Okay. Now, a few weeks later, you celebrate your progress, uh, as well as, uh, and to power you up more, Chirithi gives you, da 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 a power bangle! Ooh. It's just, it's there to power it up. I think it gives you, like, a plus five strength bonus or something. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Chirithi. <laughs> you know, powers up your battles. Now, Chirithi says that in return for the gift, the only thing it wants you to do is never take it off. All the time. Never take it off. Stay strong. Stay strong, kids. Keep that plus five stat boost. You're never going to get a better item. <laughs> Chirithi poofs away as the camera pans over to another Chirithi approaching down the stairs. It goes, huh? As the screen goes to black. A text appears telling us that all of the union members across Daybreak Town were given bangles. And they've all become far stronger as a result. What, 5% stronger? 5% stronger. But in return, darkness also seemed to proportionally, 5%, get stronger. So take off your bangle, then. I mean... It's not allowed to, it's rude. You've been given a gift. (laughs) Exactly, it's a gift. There was no gift for a seat. Also, wait a minute, so so, so the power bangle does F all. Makes you stronger. No, but it also makes your your enemies stronger the same amount. So it's as if you're... Well, you don't know that. Well, that's what they say. No, that's that's just what the the spooky text says. Yeah, it's just kind of floating, you know, flavor text. Right, but there's no reason to keep the power bangle on then. If but, the power bangle makes your enemies five percent stronger as well, that. right? No, because if you yes. tr- if you try and take the bangle off, you just see Chirithia <laughs> popping up at the window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, can I can I as a player? Can I no. take the bangle off of Chantil? It is not a physical item. It is not a physical item. It is a physical stat boost, if I remember not, right. It's not in your menu. It's been a long play. time since I've played the That's game because, you know, the game has not been playable <laughs> like over a year. Give us, okay. a, give us a console release square, you cowards. <laughs> uh, sometime later, you meet other union members. You're just chatting. Who they tell you of a new breed of Heartless that's been appearing around town saying how, you know, they're going to go deal with them and they'll meet back up with you there. Uh... Elsewhere, two Chirithis meet and discuss their wielders with one of the Chirithis. Uh, I think one of them is meant to be yours and the other is just meant to be another wielders. Saying how their their wielder is just becoming a bit indifferent. You know, they just kind of, you know, they're going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Um, now, they, they say how their wielders don't understand, but they will soon. And how there are five unions for a reason and they can't afford to lose any. The Chirithis just need to trust that their wielders will flourish. Okay. Later that day, the player returns to the meeting spot where he finds Chirithi, who tells him he's not coming. He's sorry that he couldn't keep his promise. Just referring to the other wielder. Oh. Back at the tower. But our, what, so what, did that wielder just like quit? Back at the tower, our Chirithi <laughs> finds the other Chirithi fallen over. The fallen Chirithi says how his wielder oh. disappeared into darkness, asking if this is the end for it. Our Chirithi reminds them that Chirithis are intrinsically linked to the hearts of their wielders and will die when their wielders do. As the, Chirith- as the Chirithi yes. fades from existence. Yikes! No, absolutely when the, not. When, when the child dies, the animal dies. <laughs> Remember when you said Kingdom Hearts was bloodless? <laughs> oh, God. Welcome to Union Cross! <laughs> That's really grim. Uh, can I ask a little bit about Disappeared Into Darkness? As in, they, they, they were taken by the Heartless and killed, presumably. Yes, yes. Right. As, as, as in, they, they lost their heart to darkness. But there was a little bit of time lag, though. You get a couple of minutes to say your goodbyes, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, before you disappear. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, so, uh, Master Era. I'll be honest, I think this is meant to be whatever your master is, but for right now, it's Master Era because they're in the cutscene. Sure. Um, 
approaches the Cherithi, telling it how darkness is outpacing the Union's collection of the Lux, which is the word for light in this game. Um, despite them collecting it at an absolutely obscene rate, darkness is still outpacing them. Uh, Cherithi questions if this confirms the existence of the supposed traitor in the Five, and Ira says that he's not yet ready to believe this. So this is before that conversation from back cover. Cool. Um, some months later, the player has a dream of the Master of Masters meeting with the Foretellers, um, just kind of giving them their missions. He goes to approach them all, but is overcome by darkness. They wake up uh, in their bed um, to find Chirithi asking um, if they're okay, saying that they were tossing and turning in their sleep. Chirithi tells him to go back to sleep, and as they do, Chirithi turns, questioning, was that you? The camera pans, and we see another Chirithi in the window. Oh, God, they really are at the windows. <laughs> Oh. The Chirithi outside asks if it was the Chirithi inside who showed them that dream and asks them, what are you trying to do? The inside Chirithi replies the opposite of what you're trying to do. Outside Chirithi says that it supposes that makes them enemies before disappearing. Our Chirithi says how they'll protect us. They have to. Chontil doesn't have a duvet or a blanket. Why? <laughs> Because, because, because we want to show Chantil's sick drip. Chantil is sleeping in full clothes. And shoes. Don't forget the shoes. Or just a blank mattress. Anyway, sorry. Yes. Oh, this is spooky about the Chirithis. Spooky about the Chirithis. I... Whose Chirithi is that? That's what we need to find out, right? We don't know. We don't know. We know this one's ours. One outside the window. It's just one who is seemingly an enemy of our Chirithis. So I suppose an enemy of us too. So another union, presumably. Potentially. Now, later, the, the player goes out to kill a Heartless in a park where he meets a white-haired curly boy who introduces himself as Ephemer. Oh. Sick drip. Sick drip. I like his scarf. Mm. I don't like this weird, uh, really not happy-looking face from yeah. either of them that I caught them on. Chantil does not look impressed. No, neither <laughs> of them look impressed. <laughs> Also, I know it's just the art style. Ephemer's got his fist balled up like he's ready to go. <laughs> it's so that they don't have to change the fist when suddenly a Keyblade yeah, appears. No, and they're that. just always in Keyblade grip. They're ready to summon. <laughs> Child soldiers are so prepared. <laughs> Ephemer also tells you um, of his union. He's the Dandelion guy, right? Because he's friends with the Dandelion lady. So he's friends yeah, with the Dandelion Ava, lady. Ava. Um, he is... He, he will, his union is always going to change. Oh, okay. It will just never be your union. Oh, okay. So it, it, it's just the point that he is your friend from another union is is the important part of that. It, it's to, I think he's Pantheris in this. He's from a union Example. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's different. Um, so they joke about being on different teams. Ha ha. Before Ephemer says that he was actually working on something other than his union work today. Oh. <gasps> Why? Um, so he could be considered union-free for the day. You know, don't have to worry about that union stuff. But the darkness is winning in the... the go collect some light. Well, he's looking for stuff. He tells you to keep it a secret, but the Disney worlds that you travel to are actually all holograms. And the light they collect there isn't actually the light of those worlds, but rather of the current world, like we said, siphoned through the holograms. Yeah. Are they, by siphoning light from the future... They're not from siphoning it from the future. They're siphoning it, it from, from the existing this, this hologram current world. Yeah, okay. They're just, like, si siphons, yeah. Cool. By, no, I'm not even going to go down that road. They're just, they're just little siphon boys. Um, I've just noticed there's a Mickey in the, in the there's a hidden Mickey. Oh, a hidden Mickey, lots of hidden Mickeys. Yeah. Oh, so there are. 
So Mickey is here. Disgusting. Mickey's always there. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey is eternal. <laughs> so while all the worlds are connected, it's really hard to get to them. So to simplify matters, you had a holograms of the worlds to collect the lux from far away. Yep. To simplify things. So you make things easier. Yeah, I, I think that it's meant to be that by having the ones of the... I don't think that Ephemer actually specifically mentions here that are from the Book of Prophecies. I might be giving a future spoiler. Oops. But I think that it's meant to be that, like, the memories of the future are intrinsically linked to the past, so you're able to collect the light from the faraway world in this time via the future, yada, yada. I don't know, Kingdom Hearts bullshit. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> you'll tell that I'll... I'll pass a lot more things off to Kingdom Hearts bullshit because we're at the point of the series now where future games aren't there to explain things. Totally fine. So I don't have, I have theories for a lot of things. I don't have facts yet. So he continues how not only are the unions gathering lux, but they're also fighting over it to collect the most from their union, but that the union members don't seem to really know why. You know, they're just kind of doing it and Ephemer doesn't understand why as well, seeing that, you know, the unions all have the same goal of collecting the light. So he kind of questions, you know, why are we, why are we fighting over this? You know, why are we competing? You know, from a gameplay perspective, it's because you want to get to the top of the high score. Yeah. You know. Nothing wrong with a bit of healthy competition to I boost your... It's a valid question. It's just motivation. These yeah. kids have got enough going on. <laughs> um, elsewhere in, I believe it's the plaza, Chirithi appears um, to another Chirithi asking, is he yours? The other Chirithi is a slightly dark gray going, I don't know, is he? Chirithi 1 points out uh, the slightly darker color change to Chirithi 2, who replies, very perceptive. Chirithi 2 asks what Chirithi's next move is, saying how he's getting closer to the truth, asking if he's going to allow that. Right, okay, so Ephemer is a secret baddie, and the dark Chirithi's working for Ephemer. Calling it now. During this time... <laughs> okay, so this is now... Now that the dark is kind of making itself known, this is when the conversation happens in... Uh, back cover yeah. where they mention that and they mention the power bangles and they have the whole debate over whether these power bangles which are making darkness stronger are a bad thing you know is it a bad thing to darkness yada yada and also there's a traitor we gotta find a traitor cool. is the traitor all the charity so they don't the so, so re 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 remember from back cover that the only thing they know is that the existence of a dark charity implies a dark wielder yeah. ergo a traitor yeah so they just they need to find out essentially who owns this dark charity because they're probably a traitor. Okay. I don't think at this point they had yet mentioned the lost page and connected that to a traitor. At this point, the traitor theory was all built around dark charity. Yeah. Okay. Now we also get a cutscene um, of the master giving Ava her mission, which is starts at least with the scene that we got in back cover, but we get more. Ooh. Okay. So. As we know, her mission is to create a separate organization, the Dandelions, uh, to stay separate from the Union squabbles and to escape from the final battle and survive into the world beyond the war. We know this. Um, he also tells her that after the war, there are going to be five new Union leaders to take over. Mm. Um, and that these would be the only ones after the war who would know that the war happened and that the world ended. So nobody else is... None of the rest of the Dandelions are going to know that. Only the five new union leaders. Okay. He wants the Dandelions to start a new life, clean from the pain of the old, in a new world. Now he hands her a paper with five names, the names of the five leaders, and tells her to go out, find them, make them Dandelions, and when the time is right, you know, tell them that they will be union leaders. Is John Teal's name on that paper? Is John Teal going to become one of the five? So she questions... <laughs> she questions why one of the names is circled in red. <laughs> 
Mm. To which the master goes, ha ha, jackpot. That lucky wielder gets their own free copy of the Book of Prophecies. <gasps> Imply- what? Implying that you can pay for a copy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this book is going to help them shape the world into what it needs to be. Um, okay. Alva says that it sounds like a risky plan, to which the Master of Masters says that it only is if the others get their handle on it. Hence why the book is only being given to one and needs to be given in secret, so that none of the others can know. Sure. Yeah, fair enough. Because it seems like in the current time, them all having books is causing a bit of infighting. Yeah. So only one person gets it in the he's new He's a world. wacky, goofy guy, and he's yeah, got his plan. Wacky, goofy guy. <laughs> What's he up to? What's he doing? We shift to a cliff overlooking the town where Ava is meeting with one of the new union leaders, Ephemer. Mm. Oh, he's going to be one of the five. He's one of the five. He's a union leader. Seems like a bad idea because he's going to be a baddie. Uh, he <laughs> With that really, lovely hair, come on. He really struggled. He helped Sora in Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, but we, I'm still confused as to how that happens. And I don't know if that's... That might be like a vision. A ghost. <laughs> I was about to say how his hair is white, which is the color of light, so clearly can't be a baddie. And then I remembered that like eight of the Xehanorts all have white hair. <laughs> oh my god, is Ephemer the original Xehanort? <laughs> No. Um, so, um, so he can't, he, he struggles to really believe all this talk that the world is going to end. Uh, but she assures him though, that, uh, he's not going to be alone. There's going to be other union leaders to support him. Um, but that they do need to survive so that the light doesn't die. Now she gives him a book, not the book of prophecies, but a book containing the rules that all of the new union leaders must follow. Um, she tells him to prepare what he needs um, that, or excuse me, that he needs to prepare the new world, um, which is going to be an alternate reality where they're going to call home. She tells him that their Chirithis will remember the memories of the past world um, and that they will return the memories to the union leaders. Okay. So that only the union leaders are going to remember. Sure. Done. Yeah. So the Chirithis are the only thing carrying the memories through to the new new world then? Yes. They're like little. They're like little hard drives. Let's hope nothing bad happens to any of the Chirithis, then, eh? Mm. Yeah. So Ethmer questions, <laughs> "What shall I do with the collective future of humanity? I'll put them in these five cats." <laughs> oh, it's fine. There's hundreds of cats. <laughs> so Ethmer questions why they need the wielder to forget, saying, "You know, shouldn't everybody remember this and learn from it and grow from it?" Mm. But Alva's like, "You say that now, you might think differently once you've actually been to the war." And we're going to take a short break for a quick announcement. Lore Dump has merch. Yes. Merch. What? Yes, what? I know. Seriously, merch. Um, actual merch. I couldn't tell by the demo of it that you're wearing through this entire <laughs> recording session. He's not wrong. Uh, we are currently wearing... Uh, we are. I am currently wearing a Lore Dump t-shirt. It's very sexy. I'm it not going to lie. It, it has the logo on it, um, which was designed by Fred of the channel Zolty Boy. Um, the, the brand new logo that you'll see at the very start of this video and seeing across all of our thumbnails. Um, it's just on the top left. It's, it's a beautiful little logo um we're not doing anything too crazy with the merch right now it's just uh for now for now yes uh, we're potentially going to be turning some i don't know we'll find some some fun stuff to stick on the on the t-shirts chase's hair we were thinking about selling chase's hair don't forget my bath water yeah, of course and his bath water 
Drink um, it. Maintain your health. But, but we, <laughs> we did want to just make a quick announcement just to say that we are selling t-shirts now. Um, so yeah. if at any point you want to support us, support the channel, um, do please feel free to click at the links below. There will be links in the description. You can, you can wear you can wear a lower dump t-shirt and t-pose to assert dominance <laughs> in um, that t-shirt. It comes in the form of hoodies, uh, sweatshirts. There's a whole bunch there. They're all very much along the same sort very of Very excited for the sweatshirt. I will yes. be wearing this sweatshirt. They're, they're, they're very cool. Um, but yes, uh, we also have, um, for, for general fans of the channel, not just Lord Dump fans, uh, we've got t-shirts of the Nubus Humanus. Um, we've got uh, versions from the Apex Legends video, the Elden Ring video, um, just using the little avatars that we use. Um, but yes, just wanted to give a quick shout out to that, um, just to highlight it, flag that the details are below. And if it helps at all, because... You know, I'm probably not your favorite member of Lore Dump. Uh, the profits are split three ways, uh, so <laughs> all, all three of us get uh, get a cut, uh, equal split um, for every uh, T-shirt piece of merch that's sold. So I think this is only me and Neil just learning this, and it's very good news. Very good news indeed. <laughs> so it'll be great. Uh, but no, if you do want to buy them, the links are below. And thank you very much. And thank you all. Love you. On with the episode. So back in the present, Ephemer. Uh, sneaks away from the player to go to the tower themselves, um, apologizing to player for not following through on their promise. We find the player back at the fountain waiting for Ephemer all day, only for him to never appear. As night falls, your Chirithi finds you, asking if you've been there all day. Like, you, you just see, like, the it go from, like, day, and people walk past, and, like, it gets to nighttime, Chirithi comes. Aww, and he tells crazy. you, you know, give Ephemer the benefit of the doubt. You know, maybe an emergency came up. You know, friends always keep their promises. No. Uh, don't be sad because when you're sad, it makes me sad, and all your friends sad. And friends don't want friends to be sad. More friends, Ugh. right? That's, no, they, that's they weird. That's not how that that's works. That's not a good lesson. We don't. It. Your friends don't want you to feel feelings. <laughs> it's all right, John Teal. You got you just have a good be cry. You're all right. Dig it, Dad. Put a push <laughs> yeah. all down. Slap a smile on it, John Teal. They, they have a little box. They have a hug. <laughs> the next day, Ephemer uh, meets you at the fountain, saying sorry. Um, you know, I had some stuff come up. Um, what stuff? But do you want to come up on an adventure with me? Um, he takes you to the tower, asking if you're ready. But then stopping, pausing, and saying, maybe you're not. I'll be waiting for you. And then he bursts into a cloud of dandelion seeds, and they fly away. What? Why? Ephemer does. Yeah. Why? And then you wake up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was all a dream. Good. Okay. Or at least the, the next day stuff was. This stuff the prior night wasn't. John Teal can have dreams of uh, visions of the future in their dreams, it seems. So, okay. So, Cheerthy asks you about the dream and uh, tells you that if you want to go looking for Ephemer at the Tower, um, you know, let's do it. But it does say, you know, only foretellers are allowed in the Tower. You know, the Union members are forbidden from going in that Tower. So, also, you know, it's not a great idea to be sneaky and sneak in because, you know... The foretellers are infighting and might kill you if you go in there. Um, I think he warns it as like, oh, they're having a little argument lately, which is like the understatement of the year. Um, so he's like, clear, steer clear. Chantil, of course, being the lad he is, says, f*** you, and goes straight to the tower. I'm going to um, have to bleep that, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, the player learns from the others, um, learns just from other union members around town that Master Ava is recruiting for the secret organization. Um, this is now kind of only just coming out in whispers and secrets and rumors through union members. You know, it's not like an out in the open organization. It's kind of just spoken of in secret. Right. Um, players also learn that Ephemer seems to be close to Master Ava and is currently away on a mission for her. 
and that uh, the play- other players don't know when he's going to be back. Okay. So the player goes looking for Master Alva at the tower, hoping that she might be able to tell him where Ephemer is. Uh, he tells her how uh, they're worried that maybe Ephemer got wrapped up in all the issues that the four towers are having. She's like, well, I, don't, I don't know why you're snooping in our drama, but, you know, you know <laughs> maybe he has. Uh, you know, you're not far off, but I can't really tell you anymore. And then she beats you up. What? <laughs> Yeah, then she and then she you have a fight with her. She beats you up. Have a no. Why? What's Chontil ever done to her? Uh, you broke into the Forbidden Tower. Oh, sack your Forbidden Tower. There's nothing in here. There's waterfalls and a bridge. <laughs> uh, after she's your Charity sort of watching on at the side while yeah. a grown woman kicks you like half to death. I don't think she's grown. I don't think she's that much older than you. Actually, oh, yeah, I think okay. she's only meant to be like you know sixteen or seventeen. Oh yeah, she's the young one, isn't she? I think that yeah. you're. I think that you're like you know probably around like. 13, 14, and she's probably like 17, 18. That's okay then. You know, a little bit older than you. But anyway, uh, after she beats you up, she's like, you show a lot of potential, Chantil. But also, but also, Chantil, you have sadness in your heart. You need to let go of that darkness. Lying in a, <laughs> lying in a puddle of blood. <laughs> we need to stop with the telling Chantil he can't be sad. I'm really concerned yeah, about yeah, it's this. Not healthy. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, F out my tower. Um,. But as you leave, she goes, so you're the one, the friend that he told me about. If you remember from back cover, that cut scene where he told her all about the friend. friend it yeah. seems like, um, how, what, 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 how would you describe the friendship between Ephemer and Chantil by this point? Is it developed? Because it sounds like he rocked up and went, hi, I'm Ephemer. Have you forgotten what series this is? <laughs> yeah. I, Sora makes friends after he makes eyes with them across, <laughs> I, locks I think, eyes with them across a busy room. I, th- I think that Eph- <laughs> Ephemer and Chantil have a similar friendship to like Lee and uh, Ventus. How they met once. You know, hung out for five minutes and then 300 years later met again. And they're like, oh my God, we've been besties this whole time. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, you know, I, I think sure. that's the kind of French. <laughs> like Neil said, it's just that kind of series. <laughs> so that night, uh, Cheerley's watching you sleep when suddenly... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> so that night, Cheerley's watching you sleep when suddenly the camera pans and Master Ov is also watching you sleep. <laughs> Do you think, does she come in the room, sort of see Charity looking at you and just kind of go, what's up? <laughs> well, so she she asks the Charity if it was them who showed you the dream of Ephemer, the one where he poofed into dandelions. Um, um, Charity says that it wasn't, and then I was like, maybe it was Ephemer who showed him the dream. He's getting very close to the truth. What is the truth? The truth! Av says that Ephemer has fallen into an unchained state, and that he... <laughs> And that, as such, he's found himself in a different realm, and perhaps reached out to his friend as a result. What? Perhaps, if they're able to connect in that dream, the player is nearing that realm as well. So the F- so Ephemer's gone into a dream world, like in Dream Drop Distance. <laughs> he's just staring at me, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> she says that Cherithy needs to protect Chantil from the nightmares, so that the wind can carry him far away from here. Uh, kind of implying that he'll be selected as a dandelion. This, of course, hadn't been brought up yet. Then you do more Disney shenanigans. Yada yada bullshit. Sure. Well, can I ask a little bit about the Disney shenanigans for yes. a second? Um, so, like your Snow Whites, your your Aladdins, yeah. the, the genie. What what do they what do they think about 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 all this? I don't know about it. The, 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 okay, so it's you, very much like 
it's 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 most similar I think to Kingdom One Hearts One bullshit right. where you know you kind of just go the plot plays out and you leave. Okay. So it's not like a big secret like it is in Kingdom Hearts One. You know, oh, can't show them the Keyblade and all. No, that sort you of can stuff. you can, and it's not really a secret in this one because of course the worlds are still connected. Right. I mean, I, they're not like you know openly broadcasting, but it's not because they're trying to keep a secret this time. I have just remembered. Yes. Uh, the big castle. Uh, the, the the big beautiful castle. We really liked that castle. That's the castle that's underwater in Kingdom Hearts 3 when they're fighting Xehanort and Scala Ad Calum. Yes, so is. we're going to find out why that's underwater, presumably, in this. Potentially. Because that was quite cool, that moment. Sorry, continue. Disney shenanigans ensue, and after which Chirithi gives players the bracelet of light. Oh, what does that go. do? Is that, can you don't here take that go. one off either? It, yeah. <laughs> put, put this on and suddenly every Heartless knows where you are at all times. <laughs> well, the, the, this is going to protect the player from darkness. No, it's not, is it? It's, is it not, is it? And they but it, it also protects the darkness from the light. <laughs> and they need it because the Foretellers have given him a special mission. Ooh. They want to defeat the Heartless in the Corridor of Darkness. What's that? You know exactly what that are, is. These are how, how Riku gets around, yes, right? Yes, it is. This has been in every Kingdom Hearts game so far. Yeah, but I didn't know that the Corridor of Darkness was like a physical location. I thought a Corridor of Darkness was like a portal, and they just called it the Corridor of Darkness. Well, well, I mean, he, he walks no, 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 the no, no. of darkness. No, it's it's kind of ish a realm, sort of. Right. That, you know, it's it's kind of like wormholes. It squishes. You, you can travel a lot farther in the Corridors of Darkness than you can in the real world, which is why they use portals to get through. But oh, it's cool. all infested with darkness, and if you go in there, you're probably just going to become a dark being. Cool. Hence, right. That's why he Riku, needs a bracelet of light to protect. That's where Riku was um, at the end of the beginning of Chain of Memories before he joined them in Castle Oblivion, right? We've woke up just like no. a dark, nothing void space. No, he was no. trapped in the realm of darkness on the other side of Kingdom Hearts. And that's different from the Corridor of Darkness. That is different yeah, from the obviously. Of Sorry. Obviously. <laughs> Come Please. on. Get it right. One's a corridor, <laughs> one's a realm. Couldn't be clearer. But you can go to the corridor and fight in it. Yeah, and you can yes. go to... Uh, yeah, yeah. And you can take the corridor of darkness from the realm of darkness. <laughs> Probably. And the road to dawn. <laughs> and the twilight path. <laughs> so, you go in the corridor, equip, equipped with your bracelet of light, and uh, you, you beat the Heartless. Yay. Um... And that's kind of it. Later in the tower, Chirithi questions your union leader on whether it was too early to send you on a mission so dangerous. Who do these Chirithi think they are? Like, they seem to have a really... They're not really pets. They have a set quite a high standing in society. They're yes. Sort of, yeah. they, they are... Like, they, they work... They are higher than union yeah. members, lower than foretellers. I do feel like Ava's response to that. They're kind of like the middle management. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, who do you think you are, Chirithi? Surely the foretellers are going to be like, shut up, don't question me. <laughs> do you work for the master? No. Didn't think so. I mean, <laughs> well, technically they do. Don't technically work, yeah. they do. Master made them. Master's mm. literally their dad. Um, <laughs> who's their daddy? So, uh, Ira's like, I get that it was too dangerous, but we need to hasten the training. Darkness is coming too fast. Right. You know, we 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 need to push him. Meanwhile, uh, player chats to some other union members, uh, but notices that they're they're, they're kind of hostile. Um. You know, seeing Lux collection. It's a game. You know, we're just playing a game here. <laughs> Collecting Lux is a game. <laughs> um, making friends between unions is a hassle. How's that going to increase my score in this game? <laughs> uh, you later save them and they learn a valuable lesson about the power of friendship. Uh, good. Well, great. Go yeah. yourself, John Teal. Yeah. Back at the fountain, Cheerthy questions you why you're all worn out for the missions. You know, so you got to keep pushing yourself or the other unions are going to break ahead. 
Now, a girl... Do you think they get paid? <laughs> I don't know. The children. No, yes. I don't think don't they do. Don't you see them carrying their little wallets around their with necks? Ma- with management like that, what they should really do is start... Uh, what's the word for it? An, an onion? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. A union. A union. That's cross. it. So they need a union for their union. Yeah. yeah. The union cross union. <laughs> um so Charity's like, yo, other unions are gonna push ahead. We gotta keep we gotta keep going. But uh, suddenly a girl appears from the portal and she's like, Why the fuck does that matter? Um <laughs> Why did she hear the first bit? <laughs> uh, she was halfway through the portal. This is Scold, the black haired girl we were wondering about. Oh yay, okay, cool. It's Scold. Um, we like Scold. Scold's great. Uh, Scold says that all the unions have the same mission of protecting the light. They shouldn't be fighting over it. It doesn't make sense. You know, what do they, what do they think this is? A mobile game? Um, so she says how she used to be in a party with Ephemer. Um, and that she's heard all about Chantil from Ephemer. Oh, good. You know, Ephemer knows everything about Chantil from the five minutes they (laughs) met. Yeah. All Chantil wants is to go to a party with Ephemer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, she says that Ephemer just disappeared one day, but then he appeared in a dream, telling her to find Chantille. Oh. Uh, she doesn't know why, or, you know, how he was in a dream, and then you're like, oh my god, I had a dream too, and she's like, oh my god, well, clearly we need to go to the tower. I'm beginning to understand a little bit why this is so going to be so long, because nobody, nobody is clear about the instructions or the reasons why they do things. If we, if people just had a proper conversation, this could have been half the length. Right? Oh, this, uh, you you so accused me of having that as a catchphrase throughout previous episodes of this show. <laughs> That's true. That <laughs> is people true, could yeah. just have an adult conversation. Yeah. They're children. I know. Well, quite. They yeah. are literally like yeah. thirteen years old, yeah, rather than bloody dream riddles. Anyway, sorry. Continue. <laughs> um. So she's like, you know, let's go to the tower. Truly's like, you know, Master Alvis said, stay away from the tower. Um, Scold's like, well. I don't care. Ephemer wants me to go to the tower, and Ephemer's better than Master Alva, so let's go! Um, But before you go, you hear a large noise, and uh, you you hear, like, a massive boom in the distance, and you run to see the Foreteller's big fight from uh, back cover. Yeah, this is a cool moment. And you kind of... I forgot to put any images of the fight in the game, but you kind of see them overhead like kind of this um this, this happens a lot sooner than I, th- I thought it would yeah i think union cross is at a pace a lot faster than i think a lot of people think it is mm, now granted by this point the game had been running for five years like the, <laughs> the distant like the this game's actual core story came out at an absolute drip feed because it would be like you'd get one and then for the next three months you'd only get disney world wow. and then you'd get a main cutscene again it's why it took Eight years for the whole game to come out. So we're not building to the the, the dissolvement of the foretellers. We're There's... building to the Keyblade War. Are we? Is the Keyblade War the end of Union Cross? Is that what we're you're building. building to? Okay. <laughs> okay. We're building. Foretellers are fighting. Foretellers are having big old crash crash fight. Um, you and Skold watch the foretellers fight um, with Skold kind of having a look of dread saying it's true. Uh, you question what she meant and she reveals that in the dream she had of Ethmer. Ephemer told her that the world was going to end. Oh. <laughs> After seeing the foretellers fight, that's basically confirmed what Ephemer told her. Chantil does not seem phased by no, this. It's like, <laughs> got the Sora smile. Yeah, the Sora <laughs> smile. The end of the world is near. You think they animated Chantil? Yeah. They don't have time to animate him. Um. Now, you keep approaching the tower, hoping for answers, but on the bridge, you're attacked by Darkling. Ooh, which I, I should mention, Darklings are this game's, uh, it's kind of like what 
form Darkness took during the Age of Fairy Tales. Oh, so no scary um, boys. Like, technically, there are Heartless as well. Darklings are kind of like, they're similar to the Pure-Blooded Heartless. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Just like an ancient form of the Pure-Blooded Heartness. Cool. Heartless. Um, also, they're the only one that naturally appear in this time. You only see Heartless about because holograms of future worlds and they and they they're they're presumably collecting darkness from these uh these fake hologram disney worlds as well they're able to go in there no and they're they're getting darkness from the union members okay. by corrupting them right um so suddenly um you're on the bridge beat the darklings they they run away and suddenly appears a cheerithy with fully purple and red eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the evilest you think, you think, thing I've ever seen. You've been playing Cult of the Lamb recently. <laughs> that is from Cult of the Lamb. That is a horrifying image. That's What is that? It's not even pretending at this point. It doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Cheerithy is fully like... Red like, eyes, sure. Even the wallet is black. The, the purse is <laughs> It went out and it died. It's purse. <laughs> this is like Kingdom Hearts 1 level of like, I'm just yeah. I'm evil and dark. I'm just this showing you dark. I'm evil. Dark Riku all over again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Same colors. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, uh Cheerley's just fully out in the open at this point. He's like, long time no see. Um and, but it's like I'm I'm helping, you know? I'm taking over everybody's lux be, uh because you know, if there's no lux, there won't be anything for everybody to fight over anymore. You know, we'll all get along because there won't be anything to fight. It's not a bad point. <laughs> um <laughs> Your Cheerthy's like, uh why are you purple? <laughs> uh, you've been tainted by darkness. And it's like, do you hate darkness? Is darkness bad? No, good. <laughs> <laughs> After all, it's just another side of the same coin that light is. Like day and night, one can't exist without the other. Classic. So you should just embrace it mm. like they did. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> now, cheer the questions if this means... Uh, like like they did, referring to the Darklings. Cheerthy questions if this means that those three Darklings used to be human, and Cheerthy just kind of goes, "You betcha." Oh, good. Uh, he tells them that as wielders, they were they they were shit. Like they're they're not good as wielders. We don't like them. Um. So you know, but the darkness, the darkness really has a knack for kind of finding weak people and then making them good. You know, making them rice and strong. Ooh, good point. <laughs> uh, Cheerthy's like, these aren't the teachings of the master. And Dark Cheerthy's like, you know, teaching schmeachings. Uh, it literally says that. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the truth of the world isn't something you can teach. It's something that you need to just learn for yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, Cheerthy's like, where's your wielder? And the Cheerthy just kind of, hee 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 They're closer than you think, tee hee, wink. What does that mean? Is scold. They're closer than you think. Well, it's Ethelbert, isn't it? So you arrive, uh, they poof away, and you, you continue to the tower. Dark Cherithy's spitting facts, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah, can yeah, we yeah, yeah. can we trade? Can we... <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what was the purpose of this visit? To be spooky. Just yeah, to be okay, spooky. Cool, cool. cool, to, cool. To be spooky. Um, <laughs> so you guys get to the tower, and Scold's like, Cherithy, show us around. Cherithy's like, and Scold's like, do it. Oh. Um, so Truthy's like, <laughs> so Truthy's like, fine. And takes you to uh, the foreteller's chamber, which is definitely not like, forget just being in the tower. You should definitely not be in that room. Yeah. Um, where they are 
immediately caught by your union leader, who's like, Truthy, why'd you let them up here? And he's like, I, I'm sorry. Um, Ira mentions how you're not actually the first person he's caught in here. He caught somebody in here a few days ago. Oh, wonder who that was. <laughs> it was Ephemer. Yay. But he says that Ephemer's union collects Lux for a different reason than them. You know, Ephemer only got close to you for information. But don't worry, he's not a threat anymore. What's that mean? asks in shock if is Ephemer and the union leader confirms that they're gone. What did Ira do to Ephemer? <laughs> Took him out the back and shot him in the head. <laughs> Jesus. Because I was just thinking that if we ever get a Union Cross like remake for consoles or whatever, presumably you would be playing as Ephemer rather than your own character, right? Because it's not I like Ephemer's not. getting a really interesting story that I we're not really seeing. I really hope that and I think that given the themes of phase two, you need to still play as your character. Oh, okay. Chantiel well, needs to live. Yes. For reasons we'll get into. Anyway, Union Leader says that they're gone. Chirthi's like, this is my fault, but Chantiel stops them, walking up to the Union Leader to confront them and saying how I've gone along with all of this, never questioning your rules, never questioning, you know, yeah. what I'm following yeah. just for the sake of the Union. Yeah. I even had to fight people that I considered friends. But Ephemer... Ephemer left a, left, left a lasting impression on me in those three minutes I knew him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm angry at you, Master. Ooh. You're just like Papa. <laughs> <laughs> He's angry. That union's cross. <laughs> <laughs> Chantil even admits, I might have darkness in my heart, but that's okay. Respectfully, I'ma throw hands. Whoa. You just got your last kick by one of them. Go yourself, Chantil. Let's do it. Respectfully, Chantil's throwing hands. Mess him up. Um, you throw hands, and oh shit, it wasn't actually your union leader. It was Ava again. Oh. She was testing you. <laughs> and also, Skull, she wanted to see what your strength of heart was. Also, you weren't actually in the tower. You were in a hologram. She kind of captured you in a hologram when you tried walking in the tower because you're not allowed in the tower. <laughs> so she put you in a hologram. Don't, don't oh, stop so it. So much. Okay. So... She confirms that to you. That didn't need to be the case. No, it could it just have just happened in the tower. tower. She yeah. confirms to you that Eph. Well, you can't go in the tower. There's secret things in the tower. Oh, sure. You confirmed to her that Ephmer did speak true. The world is going to end. But then she tells you of the dandelions, the war, and how Ephmer was chosen to be her successor. She tells you how he's gone far. He's not. He's, he's okay. Ephmer's okay. But he's gone far away to wait out the battle and prepare the new world so that he can return to lead following that. Mm. Though he's safe, though. Uh, the appearance of a dark charity does mean that there is a wielder of darkness somewhere about. They're threatening. Now, she asks you to join the dandelions, survive past the war, and Skuld is immediately like, uh, yes, sign me up, I'm here. Chantiel, however, is like, only, uh, like, what What about everybody who isn't chosen? Mm. You know, why? why is only a select number of people getting, and of course, she's like, needful sacrifices in the war. Ava's like, we thought, when we did back cover, we thought Ava was pretty cool, but Ava's a bit of a... This isn't just an Ava thing. This is all of the foretellers who have kind of the same mindset there. Well, I was going to say, so, so so if you're playing as another character... No, this another this union, will always be Ava because it's a conversation about the dandelions. Well, of, course, of course. But the other union leaders kind of share the same sentiment. Like, this isn't Jesus. a Ava specifically is yeah. thus by They suck. Can you remind me, Chase? Um, yes. At the end of Kingdom Hearts 3, there's some foretellers rock up and reunite with uh, Lushu. All Ava, of them but Ava. All of them but Ava. Re remember that Lushu says something along the line, like, I think it's Ossed asks, where's Ava? 
you know, did you do something? And Lucy's like, I told her what she needed to hear. And it's kind of left at that. Okay. So it's left at that. Interesting. Okay, cool. Um, so maybe she's still about, but she's not there at the very end of Kingdom Hearts 3 in that scene. So, um, Chantil asks for time to think about it. He doesn't want to give his answer right now. Um, and after the scene, uh, we get the scene of Ava finding Gula, um, you know, in the alley and talking about the one who bears the sigil who's on the page, yada yada back cover. Knowing that the infighting behind the, between the four towers is at an all-time high and that the Keyblade War is likely to start soon, Ava gathers her dandelions, telling them to scatter to the winds and survive and to let their hearts be their guiding key. Cool, yeah. This now brings us into the final episode of Kingdom Hearts, Union Cross. Wait, what? Excuse me. The finale of Kingdom Hearts Key. No. Okay, right, okay. This is the final episode of Kingdom Hearts Key. It's like, everyone tells us that Union Cross is amazing and mind-melting. It's like, so far it's been a bit silly. Well, I don't know, our minds have been melted a couple of times. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Now, the final episode begins with a shot of the player. He's on the ground in the center of the Keyblade Graveyard. Um, Before... Uh, a screen showing something that Wait, says your player few... characters in there. With in the, in the Yeah, Chantil's on the ground in the Keyblade Graveyard. Uh, they look up and there's a light in the sky. And, oh, then we, and then we fade to a few days prior. Oh, shit. Okay. Chantil finds two other Union members fighting in the plaza. They draw their Keyblades to strike at each other and Chantil gets between them before they can come to blows blocking their Keyblades. Now, rumors have apparently started to spread that the unions are trying to steal Lux from each other. You'll remember that was discussed during Union uh, yeah. Back Cover. Um, and everybody's ready to throw keys. Ossed <laughs> <laughs> shows up. Again, this might be somebody else, but for right now, Ossed shows up saying how the only thing that matters is strength, like the bear. And all this dandelions are proof of that. She's trying to hoard the strength. Uh, the player's like, well, I'm not a dandelion. And Ossed's like, well then... F you, let's fight. You fight us, said. Sure. Yeah, we, got, we that, gotta fight them all. I feel like I said could kill us. No, they absolutely wreck your ass. Okay. It's not even close. And they're like, you aren't worthy of a Keyblade. <laughs> Sit down. Shut up, I said. Does I said feel good about himself doing that? <laughs> well, I said's just a, he's a wank, isn't he? He's, he we thought that in back cover. That yeah. guy's just, yeah. Ira walks in. Uh, him and Ased, you know, throw some accusations around. Ased's like, I'll see you on the battlefield, punk, and walks away. Ira's like, Ira walks over to you in school and he's like, you guys should prepare. And then he walks away. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a girl with red hair. Uh, she says how she has a secret. It's her secret spot where she watches the town from. Uh, this girl's name is Strelitzia. 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 Okay. Yes. Um, this is her, her favorite secret spot from which she watched the town and the people. Um, so she reminisces on how she first saw Chantil on the day when he was waiting for <laughs> Ephemer. Oh, that day when Ephemer didn't show up, when he broke his promise. This is just a game about people watching Chantil. <laughs> <laughs> um, she went on a mission in the morning seeing Chantil in the square. But when she came back from a mission later that night... Chantil was still there, and she's like, what's up? Now, she, they had actually crossed paths dozens of times before, and it kind of shows a bunch of shots of them near each other in, like, the Disney worlds, but, you know, obviously they didn't know each other, so they didn't really notice. They kind of just, you know, it's another union member out on their mission kind of thing. Um, but that day was kind of the first day that she really noticed them, seeing the pain in their eyes as they hugged their charity. Okay. Uh, but she was never able to muster the courage to say hi. She's a very shy girl. Uh, 
But while she didn't, she admired your strength uh, to be able to question if what you were doing was really right. Hmm. We then see Strelitzia meet Master Alva on a bridge where we learn that uh, Strelitzia is a dandelion. And not only that, Strelitzia is one of the union leaders. Cool. Uh, so now we've, got, now we've got two of them. We've got Ephemer and we've got uh, Strelitzia. We've got two union leaders. Okay. So she, while she's at home later, she's thinking about it, realizing it's such a great honor. Um, but like the player, whilst Strelitzia did say yes... She, too, like the player, is also sad about the ones who aren't going to be chosen. Uh, the ones who will be child sacrifices. <laughs> um, just to be clear. Now, she then goes, Oh, no! Is Chantil a dandelion? I don't know Chantil. I don't know if he's going to be a dandelion. I gotta go find him. And she rushes out the door and Charity's like, It's too late! You're in bed! You're already in your PJs! And she's like, Okay, I'll find him tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. I wonder if you could have saved some time by setting that scene in the morning. Yeah. No. <laughs> um so she's like, I'll get up early tomorrow, six AM. I'm gonna go find him at Fountain Plaza. Sure. Um now that night, Chantil has a dream of the Keyblade graveyard and the mysterious glowing light above. And he's like, Huh, wonder what that is. Now we find later that Scold brought player back to his room following the fight with a said, you know. When I said knocked him out. Right. <laughs> Just beat up the child. Um, player wakes up asking if uh, Scold has found Ephemer. And she says that he's probably off helping the dandelions. Uh, because the dandelions seem to be losing their focus. Because Master Off has gone missing. Right. Um, so the dandelions are losing their focus. So she's probably like. Ephemer's guiding them from afar. Yada yada. Um, now Charity says. Well. Master Ava was really good friends with Master Gula. Maybe Master Gula knows where Master Alva is. Chirithi leads you to a building where Gula's known to hang out. This is the one that we saw in back cover. It's like the abandoned building. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we saw a few times. Yeah, Gula just likes to hang out there. Just, that's his favorite spot yeah. in the city. That's yeah, so Chirithi leads him there. Um, and the camera pans up to see two more Chirithis kind of sat on the roof. And one's like, and one sees them go to the building and goes, Oh, I need to go, and poofs away. Inside, mode of transport. <laughs> inside, uh, Gula appears asking uh, why they're not collecting Lux. You know, are you dandelions? Are you those little punks? Um, except he's not mean about it. Gula's, Gula's chill. Gula's chill. We like Gula. Okay. Or Gula's a leopard, right? Yeah. Gula's the leopard, yes. Uh, or is, is he chill or is he just absolutely just too soul crushed to care at this point? Um, because he immediately kind of just tells you everything that he should not tell you Ooh. as just random people. <laughs> um, Gula seems unsure that Alva actually has the power to save the dandelion, saying how only the Master of Masters has the power, and now he's gone. Uh, this he's is gone? Th- yeah, he disappears. Remember, the, the Master of Masters left but before they created the unions. He let, he oh, he did. Star. You're right, yes. And yes. he's he's Back sawed over. it off to wherever the hell Sora is at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3, presumably. Tokyo. Presumably. Tokyo. Yeah. Okay. Remember when Sora went to Tokyo? I do. <laughs> yes, I do remember when Sora went to Tokyo. Um, so, this is actually the first time the player or Scold learned that the Foretellers even had a master. So it right. seems that the Master of Masters is not common knowledge. Uh, they only know their masters, the Foretellers. Scold asks, you know, where can we find him? Gould's like, I don't know. You know, me and Ava, we went looking for him after he disappeared, but we were never able to find him. Probably the only one who knows where he is is Lushu. Mm. Uh, but also, Lushu's missing, because of course he is. Of course he is. And when, when Skuld asks where he is, Skuld is like, you remind me of Ava. You're a lot like Ava. 
Um, Ava has actually... Ava has not disappeared. She's actually gone off looking for Lushu. Because they hope that they can find the Master of Masters to resolve everything going on in Daybreak Town. Okay. So Ava's just off on a mission. She's not missing or anything. Scenes shift over to the cliff over Daybreak Town. Where Ava finds Lushu. He's kind of just watching. You know, doing his job. He's good at his job right now. Uh, she asks what he's been doing the whole time. And he's like, you know, my role. Watching. Just watching. Uh, he tells Ava that his mission is to watch the end of the world and carry on into the next. And that he can't help her find the master because it's predetermined. The world is meant to end. Right. You know, he can't try and stop that. Now, Lucia reveals that the lost page is actually where the master's intentions are inscribed. And the, the intention that only the master knows of. All the questions if the master wanted this chaos, to which Lushu simply replies that all his role is, is to carry that secret with him. And to the end, things must carry out as they were written. So Gula has the page. It seems the page is the deeper meaning. Only Lushu knows the deeper meaning. What a load of rubbish. Try and stop the end of the world. Honestly. <laughs> you know? No, he's besties. Uh, his, his dad told him no. He's an obedient son. Now, Lushu... Lucia? <laughs> Lucia tells him that the master isn't interested in the world and what's to come. He's only interested in what's necess- doing what's necessary for Lucia to carry out his role. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing the master is doing at this moment, seemingly, is preparing Lucia's path. He has given up on the world. He doesn't care. All the questions, if it was Lucia who's behind everything that's going wrong in town, demanding to know what's written on the page, and asking if Lucia is the traitor... Mm. Lushu simply summons the no-name Keyblade. Ooh. Ready for a fight. Very cool. Meanwhile, at the fountain, Strelitzia sits alone, waiting for the player to appear, when suddenly her charity appears, saying that it found Chantil. Uh, presumably, this is the one that was on the roof who noticed you and said, I gotta go. So yeah. it's, it's presumably come to find Chantil. Uh, Strelitzia runs off to find Chantil. Back in the house with player, Gula recites to them the lost page, which is definitely not a thing he should be doing. Well, great. We'll but he's going to tell him anyway. Yeah. So it tells him, imbalance observed, strength misplaced, a future filled with sorrow. Words of truth misunderstood as they explore the secrets of tomorrow. Right. Trying to... Yeah, no. There's just nothing, nothing there. That, we really yeah. thought that was going to be a big twist I mean, for So is the whole but... book written in rhyme form then? There is more. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. sorry. We'll get there. So we'll question... <laughs> <laughs> Cooler questions, who it's referring to with this, you know, who is exploring the secrets tomorrow. They kind of, they get that, and then we come back to the hill, where Lushu has clearly told Ava something that she doesn't want to hear, because all we see is her say, no. To which Lushu says, you asked for the truth, so there it is. It seems that he revealed the true identity of the traitor to her, because he says that all that she can do is follow her fate and fight. If there's a better way, it will become apparent after the war. Lucia questions if the master ever cared about the war or the war, the world or the war themselves, or rather how the foretellers, his disciples would let their hearts guide them. You know, does he care about the war or does he just want to see what his kids are going to do? Let your heart be your guiding key. He's just interested in hearts. Ovid gets angry saying that Lucia is interpreting the master's words in his own twisted way and that that can't be what the master wanted as she draws her keyblade. Back in the house, Player questions why Gula is telling them this, to which Gula replies that the traitor is the catalyst for the end of the world, but he couldn't find out who it was or stop them. He continues to read the, fo- the last stanza on the page. With a single strike, toll the bells and herald the end, bringing war upon us as fate did intend. On the hill, Alva lunges at Lushu striking him, and the bell tower tolls. 
in the house, cheerily questions if Gula should have told them any of this. Gula, Gula asks, what does it change now? Listen, the bells are tolling. Ooh. And the Keyblade War has begun. Ooh. Hold on. So, 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 okay. So Lushu has told Ava something we didn't hear, and Ava was like, no. But presumably that thing can't be I am the traitor, no, Ava, because can. she but she thought he was. So no, why I would think, she go no? I think it can because she did say, you know, you're misinterpreting the master's writing. He, you know, maybe this isn't what he wanted. But it was like words are misunderstood. What was that first part of that bloody page? <laughs> Imbalance observed, strength misplaced, a future filled with sorrow. Words of truth misunderstood as they explore the secrets of tomorrow. Words of truth misunderstood. So he told her something and she's or, overreacting. Or he's misunderstanding the, the words in the uh, the book, the book of prophecy. Okay. Chase, continue. <laughs> I will continue. Outside the house. So they, they leave the house. They leave Gula to sulk in his emo corner. Uh, and Skull asks Chantil again to join the dandelions. But he's still unsure. So Skuld says that she understands, but we're running out of time. Don't fight in the war and come with us. Uh, even if you need to wait until after the war to make your final decision. Uh, she goes to meet the dandelions, who seem to be gathering. You know, the war's literally about to start. And Chantil asks Charity, if that, if I disappear, are you going to as well? Chantil asks Charity what it thinks that it should do, to which it says that it doesn't want him to fight. Aside, we hear a voice from off screen say, oh... Not taking part in the fun. Oh. Is this evil Charity? Yeah. This thing's it the best. Is evil Charity. Yeah. Best character, honestly. Best character. It taunts him uh, about the dandelions leaving their friends and revealing that, uh, you know, the power bangle, you know, the thing that we knew from back cover, that the power bangle has been harvesting darkness and they've been actually using darkness this whole time. Uh, oh. No. So it was presumably not our Cherithy who gave us the power bangle back at the start. It was probably Dark Cherithy. Oh, uh, pretending to be... Oh, Probably, since, you know, the Cherithys look the same. Oh, feel like they should have given him a nice little yeah. hat or something. It's Ma Ma Machiavelli in that, isn't yeah, it? It's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's... Oh. Now, our Cherithy <laughs> didn't know about the bangle, but seems that all it thought was that it collected dark energy to turn it into light. Uh, but Cherithy's uh, like, well, if that's the case, why am I here? Clearly, the Master wished for darkness to be collected. Hmm. And at this moment, Dark Truth reveals that Chantil is its wielder. Oh, what? Chantil is its wielder. How? We haven't. We're not dark. Who? We've been using are you darkness. not? We've been using darkness because of the bangle. Oh, but what? <laughs> Who said that that one's your Chirithy? Oh, well, Chirithy did. Our Chirithy did. Good Chirithy did. Do you know that Good Chirithy's your Chirithy? Well, Good Chirithy thinks it's our Chirithy. Is it lying? Why would it lie? <laughs> okay. No, all right, theory. Um, this, evil Chirithi, is exactly the same as good Chirithi, but from the future. And good Chirithi is going to become corrupted, mm. and it's going to come back in time oh, like to be evil Chirithi. Oh, That's like my that theory. Yeah. You That's like that? good. I'll be That's disappointed good. if it's not that. Yeah, I'll be disappointed if it's not that, to be honest. So, yeah. <laughs> Dark Chirithi was born of Chantil's darkness. Right. No, it summons darklings that Chantil needs to fight off, which you defeat. Uh, and then they fuse into the Dark Chirithi to become Nightmare Chirithi, who sadly I don't think I have a picture of. No. Um, you defeat it, uh, and it turns back into its Chirithi form, where it tells you that your bond is severed. Uh, so, you know, if it dies, you won't die. <laughs> Convenient. Um, but it's going to see you in another dream, and then it disappears. 
Meanwhile, Strelitzi appears at the house where you found Gula and walks into the darkness of the house. She calls out, seeing if anyone is inside, before deciding nobody's here and I'll return to the fountain. But before she can, a shadowy figure emerges in the darkness and strikes her down, <gasps> stealing her union leader handbook. Ooh. Her Cheerthy apologizes for not protecting her as she struggles to get up, limping towards the door slowly, saying how that she wishes that she has the courage as pictures of player flash up on the screen before she fades into dust, her heart escaping to the sky. Whoa! This character has kind of rocked up, done nothing, and died. Strozzi is dead! Oh, dear. Well, that's what happens when you have a name that sounds like a sort of... Yeah. That's what happens when you stalk the player character for an entire game and don't do anything. Oh, I thought she sounded like a drug. But like an American drug. Mm. Yeah, yeah, The yeah, ones yeah. they'd have commercials about. Ask Trilizia. your doctor about Strelitzia. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, that's sad, though. She literally has just done nothing. But, she, but she's going to come back because presumably she's wherever Sora is. Yes. Well, I mean, Sora's dead, too. So maybe well. Tokyo is heaven. <laughs> that you, would be you, very you, meta. You die and go... Phase 2 is very meta. <laughs> you die and go to Tokyo. Love it. Um, God, second death. Yeah, bang. How far through are we? Uh, a fifth. Two deaths and it's only a fifth. Jeez. Oh, there you go. I mean, we're about to get thousands. Yeah. Yeah. There's a war in our hands. Okay. Let's kill some kids. A few days later, we I'll see probably everybody... Get, probably get us demonetized. Yeah, I'm cutting that. <laughs> cutting that. A few days later, everybody arrives at the grounds of the Keyblade Graveyard. Oh, it's finally time. Oh, how long have we waited for this? And the battle begins. Keyblade wielder versus Keyblade wielder. Friend versus friend. As we watch a cacophony of hearts escape into the sky. Oh, very wow. good. I don't, do, do, do we fight in this? Yes. Like, so I know the Chantil is, but... You I'm fight a bunch of other players. Cool. Uh, you also fight all of the union leaders. Oh, wow. yeah. Also, oh. you have your armor. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And the further into the fight you go, the more keyblades embed themselves in the ground. Oh, that's so cool. And the more hearts are in the sky. It's very cool. Um, so the only union leader you don't fight is your own. Uh, some making comments that make it seem like no one, even the union leaders, really understand why they're fighting. Yeah, they're just doing say. it because the war is here, and if the war is here, they need to fight. Very this is bad and is, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's very well done. Um, as the fight continues, more broken keyblades embed themselves in the ground around you, and finally you come face to face with Master Alva. After fending off her assault, she tells you that you must join the dandelions and flee before it's too late. But as she leaves, you collapse, your Keyblade armor disappearing. Mm. You fall to the ground in the center of the crossroads, Keyblades embedded in the familiar cross around you. Your Cherithi appears, telling you, you did great. You can rest now. As light appears in the sky above you. You ask if it's your time, as Skull appears nearby, joined by Ephemer. Player tells Ephemer that he broke his promise. He's late. Ephra apologizes, but says, I'm here now. Player reaches for his hand as the screen fades to white. (gasps) Chantil, no. This is where Kingdom Hearts Key ended. Wow. So the original Japanese browser game, this is where it ended. And then, so then what happened? Was there like a a, a wait of... Because there is also, immediately following this, is the final scene of back cover, where we see Lushu up on the cliff, looking down as he sees Kingdom Hearts in the sky above him. That's re- that's a hell of an ending. That's yeah. very cool. I really yeah. like that. Yeah, that's um, good. Now, I will... Before we uh, talk about what I mean by that's the end of Key, 
There is an epilogue oh, to good, Key. Good, good. There course. is Unchained Zero. Oh. Where we see a good old pal, Maleficent! Oh, no. No. She's on a bridge looking into a mass of thorns as her crow flies to her. She says how it seems to have worked, but asks where they've run to, deciding that it doesn't matter and that Sora and those buffoons can't follow us here. (laughs) So she's come to the... She's gone to the past. But she's she's already (laughs) there, presumably somewhere, a version of her. Yeah. Maleficent's back to the past. <laughs> Sora can't follow her there. What, which Maleficent is this? Is this, this is the Maleficent from Kingdom Hearts 1. Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh, okay. The exact Maleficent. So, so my question is this. No, but I mean, when did she go back in time? She didn't go, she went back in time after Kingdom Hearts we'll talk 1? talk about that later. Okay. I thought that Maleficent, there's a picture, listeners, of Maleficent in this art style. Uh, and next to her is the crow. I thought Maleficent turns into a crow. I didn't think that she had No, crow. remember, the, the, crow. the crows are pet. She turns into a dragon. Oh, I thought she could also turn into a crow. No, yeah. no, the, 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 the crow's her pet. It just kind of sits on her shoulder. She probably can turn into a crow. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that she can. Um, she does in the live-action movie. Uh, is, is, uh, is Maleficent freaked out about uh, her change in art style, do you think? <laughs> um, oh, no, I'm two-dimensional. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like this is no less different than shape-shifting into a dragon. Well, there. perhaps. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, you yeah, you promised us there was going to be no Sora, and I see the word Sora on screen. <laughs> Are we going to see Sora in this art style? Sora. So... God, okay. So... And, one thing that I, I feel I need to mention is I, I, up to this point, have been saying that the part that just ended was Kingdom Hearts Key. Yes. Which I originally, back at the start, said was the original Japan-based based browser game. Key was the original, and Key did end like we just saw with the Keyblade War. I'm not, I don't actually think that this scene was in the original Key. Hmm. I think that this was added on because after that, it was re-released on mobile to an international audience as Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key. And this epilogue was called Unchained Zero. So I believe that this epilogue with Maleficent was added into the Unchained version of Key. But Key's over, and now it's Union Cross. When we... Key's over, and now it's Union Che. Now... No, the K says we had a couple of Greek people in the comments not happy about us calling it the Che Blade. Is it a K? Apparently it's a K. K but also okay. there is some description in our community. Well, to the, in to the Kingdom Hearts Land, it is a key. So, <laughs> there you go. But, um, yes. So there are some further differences that we'll get into later. Okay. But, essentially, following this, the game was renamed as Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. Um, it's the same game. It just got a name change after we patched the keyboard. It's so unnecessary. Well, but it's okay. just like how the game technically got a name change once Dark Road released. You know, if you go look at the app, you don't download Union Cross. You download Dark Road. Is the name of the app. Right. So it's just it's changed its name as it goes through the various phases of the story. So we are now entering the Union Cross story. Okay. But, it but suffice to say, this is the one who Sora fought in Kingdom Hearts 1. Wow. And this is immediately following. This is between Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. I'm very <gasps> interested to dig deep into the time travel here. I really want to dig deep into how this Do makes you sense. Will. Oh, yeah. We'll get I feel like the entire game is, always, is, is really dipped here? with Maleficent's r- arrival. I was really invested in that story. I think you will continue to be invested. Are you okay? No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm excited. I would now like a pause so we make it some more adult juice. Absolutely.
So, so any more questions before we? No, I'm I'm happy. <laughs> I just want to flag. Um, I presume you're about to explain this, but the the world should now be split into planets because that's what happened after the Cleep Keyblade. Correct. So okay. So like we know from King what Wars happened 3? to all the fa- the the um, the fake planets, the hologram planets, and all the people living on them? They disappear. They're gone. Oh boy. I Wiped mean, out. Are, if they're holograms, are they sentient? You said they were sentient. Yeah, you, you said they were sentient. Oh. I was holding you to that. Questionable. <laughs> um, sen- <laughs> semi-sentient. Um, sentient within the context of hologram. Was it, uh, the, the Keyblade War, was there any darkness in the Keyblade War? No. None at all. Well, it's just Keyblade I mean, Wheelers. The darkness in their hearts. You right. know, but there was no Heartless or... But there like wasn't Heartless. It was what a pointless, Keyblade what, Wheelers and Keyblade What a pointless, depressing mission. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, 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 that's, it, the, that's kind of the point. Oh, no, yeah. yeah it's, it's a yeah, great no, ending. It's, it's, yeah. very, it's very well done. It's very bleak. <laughs> um, Do you remember so, when a man was a boat? <laughs> uh, yeah, the boat, I, the boat man. Some flesh it's confusing. I've, I've explained this this podcast to some of my family, and there is a general and a nice, you know, there's always support, but there is a sort of glazed expression in the eyes whenever I start talking about it. I know I can say whatever I want about them; they will never listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> lovely people though. So Union Cross, it's okay. The only people we want listening are the people that we want listening. Yes. So yes. we get some text on the screen. Mm. The secret must stay safe with the five of you. When all is said and done, you must come to this fated land where you'll be joined by four others. The Keyblade Graveyard. Ephemer arrives <laughs> at the Keyblade Graveyard. Yes. Hey. Noting how he's the first to arrive before quickly being joined by a pleasant surprise, Skuld, our second union leader. Okay, good. Cool. So Ephemer now we've, Skuld, we've met three, but we've one of them's three. dead. One of them's dead. Uh, sk- uh, sk- Skrillex. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, Skrillex sang the Kingdom Hearts 3 thing song. What was her name? Skelestria. Scaramouche. Skrillexia. Skrillexia, okay. Our third union leader arrives, staying off screen as they converse with Skuld and Ephemer. Ephemer walks to him, shakes his hand, and the camera pans over to familiar music. Oh. As we meet our third union leader, Ventus. What the heck? But why, though? Because he's a child, and he's a child in a million years. So why is he still a child here? Why is he in this game? But great. We, we knew this was coming. It's still weird. It's Ventus. Call him Ven. Great. Hi, Ven. I like that uh, Ven's sort of um, kind of early 2000s punk wristband was uh, evidently still fashionable millions of years ago. <laughs> yeah. All these years. Ventus says how it, it, it must be nice that the two know each other. Uh, he's always kind of been on his own. He's a bit of a loner. Uh, not an emo loner, you know, despite what his wristband might make think. Um, he's confused as to why he was chosen as a leader, saying that he was never particularly good at anything, you know. He never really <laughs> topped the rankings or anything, you know. But, you know, Skuld is sure that Alva had her own reasons. Um, but Ven, Ven didn't know Alva very well, you know. She kind of just came to him and said, you're the union leader. Presumably at this point, then, the Cherithi have restored their memories of the time before. Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. And they're the only ones so standing. Explain... The five of them and the dandelions that weren't in the war. Yes. So this could, in theory, be the exact same Ven that we meet, uh, you know, earlier, later on in the timeline, could just have his memories wiped again. Or... But why is he the same age? What do you mean earlier in the timeline? This is the earliest. That oh, so, sorry, sorry. Later chronologically, I mean. Uh, Thousands of years? Yeah. When we meet, oh. when we meet Ven originally... Uh, from our perspective. We know time travel's about to be introduced in Well, this, time so. travel only goes backwards, I remember. 
Oh god, I yeah, I forgot the rules of time travel. Yeah, literally the, the the opposite of what makes sense for time travel. So he, the, so as of, <laughs> so as 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 as, as of right now, then and presumably it will get explained. There's no logical way that he should be able to get catapulted into the future. No, and even more so, uh, Birth by Sleep had been out. I don't think Dream Drop Distance or Kingdom Hearts Three route. So the t- rules of time travel at this point hadn't actually been explained. Bloody so hell. people playing this for the first time. Just saw two Ventuses and went, what? This series doesn't have time travel. Maybe it's his great, 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 great grandfather. Yeah, that would be oh, we'll it. Yeah. That. Like how Chantiel um, is Axel's. Yeah. Yep. Canonically. <laughs> Canonically. That's canon now. Well, Chantiel's dead, so. Um, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Chantiel's not dead. He's so, alive, yeah. Anyway, uh, they joke about, you know, oh, we're friends now. When another mysterious voice from the side goes, friends, huh? And a camera pans over to show us our fourth union leader, an emo in a fedora. Whoa! Oh, that's no. the kind of that's the kind of hat. That's a sort of incel hat. Yeah, that's isn't exactly it? what so I was those, thinking. You know, this is brain getting bad vibes from brain. 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 Uh, yeah, I like I like brain's uh, jacket. Um, I when I saw the. Do you like how you can't see his face? Uh, yeah, I like. When we, yeah, when we saw the initial cover art for this. The way that Brain was sitting, I thought that it was a sort of witch's hat folded mm. backwards. This is much worse. This is, yeah. <laughs> uh, for context, I love Brain. He's potentially my second favorite union leader. Okay. After Ephemer, of course. Because why would you not love Ephemer? Um, Monty still doesn't trust Ephemer. I don't trust Ephemer as far as I can throw him. I'm sorry. You don't trust anybody. I love. No, no, I don't. Uh, Brain asks Ephemer uh, if are, are are you the leader? Then you know, asking if all. Are these, he holds up kind of his, they're green leader handbooks. He's like, you think these are set in stone? You know, learning us guidelines, you know, do we, we do we need to follow the rules? Haha. Ha. Uh, Skull's like, well, obviously they're set in stone. You know, they're fucking rules. Follow the rules. Oh, sorry to rewind. Um, So the, the union leaders, are not Ava, but like Ira and all them. Do we, do we kill they're, them? They're Does Chantil kill them in the fights? No, no, you fend them off. Um, it's, it's, it's not explicitly said, but it's implied they die in the war. Right, okay, but we don't see deaths for them. Because we, we, we know they come back in Kingdom Hearts 3, so my question is... Well, we but do they come back through time travel shenanigans? So they come through quarrels? We're in the same place physically as the war just happened, but this is a new world. But we are in the yes. same physical location that, that the world ended in. Now, there is debates over whether, you know, if you erased all the memories, why do you not pull the keyblades out of the why ground and they, clean it up? Why didn't, they, but why didn't they bother erasing all their memories? I feel like people are going to find this place and go, I wonder why, why did they why, why did they bother erasing the five of their memories if they were going to give them back two minutes later. Well, no, they only gave it to these five. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Why no, 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 it's, it's because every, just the process of transporting oh, it to the other okay. world right. erased their memories. It's just a blanket magic in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah blank, I'm blank just confused because the other world is the same place we've just left. But that's, Well, yeah. they're, they're, they're parallel worlds. Okay, cool. So everything looks the same. We are going to Daybreak Town again in a second. It's cool. just Daybreak Town in another world. Yeah, got okay. yeah. So af- after Scold's like, Ugh, you gotta follow the rules, Brain's like, hmm, it sounds like Ava. A serious one. I, I kind of feel I'm getting a feeling brain here because what did following the rules get everyone else of it? The, oh, the last leaders who all followed the rules all got massacred. Um, you're like, not wrong. Now the others are silly, goofy, goofy boys, and they're like, ha, 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 "You're not the first person to say that she's like Ava," <laughs> even though he clearly meant that as an insult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, brain uh, then asks him, "You know, can we trust Ava? After all, you know, she's forcing us to lie to everybody. You know." Tell him the world didn't happen. The world, it's not over. Uh, and Evermore thinks back on what Ava told him before about, like, you know, oh, you want everybody to know now, but once the war happens, will you still? And he's like, I think we should trust Ava. 
you know, so, so, so he now thinks that's a good idea to, yeah. to not tell people and not to learn from the mistakes that led to this pointless, horrible war. Yes. It's a terrible plan. Yes. Where's yeah. the fifth union leader? Because one of these, pe <laughs> one of these people have killed Strelexia and are an imposter. So they wait and they wait and they wait and they wait. And then Brain's like, where is he? And suddenly another voice comes from off screen and he's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry for being late. Oh my God. And it is... This boy. Hey, Loriam. No, it's Marluxia. It's Marluxia. It's Lor I mean, you know how these names work. Yes, one day it will be Marluxia. So we now have our five union leaders. Okay, so Marluxia's the one that killed Strelexia, right? I mean, we know that Marluxia ends up as a, as a, as a body. If, yeah. If it's our five union leaders. So we yeah. see some flashes of past events, and suddenly... Chantil wakes up in their bed. Yay. Oh, was it all a bad dream? <laughs> and Chirith, their Chirithi's behind them. Chirithi remarks on how they've been having nightmares Wait. a lot since then. Uh, since the day that Alva invited them to join the Dandelions. Now, this is where I, I can I can go back. Essentially, so remember when I said that it was re-released as Union Cross? Mm. I mean, excuse me, as uh, Unchained Cross? The Keyblade War didn't happen in Unchained Cross. It went straight from the scene of Ava giving that speech to the Dandelions mm. to this. Oh. Oh, he cut out the best bit? You because joking? you're playing as Chantil, who doesn't have memories of the Keyblade War. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. Very good. Unchained Cross came out, and it essentially started from zero. And you played through what people thought. They were, like, replaying all of, all of Key over again. And they went, why are we replaying this? We've already seen this. Until... Things started to diverge right before the Keyblade War, and then suddenly this happens, and they're like, "What?" I mean, I think that that's is cool. fun. However, yeah. it doesn't totally make sense because all memories of the previous world have been wiped. So no, 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 no. Just no? memories of the Keyblade War. Oh, so, everything else is still there. So people, so are like, people are waking up in a battlefield and going, oh, "I wonder what well, happened no, here." I, presumably, you know, when they were put in this world, they're putting like daybreak down. Right, presumably. but but my problem is that they. So there, there's tension, and there's a little bit, little bit of like, the, the, grr, I'm the, gonna the get you. Of, the memories of these tensions were resolved. Also, right. Um, post office speech, <laughs> post office speech, they were implanted with a memory of the union leaders essentially announcing to everybody that they were stepping down, and these five were gonna be. The so they've just okay. rewritten history. Yes. This, this is just like historical revisionism in action, and we're <laughs> meant to feel good about it, I guess. Because the the flower lady said it was good. This is a terrible well, plan. Because because flower lady's dad said it was good. Oh gosh! Don't learn from history, kids. <laughs> okay. It, does the game acknowledge that this is terrible? Do you know what? I some, know. On a, a, diverging here a little bit. Wait, I don't want to spend an hour talking about brain's hat, but I feel like. <laughs> The, the the feather in the side of the hat because it's a mobile game it appears on the side that the, the, the brain is facing at all times but it makes it seem like there are two feathers you think the feather's key to his personality you need you need to know where the, where feather, the feather is the feather's <laughs> chain to his personality <laughs> the feather is placed right in the direct front but it sways depending on which way he's facing is it like the hand of the kingpin in Game of Thrones where it's tweaked towards who he's like most aligned to in every scene I didn't know that was the no. thing Oh no, they do well, that in Game of Thrones. very amusing. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that was the case. It's always tweaked just Wait, towards... Wait, so, so yeah. they're just sort of going, oh. Yeah, like if, if Tyrion's like against Tywin and he's against Joffrey, but with Tywin. Such casual shade. Yeah. That's such a... <laughs> it's like a whole thing. Anyway, sorry, continue. Anyway, the next morning, Chirithi meets with Skuld and Ephemer on a cliff to tell them about Chantil's nightmares. It says how it doesn't like lying to Chantil, but understands that it's for the best. You know, we should erase history. Um, 
Ephemer reminds Cherithy of its task, Union Cross, which Skull describes as new adventures with friends. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Ephemer says that if the darkness in this world is different, excuse me, Ephemer says that the darkness in this world is different from the darkness in their old world. It's more complex, more than meets the eye, almost like it has its own will. Why? They send Cherithy back to player, <laughs> and Skuld asks why Ephemer told it about the darkness. Uh, they don't know enough. Ephemer retorts that it concerns everybody, and so they should all know. And that he gets a really bad feeling every time something happens in this world that didn't in the old one. Okay. I have no questions. Continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he, he says it also feels, he feels a bit weird about the whole Union Cross thing. But Skull reminds him that Union Cross was written into the rules, so they kind of got to follow the rules. You know, all of it said follow the rules. Later, the five arrive into the master's chamber in the tower, where the foretellers have their meetings, um, and Skull suggests that they decide on uh, the union leaders. So who's going to who's gonna determine which union? I mean, lead which union? You know, they're kind of just all the heads of all the unions. Are they keeping right the, like, the unicorn and this, or yes. they, they're not making their own? Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, the, brings, the, the master very specifically... <laughs> asked the master about this back in key, but he very specifically said, we're keeping it the way it is because we don't want to cause any more chaos than we already are. Surely the problem is that they ha- <laughs> they split up the unions in the first place and you had them all working against well, we're, each other. We're, 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 we're getting there. Okay. We're, okay. we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, I'd just like to point out, I think it's very dangerous to split up the unions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Skuld suggests uh, that they decide on the union leaders, but Ephemer says that they should keep that as just five unions as they are for now until they discuss who goes where. They don't want a repeat of history with everybody becoming loyal to only one union. So they're saying, everybody, just be a big mishmash for right now right. until we can decide what's the best course forward, which hopefully is not to split the unions. <laughs> um, so everybody agrees fairly quickly with some minor quips from Brain about timeliness, yada yada, Brain's big brain. Um, he, like, he likes his quips, does he, Brain? He does love his quips, oh, yes. Good. He's a quippy boy. Uh, except Ven, who hesitates, um, but ultimately decides that he's just going to go along with what everybody else wants to do. Uh, Ephemer does urge him to speak up uh, if he speaks... Uh, feels different, telling them that, you know, everybody's equal here. You know, if, if you're unsure, please let us know, kind of thing. Oh. Um, We're all equal, but Ephemer is clearly the leader. <laughs> clearly. It, it goes does up Ephemer it take, go- Does Ephemer take Unicorn? It, 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 I feel like it switches depending on the day as to whether Ephemer or Brain is leader. It's like depending on what task they're doing. Oh, interesting, okay. Um, but uh, none of them are officially the leader, but it's, it might as well be Ephemer. Right. Um, so Ven, Ven's like, no, 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 I'll, I'll go with you. It's just, you know, I'm still unsure about leading the union. Uh, Brain's like, grow a backbone. Um, while the others are like, no, you'll be great. You'll what be is that? <laughs> he, says, he says that to Ven. Yes. Brain is one of your favorite. Brain is bullying Ventus. You, you, yeah. you, you, you judge the characters so quickly. Absolutely. <laughs> Look at he's being mean to my little Roxas boy. To and be you're, fair, you're being old Mr. Very, Brain. I feel very indifferent about Ven. Ven is... Brain can suck Ben's one. mid from my ranking of characters. Honestly, little um, fedora wearing prick. All right, sorry, continue. <laughs> uh, are we swearing yet? <laughs> no, I'm saying prick. Prick's allowed. <laughs> Ephemer also continues that they should probably hold out on telling the union leader anyone where the foretellers have gone. So in everybody's mind, while the foretellers have stepped down, they're still prob- presumably in the tower, you know, just chilling. Uh, so nobody knows that they are gone to a far off land. Sure. On vacation. Yeah, they've gone off to the great farm in the sky. <laughs> yes. Brain changes the subject, bringing a book to the table and showing everyone that um, a page that says 
there's a way to create a new companion for the new union members, like a, a new type of Chirithi. Now, the Chirithis are still there, to be very clear. Everybody still has their Chirithis. Suddenly looking over their shoulders hearing that. Yeah, but there is like a way to make like extra. Uh, these spirits won't have as many powers as Chirithi, but they can devour nightmares. Dream ears. Oh, this is how they'd make the dream ears. Cool, okay. So, Scold thinks about what Chirithi told her about players' nightmares. Um, and Ephraim remarks how, uh, with these, you know, it'll help the characters forget the past. Right. You know, if they're having any lingering thoughts turning into nightmares, you know, this can help them forget. So, it's more forgetting. <laughs> Push it down. Ooh. Let the spirits devour. Everybody agrees to the plan. Um, and Brain and Lurium stay behind to get the preparation started while everybody else goes out on a scavenger hunt for the materials. Meanwhile, at the fountain, a Chirithi appears to Chantil and his Chirithi, um, rips a hair off of Chantil's Chirithi, and with it, creates a Dream Eater spirit for hey, player. Hey, hey, um, I will be honest, I completely forget what these do from a gameplay perspective. Uh, probably about as much as they did in Dream Drop Distance. And I don't <laughs> think that they have much use in the lore, either they're just kind of there player joins up with the other union members in a party he does create like a party uh there's like one who wears a moogle head and is all about collecting money one of them has an afro um and moogles are... moogles question about moogles because uh, chantil's keyblade has a moogle on it yes. so uh moogles exist in daybreak down yeah. cool. what's they're a moogle he's from final fantasy they're little creatures from final fantasy uh they they run shops and stuff they call you koopo yeah. They call you Koopa. They're they are also um, running shops in Daybreak Town. So, so 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 okay. So are other Final Fantasy characters flitting about in Union Cross? Do you meet anyone from Final Fantasy? Not that I remember. Okay, that's fine. Cloud hasn't been hired I... to kill any kids. So... <laughs> um, they do appear on like the medals, but right. outside of that, I don't think you meet any of them as characters, as far as I remember. But there are Final Fantasy lands because it's like Presumably. the Disney worlds, right? Presumably, okay, yes. cool, no problem. Um. Somewhere out in the sky, Luke Skywalker. Is Tokyo around. part of <laughs> the land? I know it's all fractured now, but it's Tokyo, you know, Kingdom Hearts. Do you mean Tokyo as in where Sora is? Where Sora is, yeah. No. And I'm going to leave it at that. Um, okay. Tokyo's in our universe. So Don't be silly. <laughs> this is a video game. Sorry. Sora, the video game character, is now in our universe. <laughs> Can't be the other way around. Continue. <laughs> so, um, coy boy just did a coy look. Player player joins up with the other union members in a party, and they go to hunt Heartless together as pals, good buddies. They're making friends, new adventures with friends. Union Cross. Is it is it just the five leaders in Chantil? Why is he tagging along? No, 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 no. It's it's five completely other players. Like oh, I said, okay. one of them is wearing a Moogle head. One of them has like an afro. Oh, it's a bunch of yeah. their characters. This this and, and you probably don't have an exact answer for this because mobile game etc. Do we know roughly how many dandelions there are that, that made it through? Is, are we talking dozens, hundreds, thousands? I believe it's in the, the magnitude of hundreds. Okay, cool. Not loads. Okay, cool. Yeah, so a decent number, but not, like, loads. Cool. You know, it, I wouldn't even say it was a full union's worth from the prior world. Okay. Yeah. Because obviously, Ava's actual union, the ones who weren't selected, did still fight in the Keyblade War. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like Ava's union was the Dandelions. Dandelions are a secret organization. No. So, anyway. Um, watching uh, Chantil and his party one day, Chirithi remarks on, they look so happy. Did we really need to delete their memories? After all, the memories aren't really gone. They've just been overwritten. Their hearts still bear the scars of those events. Mm. It promises that if Chantil ever wants to remember, that it's going to give him back his memories. Okay. Mm. 
Maturity. And it kind of promises this to itself. It's not like having a conversation with Chantil. So it's not like telling Chantil, oh, you have memories you don't remember. But like, you know, <laughs> if you ever want him back, I'll give him to you. It's, kind of, it's saying this to himself. <laughs> it's saying uh, it while Chantil's sleeping, presumably, and it's watching over. Um, more fun with the players with Chantil's party ensues. I have a beach episode, go on a beach trip. Fun stuff. Great. Sounds like a grand old time. <laughs> on the hill over Daybreak Town, Chirithi and Chantil chat about the lights and how not everyone can wield a Keyblade but that the light in Chantil's heart is what allows him to. Chirithi then gifts him a delicious sea salt ice cream oh! for being a good pal. Oh, and all the old feelings come rushing back. Well, this is this is why uh, Axel liked them so much of his great-great-great-great-granddad. <laughs> uh, canonically, his great-great-granddad. Um, the fact that this happens immediately following a beach episode is absolutely fan service because it's mm. the only time you see sea salt ice cream in the entire game. Oh. So you'd think it would be like a healing item or something for a bit of a giggle. Well, but... I'm sure it is, but I don't remember the gameplay oh, okay. where it is. It's been a while since I've played the game. Uh, while on a mission some days later, Chantil is pulled into a corridor of darkness through a portal. <gasps> a truth he says how new darkness is spreading in new worlds and you go do some Disney shenanigans. Cool. Um... We get a message about how our memories of the Keyblade War were slowly being... Not like Chantil gets... The player gets a... We as people get a message about how our memories of the Keyblade War were being slowly overwritten by their adventures with new friends and new worlds. Ah, uh, right. Cross. To be fair, that's um, just how memories work, isn't it? So yeah, that's fine. One of the worlds that we do is Enchanted Dominion, where we defeat Maleficent. Is it the same Maleficent? Debatable. Wait, um, what? Hold on, hold on. You, you're, that's a, is that just oh, a bullet point you've got? There's already a Maleficent, remember? But here. yeah, so what does she say when you're fighting her and stuff? Does she say anything like, oh, it's you, you Keyblade? Nope, we defeat what? Maleficent. <laughs> okay. After all the... Um, after all the worlds, we get a scene of her on top of a ruined castle, raging about how the ending never changes. Oh God, she's aware of the VHS tapes. She's oh, self-aware. Oh, I love, so it. I love it. So basically, she's like, every time that we go through this, Prince Philip defeats me. You know. I'd be I I'd, I'd be I'd double down on the evil if I became aware of that. 100%. From, from off screen, a voice replies that it's that the ending never changes because it knew that she would come from the future. Oh. Sorry, what? A shadowy figure naming itself only as darkness comes oh. into frame. It tells her that if she wanted that it knows that she wanted to come back to erase the past and recollect the seven hearts of light. But the rules of time travel aren't so simple. You can only travel back to a time when you yourself existed. But in order to do so, you must separate your heart and body so that you can take over your past self. Yeah, Which, you know, right. okay, so Riku gonna... did with his Keyblade of Heart back in Kingdom Hearts 1. So you remember when Riku stabbed Maleficent yeah. and freed her heart? That's when she time traveled. Oh. That's quite clever, that. Yeah. Because but... also, that, that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't that's... retcon Dream Drop no, no, distance no. at all. No. Um, I think that's really cool. Seven Princesses of Hearts. So she's basically trying to do Kingdom Hearts 1 again. She's yes. trying to get all her princesses. Does this cool. go... She's like, I I know everywhere I went wrong. I'm going to do it again. Okay. <laughs> right, okay. No, that, cool. that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, so it's revealed that it was Xehanort who, during the events of Birth by Sleep, taught her the secrets of time travel. I think we knew this already. Mm -hmm. Um... And that she thought when she defeated Sora that that was the time to use it. Or when she was defeated by Sora, because she definitely did not defeat Sora. <laughs> Sora kicked her ass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the master knew that she would do that. So he never created Enchanted Dominion in the real world before the Keyblade War. Ooh. Wait, what? Okay, so Enchanted Dominion never existed. Sleeping Beauty World never existed nope. until after the Keyblade War. Nope. It also semi-implies that the it? Master of Masters is a god who created the Disney Worlds. Yeah. 
Um, but it it doesn't revisit that, so we're just gonna leave that at that. <laughs> um, the master did not create, although it could also be referring to the hologram worlds. Very questionable. We are giving Mickey a little bit of a rough, a rough right then, because it sounds like it's the master that rewinds nah. the VH test. F Mickey. F Mickey. F Mickey. Okay. <laughs> um, everything worm. was a trap for Maleficent. In the past, Keyblade wielders collected lights from world, uh, from worlds in the future, told of in the Book of Prophecies. Those of Dwarf Woodlands, Wonderland, Agrabah, Beast's Castle, and Oblivion Coliseum. Yes, those were the only five worlds in the original Kingdom Hearts key. Sure. You, for like four years, you went to four worlds. Whoa. Just, just like, wow. okay, so so again, so so we're, we're going here with our Keyblades and we're waving them about and Hercules has seen it and, and Phil's seen it and yeah. Beast has seen it. So there are distinct moments I remember back in Kingdom Hearts 1 when Sora goes and they're like, whoa, what's that no, funny sword? Because they get sword? Because they they get get wound. Wound. But so their memories get yeah, of course. And also because that was that was if they if their memory didn't get remember, rewritten, they'd be going ah, I'm in hell. I remember I'm repeating that, every day. Right. Also remember back in then, it was holograms of the future. <laughs> Remember yeah, but it's not now. That's what I'm saying. We're going to go to yeah, these no, worlds no, no, now, no. right? Their, their memories get rewritten when they get rewound. Questionable. Um, Questionable. So... Is John Teal not going to the new... After the war... Uh, after the war, with the Master and Foretellers gone, and the memories of the wielders overwritten, those original worlds became unreachable. But within the data, they were able to recreate the worlds, including those unknown to the real world, like the Enchanted Dominion. Darkness reveals, in fact... They're not in a real world, nor an alternate reality. Everybody's in a data world, this game. It's all a data world. We're pulling a Kingdom Hearts 2. Union Cross is entirely set in a data world. Yes. It's a data. They're all a data again. They're all data. Get f***ed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 disappointing, is the best way to describe I, it, I think. Key was very cool. Data worlds are boring. I think you'll think it's disappointing for now. Fine. Do you have another adult juice down there? So they're all in a data world. And in the data world, the past can't be changed because it's a, da it's a data world. It's, <laughs> it's separate from the timeline of the real world. I mean, you can do what you want in the data world. It's not going to affect the real world. So, you know, you're not really changing the past there. Oh, I love my stakes when they're in a data world. Whatever <laughs> you fear. Maleficent says that Darkness trapped her here because he feared its power. Maleficent's so powerful. Darkness is scared of her. Uh... But the darkness retorts that it isn't her power, but rather the act of her taking the secrets of the past back to the future that scares it. You can go back to the future, though. Hence why only six worlds containing hearts of pure light were created. Darkness didn't want her learning what happened in the seventh world. So, so can I just clarify something? Yes. Maleficent's only able to travel back to a world in which her previous self was there yes. to take over that. But this is a data world. This is not... The this, actual, is the this is not an actual world so it that seems she's that, been before. It she seems that her heart travel. her heart was essentially intercepted on its way back to the past because it went to the past, but because she didn't exist in the past, it kind of floated there and was intercepted into a data form of her past. Oh. No, it didn't. Shut up. <laughs> Can I ask you about this eighth world, sorry, you were saying there? I think the I seventh that. world, um, I think it's implied that it's Kyrie, that Kyrie Kyrie wasn't created here oh, that so that she didn't have a seventh heart yet. so does destiny islands exist at this point is there a data destiny islands not that we see cool we, we don't go to destiny islands here at not, this time not not that we see first okay. time in a while mm. <laughs> mm. um so maleficent asks the darkness if it intends to keep her trapped here but it says that no she needs to return it's been written maleficent though thinks that time travel back to the future is impossible as yes. do we but darkness says there is a way 
in the tower. Ethelbor <laughs> is sat at the table. Great. He's joined by the others, except for Lorium, who says that he summoned them there to talk about something. Lorium, though, won't be joining, as Brain says that he's already uh, said he'll go with whatever Ethelbor decides he doesn't carry. <laughs> he trusts Mr. Leader. Wow, um, real, real hands-off management. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he trusts Mr. Leader, as he calls him, leading Ethelbor to retort that uh, they're all the leader. Ethelbor goes on to ask them all about one of the rules in the rulebook, Shift Pride, regarding Keyblade wielders fighting each other. Uh, Brain sees the rule as, it's like, it's it's blood sport. You know, it's just for entertainment, to make everybody relax. Um, but reminds them that, you know, if it's in the rulebook, they gotta follow it. Ethelbor goes to a Wait, sorry, Brain goes, it's blood sport, but it's a rule, so we gotta follow it. <laughs> the word blood sport isn't explicitly used. But I, I think he does call it sport and entertainment. So sorry, there's a there's a rule in the book that says Keyblade wielders need to be fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, there's a rule. It's called Shift Pride. Shift Pride. And Brain's all for this. This is absolutely a lore reason surrounding giving us a way to have PvP in our video game. And, and Brain really likes this, doesn't he? Well, I mean, Brain's like, it's in the rules. We just gotta follow it. God, Brain's you know. like a narc. He'd narc on you. He would. Even though before, Brain was absolutely like, you know, do we need to follow these rules? You know, mm. oh, you're the rule You're the rule girl, just like Master Ava. Ha 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 ha. But, yeah. So, um, Ethelbert goes to agree. Um, but shockingly, Ven actually stands up for himself, disagreeing, Yay. um, saying he doesn't want to keep Blade Wielders fighting. Scold, uh, recalling memories of the past, also agrees with Ven, and so at a two-on-two deadlock, Brain, uh, tells Ephemer that he gets the deciding vote, because obviously, uh, Lorian will go as- along with him, if he really wants to do it, they win, if he doesn't, the other side wins. Uh, Ephemer decides that he is going to follow the book. You know, we are going to have our blood sports. So Ven and Scold go to protest and Brain gets up to leave, but they're all stopped um, as Ephemer continues his statement. Uh, he notes that when the worlds were recreated and the data following the war, so were all of the people, including themselves. As such, they agree that instead of the wielders fighting each other directly, they will instead fight the data selves of the other people. So that way they're following the rules, but nobody's actually fighting other people. Okay. They're just fighting data. Let's us have PvP. Without everybody being a baddie. I see you. <laughs> okay, so they all know they're in a data scape at this point. No. Oh, okay. The union leaders know they're in a data scape. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, the union leaders know. Well, no. No, no, no. No, no, they don't know. No. The union leaders know that there is data backups. They don't know that they are in said data backups, but they know that there are data backups and that they can use said data backups to make fights. How you doing, Neil? <laughs> yeah, I'm hanging in there. I will. I'll, I'll put it out there. This does not have any lore implications beyond this. This is just a justification to put PvP in the game. Great. Shift Pride. Oh, I think Shift Pride is literally what the game mode is called. Shift Pride. Okay. Shift Pride. Um, so <laughs> this doesn't come back up, so don't worry about it. Um, don't worry about it. Um, he mentions that the idea uh, actually came from Lorium, who we learn uh, isn't there because he's looking for someone who was meant to have become a dandelion, uh, but that he hasn't seen. So he's been like searching through the data, trying to see, because only the dandelions are in the data. So he's like, you know, oh, you know, searching their files is the person I'm looking for in there. You know, they should be a dandelion. Where are they? Well, we don't know who that is. We've not had a name. No. Ethmer okay. asks uh, if he needs help, but Lorium says hey, it's a personal matter. Um, so everybody at the back, at back of the table is like, cool, cool. Unless he asks for help. Let's not be suspicious of this guy. Outside of the tower, we see Lorium approach a girl named Elrena. He's come to ask about his sister, Strelitzia. Oh, no. Also, Elrena. Is that Lark scene? It's Elrena. 
It's Lark's scene. It's all right off. It's Lark's scene. It is, yeah. It's all right off. It will oh, be. Oh, look so, at so Hang on, hang on. Marluce has come to ask about his... Lorium has come Lorium's to ask. Come to ask about, about his, his sister, sister. Strelitzia, <gasps> who was meant to become a dandelion, but oh. he hasn't seen... God. She's not shown up yet. Strelitzia is Marluxia's, um I know he's Lorium or whatever, yeah, right? Sorry, Lorium's sister. 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 Okay, so so he presumably didn't kill Celestria. So I'm beginning to lean to. What am I getting it wrong? What's her name? Strelitzia. Um It's not even on purpose. Um, so so he 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 can't be the one. I've changed my theory. Then he didn't kill her. Brain did. Okay. Because Brain's a little narc. I think it was Goofy. <laughs> That's my theory, and I'm sticking with it. Apparently, so uh, you do actually see them at one point. I don't have it. I don't have it included in the script, but you do go to Disney Castle, hmm. and, you, and you see Yensid. Maybe I don't remember. You you do see though Mickey, Minnie, <laughs> Daisy, Donald, and Goofy. They're building the first version of the gummy ship, and it is literally like a steamboat Mickey era ship, Fun. made out of gummy blocks. Monty's favorite mode of transport in video <laughs> games. Yes. Um, anyway. I'm just happy Lark scene's back. Lorium and Elrena. Not anybody else. Lorium and Elrena. Sorry, Sorry yes, they're not, nobody, they're not nobodies. Yeah, uh, right. They chat, obviously, about the fact that Strelitzia has gone missing, and Elrena uh, used to be in a party with Strelitzia back in the day. Um, but apparently, Strelitzia tended to keep to herself within the party, so uh, even though they were in a party, Elrena doesn't actually know her very well. Um, Lorium had convinced Strelitzia to become a dandelion way back before the war, um, but he hasn't seen her since. And Elrena mentions that he, she had seen her a few times, uh, seemingly looking for someone. Uh, she mentions that the last time she saw her was during Master Alva's speech to the dandelions right before the war. So kind of putting the timeline together, uh, Lorium's like, okay, cool. She was at least alive until the war. Well, she was not missing, shall I restate, before the war. He obviously doesn't know she's dead. Come on, wait, I'm, I'm looking forward to this com- inevitable confrontation where he mm. takes on her murderer. That's going to be quite cool. So hoping to help, Elrena summons her Chirithi, um, who we learn is actually really good friends with uh, Strelitzia's Chirithi, uh, potentially even actually being the one, actually, no, it is It is actually confirmed, is the other one. Remember when I said there were two Chirithis on the roof mm. uh, when they noticed a player then went off to go Strelitzia? So the other one was Elrena's. Okay, cool. Um... So, Chirithi tells them about how Strelitzia wanted to invite uh, Chantil to join the Dandelions, but didn't even know their name. Um, so, narrowing down the timeline events, Chirithi says that it was right before the bells that it last saw Strelitzia's Chirithi, who went looking for the player after, who went looking for uh, Chantil after seeing them go into the house with Skuld. Uh, hearing that Skuld was involved, Lorium goes off to find Skuld while Alrena searches the house. Back in the master's room, Lorium asks Skuld and the others about the someone Strelitzia was searching for, but Brain brings up the fact that if she missed Master Alva's speech, she very well might have fought in the war, seemingly indicate that the speech was when Alva took them to the Day of the World. You know, she took the speech and then put him in the Day of the World. Or the alternate reality. Mm. Excuse me. Also, there's indication that um, in the other overwritten memories of the other union leaders that uh, this is also when... Uh, they were announced as the new union leaders. So hearing the descriptions of the not very talkative person who didn't join the dandelions, Ethmer's like, oh my God, I know that guy. He's my best pal. We <laughs> knew each other for five minutes. And then I saved him at the end of the Keyblade War. We're besties. Mm. Um, 
And Scold's like, oh my god, Chantil, love that, bro. <laughs> love that for you. He's the best. He's the best character. So, seemingly, uh, Chantil was the one that Strelitzia had a crush on. Oh, we knew that, yeah. Um, following this, Ephemer goes to meet with Chantil, introducing Lorium. Uh, sadly, obviously, Chantil never met Strelitzia. You know, mm. they never talked, so he doesn't. he's not any help. Um, even if, you know, he was the one Strelitz he was looking for. So Lorium leaves. Is um, Lorium at all suspicious of Chantil? No, I don't, I don't think he's that suspicious. that would make sense to be yeah. suspicious of, like, of, of, like, you know that your, your, your sister had a, a big crush and a bit of an obsession with this person, then this person's like, no, I never even knew who she was. Mm. You know? I, I, I think it, it's implied more that it's kind of like a, oh, he had such a strong lead, and then it kind of led to a dead end oh. kind of moment. Like, he's just kind of disappointed by it. I don't think he's suspicious. Um... But, so yeah, he's, he's like, keep her in your heart, you know, hopefully the connection of your guys' hearts will, um, lead to some clues. Um, where's the body? In the other Is it just world. in the where? Oh no, we're in a data no, world, we're in a, sorry. We're in a data world, so nothing matters, because it's all a data, that, right? No, 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 remember, remember when people actually die in this world, they turn into light dust, and their heart gets released. Right. So, so she turned into light dust, and her heart got released. There are no bodies. Great. Yes, you're absolutely right, and that's how we know she's actually dead. The keeping graveyard would be a lot more depressing if it was littered with bodies. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ephemer is like, "Oh my god, we should hang out for more than five minutes." So Ephemer stays to hang out with Chantil. Yay! Elsewhere, Lorium goes to find Elrena, who tells him uh, that about the inside of the house that she went in, where Strelitzi was locked. So we then get a scene of Elrena walking into the house. She walks in. Um, and kind of while looking into the darkness, she gets a bit of the creeps thinking they're being watched. Um, and as she turns to leave, we see a data glitch of Strelitzia oh. walking towards the door, holding her Chirithi right before she died. Um, and Elrena runs out of the house. But we, we only see that. We don't see her die. We just kind of see her. And Elrena sees that. Elrena sees that. So that happens. Lorium goes running into the house, but obviously, you know, Strelitzia's not there. Apparently, Elrena went looking a few times after that, but never saw the data glitch again. Her Chirithi remembers, though, that Strelitz's Chirithi had mentioned something uh, way back when about a war. Um, and while Elrena knew of a war that Alva had spoken about in her speech, uh, the war never happened, so, you know, obviously in her memories. Hmm. Lorium questions how Strelitzia knew about the war, or rather, how she was so sure that the war was about to happen. And wonders if Brain might have any insight, um, since, you know, he was psychoanalyzing her actions before. Back at the tower, uh, Ven questions, uh, what Brain is always reading about in that book of his. Uh, and Brain reveals that they're headed for inevitable destruction. Overriding people's memories in the Keyblade War didn't change that, so Brain has a big brain plan. Nope. <laughs> He's gonna become a virus and override the program that is the future of this world. That guy is a fl flippin' virus. <laughs> in between doing his vlogs about how much he hates women yeah he's uh 100%. yeah sorry i know that's your favorite character and I've, i love i know i i've just transposed, i've yet. just transposed this onto him it's not accurate so sorry <laughs> brain wants to become a virus to override to the override the but from his the data from, from his no well, he they don't know the data, data world, world. Oh, sorry he only knows about he's the, just using the, it metaphorically he only knows that the data you can access the dandelions through the data, right? He can. He knows that there's like a computer backup of everybody, kind of like how there was a computer backup of Twilight Town back in Kingdom Hearts. So how is he planning on becoming a virus, or is this just a metaphor? A virus is a metaphor. Okay. It's a metaphor. Yeah, it's uh, confusing, it's given that there is very, so much data. <laughs> it is a very apt metaphor in the long run, but it is a metaphor not 
Yes, Ephemer and Chantil are having just a grand old time when suddenly some data glitches start to suddenly stutter in the background. Ooh. Uh, back at the tower, Ven and Skuld are questioning what the point of the dandelions was if everything was, is going to be destroyed anything. And they resolve to talk to Ephraim about it and trust in Brain's plan. You know, he is called Brain for a reason, after all. <laughs> he named himself that. <laughs> <laughs> um, before they can do anything, though, data ghosts of Ava and the Master of Masters appear, revealing the scene in which he told Ava that one of the leaders would be receiving a copy of the Book of Prophecies. At the top of the tower in the control room, Brain sees various bits glitch, saying how it's already begun. Back at the fountain, Player and Ephemer notice a glitched whirlpool appearing in the sky over the tower and run to find out what's going on. They're attached by Glitch Heartless on the way. They meet Ven at the top of the tower and enter the control room where they find Brain surrounded by monitors showing a number of the Disney worlds. Ooh. He says that he's managed to stop the infestation for now. As cool as this looks, how does he really keep an eye on those top screens? That's t- with that hat and that brim, the brim <laughs> of that hat, it's got to be difficult. Do we like that we can finally see his hat, his face from we, the, we can, yes. underneath that hat now? So yeah, they've, they've found Brain looking at all the Disney worlds. Yeah. Okay. There's like numbers and there's like circles and those probably mean something. <laughs> so they've been here, they've been here probably less than a week and the, the data world's already going to shit. Well, no, 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 because remember everything that I've told you so far, Sons, the Keyblade War, mm-hmm. is the time they've been here. They've been here for like years. This, this is true, yeah. They've been here for years. Unless time travels differently in the data world. I don't... Is that what well, they haven't aged? Don't question it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you think that Square wants to make new models? <laughs> That's money. Um, uh, he's managed to stop the infestation for now. He goes on to explain about how the Book of Prophecies in their old world created the hologram world that they visited um yada yada and that technically you know they didn't need the hologram worlds because all the worlds were created but it you know it would have been a long trip and that's a hassle and the hologram worlds are definitely different from the data worlds yes the hologram worlds are more akin to the memory worlds in uh chain of memories but they're not though they're not they're not, they're not, no, the, they're same. not the same thing no it's a different but they, kind but of it's world. how we're thinking of them yeah but they are a different that's the most thing. similar analog but they are technically a different thing they are a different thing okay I think it's a mistake to have two kinds of other worlds in mm-hmm. one game. Oh, I think, <laughs> and seven kinds of other worlds in a full series. So, yeah, yeah. however, after right. the worlds were uh, became shattered and unreachable following the Keyblade War, um, so knowing this from the book, the, the Master of Masters prepared the Data Worlds. Uh, that's why you know here they're still able to reach other worlds. Is because th- here, which again they think is just. Uh, an alternate reality, but still the real world. They are traveling into Data Disney World. So all of the Disney worlds, the Union leaders knew were Data this whole time, because they were essentially backups of the now unreachable war following the Shattering. Okay. Brain then poses the question of whether the world they're currently in, um, is real or whether that is also Data. Ephemer says that it would make the most sense for it to be the real world. However, you know, it's unclear because obviously glitches don't occur in the real world. Glitches are a data thing. So Brain uh, continues that normally Daybreak Down is connected to other worlds that exist, but that somehow somebody's connected to a place that doesn't exist in this world or time. They know nothing about this place other than that when the connection was made, the glitches began to occur and that it was forcibly made from the outside. Is it Maleficent coming in? Mm-hmm. Seems Maybe. the outside factor here. Hmm. 
So Brain says that while he can't sever the connection, he has managed to stabilize it. Uh, they'll have to go sever it from the other side. Now, Ephemer says that he'll go to investigate, but Brain protests, saying that they should send a dandelion as, like, a mission and send have their be. leader stay here. John Teal agrees to hey! go and stabilize the connection to the other side. <laughs> Typical John Teal, always in the front lines. Look at him go. Now, Ephemer yeah. goes, well, F you, Brain. That's my pal. And so he goes with him. <laughs> uh, they traverse the portal and see a Darkling who tells them, Not you. Before running off. Oh, okay. Uh, they follow it and find themselves in Wreck-It Ralph land. Oh. oh. I mentioned this, I think, Kingdom Hearts 3. I questioned whether or not that would be a realm, and you gave a coy boy answer. <laughs> oh, it's because I hate this world. Why? Why do you hate this world? One, I'm mid on Wreck-It Ralph itself. But two, oh. it's just... I feel like they set it up as this massive, like, oh, it's a super big plot point. It's a Disney world. Nothing happens. Also confusing to introduce, uh, maybe thematically relevant, but confusing to introduce another world that's all about data and worlds within worlds. God, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. So, you... Okay, so to keep it brief, Disney shenanigans, you fight off computer bugs just like they do in the movie. Mm. Uh, we see that King Candy has inserted Heartless into the game code. Um, and after all of it, uh, you know, everybody goes on their merry way, and it's just Cherthy and Chantil. And Cherithy wanders over to Chantil and he's like, you noticed it too. You turn around and the main Darkling is there. You defeat it. Poof. And Cherithy questions if, like the bugs being drawn to beacons in the games. Remember in the game, in like I think the Shooty Shooty Bang Bang one in Wreck-It Ralph, they had beacons that could summon the computer bugs. Yeah. So he's like, oh, like that, you know, are Darklings drawn to Keyblade wielders. So as Vanellope re resumes, so we're still wearing these bangles. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? as Vanellope resumes her true form as a princess, Cheerthy muses that you can potentially have a different form of yourself in your heart. Um, but what if that version belongs to the darkness? <gasps> Gasp! Could a date could a date a princess of heart open up Kingdom Hearts? Well, it doesn't say that she's a princess of heart. No, I'm just saying. Like, I was just thinking there. Oh, she could be a princess of heart, maybe. But um, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Well, that's the question. Is the, is the light as valid? Is it real light? Is it real hearts? You choke, but that's actually a plot point no, later. I'm not joking. <laughs> that's a plot point later. We'll yeah, get there. We're, we're thinking philosophically. We're taking this yeah, seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, we always have to. Yeah, we've we always, always taken to. this seriously. So the question <laughs> that if the Darklings were look, the question that if the Darklings were looking for a Keyblade wielder besides Player and Ephemer, who is it? Uh, and they go back to Daybreak Down to see if the troubles are resolved. Now, we get a flashback to five years ago, as Lushu approaches the Master of Masters. Okay. <clears throat> the Master of Masters tells Lushu a tale of his childhood, when the Keyblade War began. A different Keyblade War to the one that we know of. What? There's been two, two Keyblade... There's a Keyblade War before the actual Keyblade War. Yes. De we're definitely getting one in four, aren't we? <laughs> oh, okay. Keyblade Wars! So now there's, there's three that we're aware of. Keyblade War... Technically, vaguely war. four if you count the one in Birth by Sleep, but I don't think it was a proper war. Mm, yeah. Uh, however, uh, the Master of Masters didn't have their own master, and in this war, Light fought Darkness directly. He says that there were other wielders besides himself, but they don't really count. He's he's the important one. Oh, I always thought that like the Master of Masters was like the fucking zero point. He was the origin of everything. But no, there's 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 worlds before. Before the Master of Masters, he's, he's going and in those worlds. <laughs> going to be a prequel tens game. and tens of millions of years ago. <laughs> Peter Pan was still fighting Hook well, again and again and again. 
And Captain Hook is the pirate that never grows up. <laughs> That's true. Perpetually middle-aged. <laughs> Best years of your life. That's... I quite liked the concept that the Master of Masters was like the beginning of all. I mean, he still is kind of implied. It, it, but he can't be. Because well, it implies, that this ba- it implies that this original Keyblade War happened at like the start of time. He also said he didn't have a master. So and he, also is, he that... is kind of the original master. But he was just a, chi- he was just a child in a group fighting in a well, Keyblade War, apparently. But, but he kind of... The, the way that it's worded implies that while there were others, the others didn't really matter. And that he kind of still is the zero point. Okay. But we don't we don't have enough information about the past, you know. Okay. Sure, sorry, sorry, Chase. Continue with the Lord. So he reveals that on the other side, darkness were monsters. But they looked like ordinary people, not like the heartless or darklings of today. But he does note, however, that the darkness was not human. They just looked like humans. Mm. So he continues that the Keyblade War dates all the way back to when darkness took that form. And that the war never really ended. It's still continuing. The whole series is an ongoing Keyblade War. Yeah. It's just the yeah. Keyblade War. Right, okay. Yeah. It's all a Keyblade yeah, There's it'll so never, much important never. information in this mobile game. <laughs> he says that... It's, it's like the most important information. We've not even gotten to the important information. Oh, wow. The important information is still to come. <laughs> Yay! Nothing up, nothing up to this point I really has... information! Nothing, I love it! Nothing up to this point really has repercussions outside of this game. It's just important sure. within the context it's of this just game. Interesting lore. We're just we're still getting to the stuff that has reaching implications. Sorry, continue oh, to dump that lore on continue me. Continue to dump on us. <laughs> so, so he says that the war never really ended. It's still continuing. Uh, and and this seems to be right before the Keyblade War of Kingdom Hearts Key because he says that the war isn't about to begin, but it may be about to end. Oh. Referring, I think, to the long-running Keyblade War. Now, he says that they were never able to actually snuff out the darkness because it was always able to change its form, hide amongst them. But the coming battle may change that. It will end the world. He reveals that the true purpose of the Union's collecting lights is that with that light, the world will be rebuilt following its destruction. Remember that this is the power of Kingdom Hearts. Right, yeah. Is that Kingdom Hearts can um, re- recreate the world. Um, so essentially, that's what the Union leaders of the dandelions are doing so they are using creating an arc almost for the next world to come was that wording intentional that was intentional okay good um we'll get back to that um so <laughs> do you remember the arc no we, kingdom we, hearts one kingdom hearts one we oh, saw a, mis- a mysterious well same but idea the idea right we yeah. saw we saw a mysterious machine called the ark and we said, What's oh, that? God, thank you. I forgot all and about that. Said, and you said that was important and we would come back to it. And you never did. Is this going to explain the arc? Hey! <laughs> thank you. I forgot about that. Anyway, so he reveals that the troopers of the Union collecting lights is that with that light, the world will be rebuilt in focus destruction. So the other unions were essentially courting light for the dandelions and more specifically for the five union leaders to use it to recreate the worlds. So you, of course, can't destroy what's in the hearts of children, their stories, their lights. But you also can't destroy the darkness. So they're kind of locked in an eternal, an, an eternal truth. Yeah. It's like, or not truth, truce. It's a deadlock. So he says he's due for a nice long break. He's going to kick up his feet, just wait it all out. After all, he said, I'll have a gather, gather the best of the best to deal with the world in his place. He wants a nap. <laughs> you guys deal with it. I'm off to the beach. <laughs> he wants his beach episode. Sure. He, he describes the dandelions saying how they'll start at X become unchained and then fulfill their duty 
through Union Cross. Okay. What? They'll be the cornerstones of the new world. Why that particular terminology for Ephemer became unchained. They'll start as X or key as at a starting place, become unchained when they come to a new world. That's what it was meant by unchained is they lose themselves to another world. Right. Ergo, Kingdom Hearts Unchained Key. And then, and then via the process we'll of Union Cross, Cross, we'll do the thing. Um, I know we're, we're rewinding slightly, but Ephemer went off somewhere back in Key. Presumably he went, he went to the world to just prepare it for the dandelions. Okay. They're recreating the universe. We're in between data world while the, these children make happen. worlds. They needed to happen. That needed to happen. It kind of yes. around it. Yeah. So, okay. Lushu asks uh, if if the dandelions can return home when they've completed their duties, but the master says, "Not all of them." Flash a bit forward, and Lushu is questioning how they can't destroy the darkness. So instead, they're just ending the world to escape. He realizes that they can't actually beat the darkness, but the master of masters asks if there's any problem with that you know lucia's like uh duh keyblade wielders are you know that's our whole job is beat the darkness save the light you know if if we can't destroy it we're just gonna be running away forever and the master of masters is like i taught i took you under my wing lucia i taught you everything i know which is apparently nothing (laughs) and uh, he, he says how Lushu always overthinks things, coming up with some convoluted answer, and if he can't come up with a convoluted answer, he just declares there isn't one. Oh, yes. Hello, Nomura. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so the Master of Masters continues that there is a way to defeat the darkness, but it's going to take a long time of careful planning, so much that you couldn't do it in just one lifetime, or even two. Hence, he wants to leave this world, destroy it, along with its notions of time and what separates the worlds. Because it's going to take a really long time to beat the darkness. What a dick. Yeah. Yeah. He's a wacky, goofy guy. He's a wacky, wacky guy. <laughs> it's, all, it, it's all, it's for the greater good. <laughs> the greater good. <laughs> the greater good. Uh, we flash forward again. And Lushu asks the Master of Master if he's ever spoken with the darkness, which the Master of Master is like, yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, and he's like, it wasn't much of a conversation, though, you know. It didn't really feel like I was getting through to it or it was getting through to me, you know, kind of a weird deadlock. And Lushu says that surely the darkness can't, you know, it doesn't speak English. And he's like, well, I mean, it's been watching us for millennia. I hope it learned how to speak our language by this point. Okay. Uh, and Lushu's like, wait, are we being watched right now? And the Master Master is like, no, 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 no. You know, we they only watch when they have good reason to watch. You know, so a sentient darkness that can speak like it spoke to Maleficent and tried to speak to the Master implies a sentient light. Is there? Yes, maybe. Okay. Is Kingdom Hearts well, the sentient it is, light? It has not been confirmed. To be what, very clear, it has not been confirmed. Right. Okay. What okay. is the implication here that? Oh, don't worry. They only watch when it's really important. You don't think the darkness with their eternal horrors might always have someone on him? Yeah. Might just always have someone. Well, I think they'd want to. Mm. But is that? But would he just destroy anything that comes near him? Yeah. No. I, well, I, I thought the implication was just that the darkness is darkness. It's shadows. You know. It's. I know. It. It, it creates heartless and scary boys and whatever. But like, it's a sentient hive mind. Yeah, presumably made up of dark, the, the, the concept of dark, the shadows and things. So it's in this room right now. No. No? It's not like physical shadows, it's like metaphorical shadows. Right, okay. That come out of the physical <laughs> shadows. <laughs> <laughs> so. Sure. 
<laughs> so Lucian questions what happens if a dandelion were to come to face to face with darkness, to which the Master of Masters confesses that they're going to have a bad time. Unless you're Chantil, then they're going to kick its ass. You know, you can't predict darkness. However, while the dandelions are in danger, darkness does have an aversion to those who are pure of hearts. So those thoughts and emotions are completely baffling to it. You know, it, ca it can't understand the light. So it, it doesn't like to be around it. It doesn't like to be around what it doesn't understand. So as such, the darkness may recognize what they're up to, but it won't be able to comprehend their reasons. Okay. Sure. Now, they'll never understand them, just as the people of light will never understand the darkness. Eternal enemies. Now, Lucius still says that he's worried for them, and the Master of Masters says the book foresees a future with light, so it'll all be fine. Lucius still dragging on, and the Master of Masters is like, fine, <laughs> you can go follow the dandelions, but you get to watch them. Nothing else. Just watch them. And he's like, cool. I'll I like compromise. I'll take that. A lot of this seems to be flying in the face a little bit of the necessity of light and dark balance. Like, darkness is this thing. It's always watching. It wants to, you know, the... And, and the mass. I'm I'm curious about about what the the angle is here for the game, not for the characters. Well, I think I think that it's as of right now, it is a balance, and it needs to be a balance. The master of masters doesn't want there to be a balance. He wants to rewrite the world in a way that there is no balance. It's only light. Yeah. Oh, I see what we're doing. The master of masters is the anti Xehanort. And it's like, well, Xehanort wanted it all to be. Oh no, like, no, sorry, Xehanort wanted a balance. He didn't want to cloak yeah, the world in darkness. But that's the idea. You know, because Xehanort thought the light was getting too powerful. He's the extreme. He's the, he's the light extreme master yes. masters. That's his thing. Right. Yes. It's cool that we're being given a proper motivation for him. Yeah. Weird that it's in this mobile game. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most important game in the series. Yeah. <laughs> but cool. Okay. So. And we don't know how he intends to do that necessarily. The. No. Okay. Cool. Not yet. So back in the present, Lorium and Scold join the others in the control room. They get filled in on the past. Chantil and um what's the name ephemer are still in wreck it ralph right now oh yeah sure they're busy yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're yeah. dealing with the serious stuff yeah. <laughs> uh, brain says that uh like the bugs were able to invade the data world perhaps the glitches of people like alba and Stralitzia are people that they're seeing breaking into this data world that they're now trapped in. they've now kind of confirmed yeah we're probably in a data i world. have questions about wreck it ralph now i think about it <laughs> yes um, <laughs> There are lots of video game properties in that not owned by Squenix. Oh, they do not. Um, I wonder if Pac-Man makes an appearance in this. No, he doesn't. You get, no you get Ralph, no you get the military girl, and you get Felix. Yeah, okay. And that's it. Those are yeah. the only three worlds you go to. Okay. Oh, and you, and you get Vanellope. So you get those four worlds. Okay, right. The Wreck-It Ralph originals. Is it like dream within a dream sort of thing? Like they're in a data world. Uh, it's and, it's and, data within a data. Data within a data, yeah, but then there's like data within that data. So how deep we, we we're, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, Neil, I know. Data there's within data. Layers within of data. data. Cool. Okay, that's, that's fine. fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. It's all fine. Because Wreck It Ralph exists in a universe, if we're following the Disney film, where there's an arcade machine in a real life Earth. Yeah. So that's presumably, that's also involved somehow. But it's all. No, in it's the same a Disney plane. film. Remember, it's a Disney film. It's uh, within this universe. It's. Uh, <laughs> back in the present Lorium and Skull join the others in the control room they get filled in on the past a while uh, obviously like uh, Ephemer and Chantil are still in Wreck-It Ralph at this point and Bran says that uh, like the bugs were able to invade the data worlds maybe these glitches that they saw of like Alva and Streletzia are things from the real world leaking into this data world as well 
Um, you know, also kind of in doing so, confirming that at least brain things, we are in a data world. I'm very curious as to how that works, because, I mean, um, Streletsia was dead, that died, heart vanished into nothingness. That's a great question. Really curious as to how uh, so that can be. <laughs> I'm really curious as well. Yeah, because again, whilst I don't know anything about this, her appearance in the Kingdom Hearts 4 trailer made people go like, what? Right? It was, people weren't anticipating she was going to appear in that well, yes, trailer. Yes, she's dead. Yeah, so she shouldn't be, okay. Cool. She, she, she should be dead. There's no answer right now for how she's No. There. there was some question as to whether she was, she's one of the theori- theorized identities of the Nameless Star from back in Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know if she is. I don't think she is. I think that's probably somebody from Vera Rex, but uh, anyway. So um, they worry um, that if the real Daybreak Town survived the war and... They question how they are able to escape the data one and get back to the real one. Uh, with brain musing that we weren't meant to be in a data world. Somebody likely, you know, hijacked and somehow trapped us in here. Oh. So we're probably prisoners. You know, we're, we, we've been somehow put in here by somebody or something. Presumably the, da- the, the real life location of the data world is the machine, the arc, the thing that you said was important later. That's my theory. I'm curious as to what is also going on during this time in the world that they're supposed to be occupying. Are there just people going around going, where are all of the dandelions and our union leaders? Yeah, where are all the Keyblade wielders? Because it was also like merchants and normal people. So Maybe. they didn't get wiped out. Well, I think that I think that it's implied that, I mean, it, it's implied that the real Daybreak Town, at least in the original world line, was destroyed in the Keyblade War. And then there was alternate reality, and data world exists in the alternate reality. So there is an alternate reality still. Okay. There's a data world in an alternate reality, yeah. and they are in the data world. In I'm the just curious reality. about what the other people in that alternate reality are thinking right now. Yeah. Who knows? They're just chilling. Well, what about we'll, Susan, we'll, we'll, who works we'll in the it'll, it'll, be, they, it'll be examined. I it'll mean, maybe be, they were put in we'll go into the it. data world as well. Well, we'll go into it in a really satisfying way, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I am a king of making everything satisfying, so yes. Um, <laughs> promises, promises. Continue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they realize, of course, um, it wouldn't be Master Ava who trapped them in here. You know, why would she ever do that? You know, Brain says, uh, regardless, you know, he's still going to become a virus. He's still going to get him out. Override the world. And he, and he walks away because he he's cool. Away. He's cool. Leave him a, a high note ring. <laughs> I will become a worm. So, <laughs> I'm a worm boy. <laughs> he, he leaves the room and while he's on the elevator back downstairs, he pulls out a book mm. questioning if anything's written about this. Oh, the Book of Prophecies, presumably. Okay. So he gets a flashback to four years ago when Master Alva was telling Brain that he'd be a union leader on the Master, Master's orders. Uh, Brain, being Brain, isn't keen. He's like, this is going to be a hassle. I don't want to deal with this. Why are you making me do this? And he tries to decline because he's like, I'm not going to be a pawn in somebody else's schemes. Hold on. Okay, so so who have we seen be offered? I'm still trying to figure out who killed Celestia. Celestria. So Celestia, the, 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 the militia's sister. Strelatia. The only ones we've not seen explicitly were Scold and uh, Ventus. That's interesting. But then okay. it's also a question of is what we're seeing in any of their ones true as well? Fair, okay, right. Continue. I'm seeing. Yeah, just just do do any of the five of them have to be the murderer? Well, they do because they well, stole. They killed her. Um, no, I understand the out, I understand the outcome, but could it not be someone else who also wanted that outcome that might necessarily not necessarily be one of the five? 
Just a just a thought. Fair, yeah. Yeah, so Brain's like, nah, I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna be a pawn in your plan. And all of us like, no, it doesn't I mean you've already you you already are, you know. The fate is written, everything is predeterminate, you know, what you gonna do? Um, but she poses the question to him, you know, what if, you know, if you knew how the future was meant to look, would that give you the power to change it? Mm. You know, can you change what's written on those pages? Uh, Brain realizes that she's talking about the Book of Prophecies and questions, you know, if something changed, would the book change to reflect that? You know, is the book always going to be, always going to appear predeterminate and will it just change to reflect any changes? Um, she laughs saying, you know, <laughs> who's to know, um, and reveals that it's Brain who will be receiving the Book of Prophecies. Right. Okay. Uh, she takes the list of the five mm-hmm. union leader names, um, that the Master of Masters gave her and places it within the book for him to find later in between the pages on which their fates are written, she says, uh, saying that she'll, she trusts he'll understand her message when the time comes. Classic. Yeah. Back in the present. Never uh, he also he also does say I don't think I wrote it down but he does say something along the lines of how um he's not going to use the book unless it really comes to that you know he's he's going to just he doesn't believe in predetermination so he doesn't want to know I um, do just want to go on record again as saying that I think that all the foretellers kind of suck <laughs> and I don't know if the game is wanting me to think that but like including Ava they all kind of suck I feel like it depends on whether you believe in the greater good and ends greater justifying good, the means. Greater yeah. <laughs> greater good. Because <laughs> that's kind of their mentality is it's all greater good. They're just like, you'll find out when the time comes and oh, maybe your belief about historical revisionism will change after a war that everybody should probably remember. Um, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, just annoying. Don't so, learn <laughs> anything. Learn no things. So back in the present, Lorium joins Brain downstairs uh, telling him about how Strelitzia somehow was like, really sure of the Keyblade coming in a way that, like, uh, she shouldn't have been. Clearly, if she was a dandelion, even a latecomer, uh, she would have known about the war. But then, why was she suddenly so worried needing uh, Chantille to join? Why wasn't she worried about this earlier? Clearly, something happened. There was a snip moment where something changed that made her realize, oh, Oh, it's not, like, happening. It's happening now. Like, the world is ending now. We need to go now. There we go. Elsewhere, Maleficent, our good friend, arrives in Daybreak Town, noting it as reeking of light. Mm. And saying to someone that this world holds the key to return to her own time, she questions. Uh, Darkness appears behind her, confirming it. Back at the tower, Brain is reading the book, saying, I knew it. Before summoning his Cheerthy, which his Cheerthy also has a matching hat. Oh, very good. His Cheerthy also has a dapper fedora. Great. Um, and he tells his Cheerthy that he needs a favor. Well, incels do run in packs, so. <laughs> cut back to Maleficent. Who... I thought they were dangerous loners. <laughs> uh, cut back to Maleficent as she's wandering through Daybreak Town, uh, saying how there's not a soul in sight, questioning if this world is also in the data. Darkness uh, again confirms that and directs her towards the tower. It tells that from the tower, she'll be able to get back to the real Daybreak Town. And from there, find a lifeboat that's hidden in the real tower to take her back to her time. Can you remind me, what what, what is Daybreak Town in, in the rest of the Kingdom Hearts series? Is that Traverse Town? Is that Twilight Town? It's its own town. Separate. But we've never seen it in the series. Not outside of seeing the clock tower underneath, underneath the water of Scala. Okay. Why is there a lifeboat? Who put a lifeboat there? <laughs> There's a lifeboat. Okay. okay. Sure, it's like a safety regulation. <laughs> 
<laughs> Surely they don't want anyone to be able to lifeboat out of this. Well, there's shit. A... anyway, from the tower, she can get to the real Daybreak Town, and from there, she can get a lifeboat back to her own time. Cool. So everyone's trying to escape Data World. Yes. Great. Um, Maleficent's like, what do you mean lifeboat? And he's like, it's intended as a way to escape from their world, but it was never completed. And she's like, what the hell? Like, what am I going to do with that then if it's incomplete? And he's like, no, 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 no. It's because it's incomplete that it's a good thing. Because you don't need to escape this world. You need to escape this time. But she does need to escape this world because this is a data world. Well, yes, but that's that's not where the lifeboat, the lifeboat's in the real world. So right. tower to real world, real world has lifeboat. Great. Lifeboat takes her to her time. Okay. So... Because it's incomplete, the lifeboat isn't able to sustain a passenger's body at the speed it goes. So ergo, it will rip your heart out. Only your heart will be able to travel with the lifeboat. Right. Okay. Which is, you know, requirement for time travel in the Kingdom Hearts world. Yeah, yeah clever. Okay. Um, and then it will travel at the speed of light. Um, and here we learn about the rules of future time travel in Kingdom Hearts. Right. Where um, at... Your destination, you need two things. A medium for the body and somebody there with memories of you. Oh, okay. Just someone else. Yeah, so as long as there are memories of you and a medium... So the memories will anchor you to that point and then the medium will act as what your heart will latch onto to grow its own new body. So Pete, for example, would count because he remembers... Potentially, yes. Right, okay. So there's plenty of people in the... Sora could be the memories. You know, there's... Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows Maleficent in the real world. She's not worried from that aspect. It's just, then what will be the medium? What's, you know, a personal thing of hers? That traveling will... into the future is easier than traveling. Well, no, it's not, is it? Because you, you're... I mean, in either case, you need to rip your heart out of your body. You can't go past Can uh, point So Maleficent can't really. just ask Darkness to stab her as, uh, as Riku did to release her heart. Well, keep in mind that that was a Keyblade of Heart that was created ah, of, of the Seven Hearts yeah, of Light. Silly me, sorry. So... You, which which no, was then used to unlock Kingdom Hearts. But it is, to, to give credit where it's due, it's pretty airtight, this. <laughs> it's keeping self-consistency, and it it's is. really it, weird. I'm, I'm weirdly impressed. Union Cross was absolutely not predetermined when they made Kingdom Hearts 1. Mm. But then, oh, well, okay. No, I, I'm, I'm very impressed by this, I'm not going to lie. It's all usual Kingdom Hearts. I still, can't, I still can't believe, and I know you've touched on this, how frustrating this must have been for fans that this was over the course of eight years. Yes. Yeah. And we've covered all of the story in a couple of hours. Especially because by the time that we got to, um, like, this is nearing, I think this was like 2019-ish. Wow. Like, by the time that we got here, they were coming out at a absolutely, it was like one every six months. So that's how you get back to the future. It's a great lyric. This... <laughs> And this lifeboat is going to rip the heart out so that she can do that. Cool. And it's going to travel her through the speed of light, which is also a requirement. How big is a lifeboat? Can it just hold one person? It's a lifeboat. Okay. We don't know anything about the lifeboat. I'm thinking about Ven getting to the future, but we, fair we, enough. We know that there's a lifeboat. That's all we know. Um, So, uh, there, with the medium, her heart is going to grow a new body on its own. Um, what, what, without um, With the medium... Yes, it the, will use the medium as like the We've had that for, before. We've had yes, people's we bodies sort of um, yes, returning to their, their, their sort of former selves. Exactly. Yes. We have had future time travel in the past. Sorry, young Xehanort. What am I talking about? We've been saying that the whole time, but young no, Xehanort. No, 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 no. But they made a body, and I guess well, Xehanort remembers himself, right? So that counts. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yes. go that. Look at me go. Also, he used time travel juice, which is different from <laughs> adult juice, <laughs> which is different from speed of life time travel. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> she's not buying it you know she needs proof and the darkness is like no 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 don't worry don't worry you are in the book of prophecies in the future right. so you're gonna be cool you're gonna be good she's like oh my god wait you know about the book of prophecies have you read it and he's like I've read parts of it you know I you know I I, I, I read the footnotes you know I, I read the spark notes sure. spark notes dummy's guide to dummy's guide to the book of prophecies <laughs> elsewhere on the hill overlooking town, our favorite hill overlooking town. Oh, I wonder who's. Oh, I was wrong. I was going to say it was Lucio up there. Sorry. Oh, it's Ephraim. <laughs> Just weaving the sword. Like, you see it? You got it? Ephraim's <laughs> <laughs> up there. Uh, he's been summoned by Brain, who wants to talk to him privately. Uh, there he reveals to Ephraim that one of the five new leaders was meant to receive a copy of the prophecies so that without the master, they'd have the guidance needed to recreate the world. Yes. Um, questions, uh, why though, when the worlds were already recreated as data, and Brain's like, well, that, that, was, a, that was a backup. You know, that's kind of just in case, or excuse, excuse me, the book was a backup in case the data went wrong. Right. And he pulls out the book, and he's like, haha, it's me. I'm the book person. Mm. Um, Wait, we knew that. <laughs> Well, we knew that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what a twist! He then turns. He then turns. Ephraim's I may have forgotten. <laughs> he Full then, transparency. <laughs> Apologies. Sorry. He then turns Ephemer's attention to the note that the Master of Masters gave Ava, with the names of the new Union leaders, um, as well as the one. Who was meant to receive the book? Why did? Can you remind me? And again, I may have forgotten this. Why did Ava get to come through when all the other like we have Ava's replacement picked? Why does Ava get to come through? Ava doesn't come through. Oh, that was a flashback we had. Where oh, she oh, that's what it is. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Continue. So he he shows the note. The note has all the names as well as who's me- meant to receive the book, and it's not Brain. Oh, oh my god! There's a twist. Did I call it? Was it, is it Strelastria? No. <laughs> what? Point. Who killed her? Who killed her? It's the only mystery I'm engaged with. Uh, who killed cilantro? <laughs> who killed Caesar salad? Brain continues saying that it was ma- that it was Master Oliver who decided to go against the Master's wishes and give him the Book of Prophecies, doing and in doing so hoped that she could change the future written in its pages. Just to rewind, then at the very beginning, you were saying, God, did, did all of them break their plan, like the plan for them? And yeah. you said everybody but Ava, but that is Ava breaking the plan. No, no, well, I wasn't said... going to tell you that. No, 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 no. I'm, not, I'm not judging you for it. Fair enough. I'm just saying that all we're of used them to officially... you lying to us. Yeah. That's fine. Just <laughs> officially, none of them have followed the master's plan. Well, to the letter. Well, they've, no. they've not followed what the master told them to do, but. It may be what the master wanted them to do. Uh, that's, that's a good exactly. one. Yeah, that's good. He's a wacky, goofy guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. I'm over there. What am I thinking? Yeah. So, not only that... My eyes and a sword. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Not only that, but as we know, one of the new leaders in the New Worlds isn't one of the names in the list. As, of course, Streletzia was meant to be the fifth union leader. Mm-hmm. So who killed her, Ephemer? Who did it? I really don't think it's Ephemer. I, don't, I, I think he's a baddie, but yeah, I still don't think he killed her. He follows, though, that he doesn't think that the replacement union leader was part of her plan. Um, 
or, or anybody's plan, whoever whoever replaced them, he doesn't think that the new union leader knows that they're a replacement. He thinks that they truly think that they are the fifth union leader. Oh, damn, okay. Well, now, whether he's right or not... Memories. You know, maybe your theory's still right. Mm. But, back in town, or, and he, he wants to have a chat with the replacement. Mm. Back in town, Ven and Scold watch the snow and decide to make a snowman, questioning if it's also snowing in the real Daybreak Town. Oh, <laughs> Meanwhile, Ven's making a snowman. Love God love him, that kid, honestly. <laughs> also, Scold... I really Sorry, I'm enjoy- yeah, I, I'm enjoying the image of Skull presumably rolling her eyes, but actually quite looking forward to making mm, the snowman. Mm, mm-hmm. Have I put Skull off as like a rolly eyes? But she's very nice. Oh, no, we've... Oh, okay. I've, I think it's her character design, to be honest. Makes her seem initially quite cold and calculating. That is Brain. She's very much... Yeah, I Brain's a quippy guy. Like quippy I mean, Brain is quippy, but he's still cold and calculating quick. Right. Uh... Probably the closest parallel to Scold would be Kyrie. Wow. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Very yeah, similar yeah, personality yeah. to Kyrie. That's not how I've been reading her. So fair okay, enough. Thank no. you for that. Yeah. Very kind of like oh, she's here for friendship. Yeah, it's all about snowman. friendship. Yeah. yeah. So she's making a snowman. <laughs> um. But <laughs> is this snowman, my friend? No. Yes. <laughs> so brains charity arrives, asking them both to come with it. It brings them to the hill where Ephemer questions if it needed to bring them both. But Brain says they didn't have a choice, which is absolutely just to increase tension. Uh, he says that both of them, uh, he, he asks both of them who told them that they were chosen as a union leader. Of course, with both of them saying it was Master Ava. Ephemer tries to get Brain to talk to them separately, but he isn't having it, ignoring the question and following them uh, and following to ask where they were told. Skuld says that it was there on the hill, while Ven says that it was in front of the clock tower. Right. Okay. They ask, is, is this an interrogation? Are we being accused of something? Where Brain reveals the Book of Prophecies to them, as well as the note with the names and the fact that one wasn't meant to get uh, the book. So does the page have, like, Ephemer, Brain? They know which one is the new yes. one. Oh, they, they, they seeing that page, know... But we, the player, don't know we who the, the new one is. Oh, it's well, so annoying. It's so annoying. Yeah, you could... Well, presumably, presumably we're getting it right now. Oh, sorry, okay. <laughs> Let me finish my thoughts. Sorry. <laughs> sorry it Mr. is the Moore. same scene as we learned about this paper. <laughs> Mr. Sorry, Mr. Mr. Lorman. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we Brain. aren't friends outside of this anymore. This is ruined us. <laughs> it's business. So Brain reveals the book of prophecies as well as the note uh, with the names and the fact that one wasn't meant to get the book um, or that he wasn't the one meant to get the book. Um, they continued that they don't think it was Ava who swapped the leaders. You know, after all, why would she have given him the note? Mm. Um, but he also doesn't think that he's involved with Strelatsky's disappearance. He thinks it's all a th- third entity. Uh, Schooled questions if the replacement was chosen after uh, Strelatsky went missing, but the timing doesn't really line up because she went missing while looking for player mm. right before the war started. So clearly that must have been after Ava told her that she was a union leader and the war was upon them. So there wouldn't have been time for Ava to find a replacement. Chantil really is not like involved in this. No, Chantil is not. Like Chantil is doing Disney World stuff at the meantime. Yeah, like... But any of the main story, Chantil is basically not there. Wow. Fair, fair enough. Chantil fine, but, yeah. 
he's pals with Ephemer and that's his whole job. I mean, I guess it makes sense for a player character in this kind of story. To be a union leader, I guess. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But yeah, fair enough. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, because then you you couldn't bring him forward into future games, could you? Mm. Um, He continues that Lorium's name is in the list, so it's one of those two. And that they asked the questions to see if the replacement had any idea that they were a replacement. Given the responses, they don't think that either of them knew, and therefore, they're not going to, like, kick the leader out. They're going to let him stay. You know, they're all still a team. They're all pals. Right. So with with that assurance in place, Brain walks up and reveals the one whose name wasn't on the list. Ventus. Um, huh. Okay. Do you think Ventus killed Strelitzia? No, Ventus wouldn't hurt a fly because he's my special boy. But, <laughs> but also, I think Ven shouldn't be here. I think that Ven has been sent back in time rather than this Ven gets sent forward in time to birth mm-hmm. by sleep. I think he's back in time. That's my theory. I don't think he should be in this story. I think the Book of Prophecies has not prepared itself for Ventus to be in the tale. That is my running theory. I might be overthinking it, but that's my running theory. I like that. We like overthinking, though. Mm. Overthinking is a good thing. I like that a lot. So elsewhere, well, we, we had this big revelation. You, naughty boy Ventus. Elsewhere, Maleficent is wandering through the towers. because uh, we, we want to come back to Maleficent. Fuck this. We don't know what I've said. Cool. Is one, she's wandering through the towers and she's like, oh, it's no defenses. <laughs> it's so easy to get in here. Darkness is like, well, you know, ordinarily the tower's off limits and light people are goody-goody. They're not going to come in here. Um, <laughs> and she's like, how do you know so much about them? You know, who are you? And it's like, it's an old friend. Oh, it's Xehanort in it. It's Xehanort speaking for a portal. It'll be one of them. Yeah, one of the 13 <laughs> Xehanorts, yeah. But she questions why an old friend would want to see her... S- so badly back into her time. Or it's Pete, sorry. <laughs> I'm an old friend. I did darkness. Well, so why does darkness want her back in her time? Well, darkness tells her that it needs her to act as a waypoint, the one with the memories of it, to act as the anchor that will allow it to travel forward mm. into the future. What? Okay. Darkness wants to the future. I'm thinking maybe not. Well, oh, hold on. Yeah, maybe Xehanort then. That makes sense. It brings her into a locked room in the basement where we see a machine featuring large glowing orbs yes! above seven pods. So it, th- this is the lifeboat, is it? This is the Ark. It's the lifeboat slash Ark. Cool. Great. Awesome. And this is the one from Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh, very for good. For reference. Very good. Brilliant. So it's six, six pods. Is that correct? Wait, there are pods seven missing pods. here. No, 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 it's just, oh, it's, it's, it's just, just designed a bit differently. Yeah. Seven yes. pods, okay. Vaguely different, but I think that there's... Yeah, it goes around the back, so you can... I'm to be fair, is... whether it's the exact same machine or just a replica of the machine is questionable. So so seven pods, we know Maleficent needs to get in one, Ventus needs to get in one, and then one, two, three, four, uh, four tellers. Uh, Who's the fifth uh, one? The uh, last Coriander one? needs to presumably go forward in time at some point. Coriander. Coriander's dead. Yeah, I know, but we still oh, need to, yeah. to... Scarlet Witch, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the people listening aren't going to have any clue who we're on about. They're going to be so mad. It's Strelitzia. Strelitzia presumably might need to, to track... Well, I'm just thinking about people who we know are in multiple times. Oh, uh, yeah, because she's in Tokyo. That would make yeah. sense. But I know she's, she's, dead. I know she's yeah. dead, but there's also a glitch of her appearing. So who? it's Kingdom Hearts. Who the hell <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Chase. Yes, continue. But this is cool. This is a cool reveal. That's a cool reveal. Yeah. Yeah, so it opens the center one, telling her that this is her chance to take it. But she's like, not not, not yet. And it's like, 
I wouldn't snoop around if I were you. You know, is maybe not a good idea. And before she can do anything, Lorium enters the room, catching her and immediately drawing his keyblade. Back on the hill, Lorium ain't got a f-ing chance against Maleficent, right? I mean, no, got a flipping chance. Maleficent. Sorry, oh, did I swear there? <laughs> you did. Oh, I'm not noticing now. Yeah. This, is, this is where we're this getting is, into it. There. We've, we've had too much adult juice. Cut, cut that. <laughs> Lorium hasn't got a bloody chance against Maleficent. I mean, he doesn't. Surely not. No, he's fine. He's fine. He's, he's good. Back in the... I would also like to note that his Keyblade uh, has roses on it. Oh. I don't think I have that anywhere, but his it's Keyblade so... has roses for thematic reasons. We always liked Marlo Shabaka Chain of Memories, I didn't, didn't we? Did you know? I no, thought you were into I, it. I, no, I was a bit sick. I, no, I, that was good. I liked the or flowers. Marlo Shabaka Chain of Memories. I was very frustrated yeah. in, in... The first time we saw Marlusha in the castle, I was very frustrated by the extraness of the... <laughs> oh, now I disappear! <laughs> Which, obviously, now, uh, as I am 12 years deep into doing this podcast, <laughs> I... Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really used to it. This is a great time to announce something I forgot to announce at the very beginning, uh, which is that Neil has agreed to join us for every future lore dump. So we're now a team of three. He's f***ing trapped. <laughs> <laughs> we're just dragging more into this. But yes, uh, and uh, he's got a wee, a wee fan base, probably wee fan base that have actively right. requested him. But yeah, I, I think three people have mentioned me. Uh, four. <laughs> <laughs> is that not allowed to be a fan base? That's a fan base. It's a fan base of four. It's One almost enough to be a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me up, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Chase. Continue. So back on, back on the hill. They're comforting Ven, saying, you know, that we we believe you, you know, we don't we don't think that you're, you know, an evil guy. Um, but you know, Strolezia's disappearance is evidence enough to them that it wasn't Alva's doing, you know, Alva wouldn't off Strolezia. That doesn't make sense. I if she was, you know, obviously Alva would keep her safe, not send her off into the war. Ephemer quite which Alva sent a lot of people off into the war. I feel like she's very okay <laughs> yeah. with sending people off into war, but you know, Sure, guys. Ephemer questions who then it was that told Ven if Ven remembers that it was Alva. To which Brain explains that the whole goal of the Dandelions is to bring light into the future. And obviously, who else would want to come along for that ride? Darkness. (laughs) Darkness can hide anywhere, even inside of someone. Back to the tower. Maleficent teases Lorium on being trapped here before saying that well, I best be on my way. But Lauren was like, this isn't the way out. Uh, kind of confirming that he doesn't actually know what this machine is. Uh. And in fact, they joke about it where he's like, oh, I just thought it was like an empty lab. And she's like, yeah, it was a lab. A very important lab. And he's like, oh, oops. Because Lorium's not the bright. He's kind of very focused on Strelitzia. That's about the only thing he's got going for him. Lorium's very different from Marluxia at this point. Yeah, Marluxia was quite calculated and conniving. He was quite smart. Yeah, yeah no, Marluxia's kind of... Lorium's there... But uh, she reveals uh, that she reveals to him that the room is the door out of their data cage. Mm. Uh, and Lorium lunges at her before she can get in the pod. Back at the hill, they discuss how Darkness likely disguised itself as Master Alva and tricked Ventus. Uh, where he mentions that Darkness Alva had first talked to him, uh, first asked him to come to the abandoned house before meeting at the tower. Darkness Alva. Uh, that's just what I called her. No, that's fine. Yeah. It's, it's darkness, but darkness disguises off, so dark Ava. Cool, cool, cool. So it's not like he's taken over to Ava like he did with Aqua. Darkness cool. disguised as Ava had first asked him to come to the abandoned house before they met at the tower, and from there they walked to the tower together where she told him that he'd be a union leader. Right. We get a flashback to Ven arriving at that same abandoned house that we're very familiar with. 
Poor Ven, he spent his entire life being manipulated by darkness. He's just, he's just being Honestly. kicked around, isn't he? It's because he's canonically a good boy. He is a good Pure boy. light. Yeah. He walks into the darkness, calling out to Master Alva, and seemingly getting spooked by something before walk, uh, walking towards the door. Before we can see what happens, the scene shifts, and we see Ven leaving the house with Master Alva, now holding a Union Leader's book. Mm-hmm. Brain questions this gap in his story, saying how he only thinks that's when Master Alva arrived. Ben reiterates that he can't remember what happened before they left the house, but that he thinks that they left right when she got there. Suddenly, Ven gets a shot of a memory that we recognize as Strelitzia on the floor of the house. Mm. He clutches his head in pain, and Brain suggests that they return to the tower. Oh, God. We shift back to the lab, where we now see the central pod completely destroyed. Lorium collapsed on the floor, and one of the remaining six gone. Oh. Five pods remain. Oh, I like this. That's very good. Yeah, I like that a lot. This is great, by the way. Yeah. This is great. Can you see why Union Cross is my favorite one in the series? Yeah, yeah. Union Cross is great. And I I don't... Game of Thrones politics Mm. going on, and Mm -hmm. like... This is great. I also think that... I know the problem is that it was eked out over many, many years, but when you do it as a chunk like this, it's very pacey. Yeah, if it was like like a 10-hour game. (laughs) Anyway, we shift to a scene of Florium on a hill of flowers... A voice calls his name from off screen as Trelezia walks in to join him. Flashback. So we learn how Lorium finds killing monsters really easy, and while Strelitzia, uh while Strelitzia finds it quite challenging, so different power levels. Lorium counters though that Strelitzia's magic is much more powerful than his. Uh, she tries to pair with him, saying, "Oh, let's party up," and he's like, "Nah, no, 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 I'm not gonna party with you, little sister. You gotta get, you gotta get strong. You're not strong enough to." hang out with me because I want you to be strong enough that you can carry me so I don't have to do anything. Uh, yeah. um, the conversation moves to the dandelions with Lorium asking if uh, Strelitzia had chosen to join. She says that she hadn't yet and he questions what's holding her back. She tells him for the someone that she wants to get to know better and that she wants to make sure that there are dandelions so that she can get the chance to know them. He teases her asking her if she has a crush before telling her to get strong. A gust of wind blows a cloud of dandelions and the scene shifts again uh, to just Lorium on the same hill. In a panic, Lorium calls Strelitzia's name, not able to find her. His name is called, and we see a white-robed figure who he questions if they're Strelitzia. It tells him something before it floats off into the sky, and Lorium wakes back up in the lab. We don't know what it told him. Oh. No. Like a blank dialogue a box. Just a figure. blank... Di- I think it was like dot dot dot. We've never met, apart from Ira, which obviously... It is it's white-robed. I will say, her. it did look like it had red hair, coming out from under it. Oh, so it's Strelitzia's we ghost. Don't, we don't know. Okay. We don't know. And this is a dream. It's a, it's seemingly a dream, yes. A vision. Uh, so he wakes back up in the lab, uh, limping towards the door while noting that Maleficent is gone. Sure. Meanwhile, back in the data, back in the real world, Maleficent has just gotten out of her pod. So it's the exact same machine in the real world that she's just gotten out of. So she's back. So she's in the real world. In the real Daybreak Town, to be clear. But in this, still in this time period. Yeah, she gets into an argument with Darkness, telling her it's wasting her time for bringing her to the real world first before bringing her back to her time, but it's like, ah, it doesn't work like that. You, know, you gotta, two steps. Right. Uh, and then it directs her back to the pod, saying that it, this will bring her to her final destination this time. Uh, she asks if it will be joining, see as it has nobody to hinder it, but it declines, saying that she'll be fine on her own, and besides, it has unfinished business. Ruh-roh. Ruh-roh. Hmm. 
And then Maleficent takes the pot, and I think that's the last we see of Maleficent. If it's, if it is, I know you won't confirm or deny, right? But if it is Xehanort, like we're currently theorizing, the darkness, and it needs Maleficent to be the anchor so that it has someone to remember it when it comes in the future, surely it doesn't really work that way, because Maleficent doesn't remember it as Xehanort, or whoever it is. It remembers it as the darkness. She doesn't even have a face to put to it. It's just a, a void of shapes and dark light and stuff. Dark white? Dark, dark light, yeah. Dark, I was going to say shadows again. Shape and shadow. Um, yeah, so, so surely it doesn't work that way. Okay. Are you trying to get me to confirm or deny your theories? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're asking me here. Yeah, you're right. I don't want you to spoil anything. So yeah, continue, continue. Back in the tower in the data world, Scold meets with Ephemer in the master's room. She tells him that Ven's fast asleep after the ordeal and that the memories that came back to him must have been a real shock. She says that she's sure none of this is his fault, asking Brain if he can tell them what's going on. He sadly doesn't know any more than, than that Ven was at Skrletsi's final moments. That's all he knows. He continues that they know that it's darkness behind all this, and they'd be much closer than they thought, perhaps even under their noses. In Ven's room, we see him dream of Skrletsi's final moments. We again see her enter the house looking for player. She walks further in, calling into the darkness if anybody is there. However, instead of this time cutting to black, we see Ven step out of the darkness behind her. <gasps> so he was corrupted by the darkness and killed her. That poor A blast boy. of darkness stripes strikes at Stralitzia. Who said he was corrupted by the darkness? A blast of darkness strikes at Stralitzia from behind uh, Ven, striking her and Chirithi to the ground before telling Ven to pick up the Union Leader's book. Oh. Stralitzia's Chirithi pleads out, asking wh- why as the darkness appears behind Ven, telling him, let's go. As they leave Strelitzia dying on the ground, she calls out for her brother. As the darkness walks out of the house into the light of the door, its form shifts into Master Alva. What? 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 Is Ven working with the darkness? Ven working with the darkness? What? So Master Alva, the darkness pretending to be Master Alva, presumably. So it, 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 it was a shadowy form in the big shadowy room. Light was streaming in from the doorway. As it walked through the light, it turned into Master Alva. Okay. Wait, so Master Alva is the darkness then? I, assumedly, it's a disguise. Right, okay. okay. We're, we're, so we're not meant to believe that this is Master Alva. But my question is, did Ven kill this girl yes. of, of his own free will? Or was oh, he question. tricked into it by the darkness pretending to be Ava? In which case, Jesus Christ, Ven, you, you listened to Master Alva when she told you to kill somebody. Second... Well, he didn't think it was Master Alva. I mean... What did he think it was? It's questionable whether, you know, has he been lying the whole time? You know, is he working with the darkness? It's all debatable. All we know is that he killed Strelitzia. Because he's canonically the best boy. He is pure light. He's not going to kill anybody. He killed Strelitzia. Maybe he's not pure light. Maybe he's not a good boy. Nah, he's getting controlled by the darkness. He doesn't (laughs) doesn't remember. He's he's Ven, all right? No, no. Nobody's, no, no. You're not sitting there thinking that this, that our canonical good boy killed that poor girl. I'm sure there is more to it. Yeah. 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 No, he was brainwashed. Yeah. Hopefully, he wasn't just tricked. It was the darkness. By it was the darkness taking the form of Ven. It's not really him. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Ven never did any wrong. He's no. fine. Well, yeah. Ven wakes up, tears streaming down his face. Back in the master's room, the three leaders question why the darkness hasn't made its move yet. Is it watching, waiting? <clears throat> Brain says that while he's pretty sure, they can't be fully sure if the darkness is responsible. You know, it's only a theory. He continues that if it's close, then they know that if it is close then it must know that they're onto it and could be putting its plan into motion as they speak. It could come for them as it did for Streletzia at any moment. At that exact moment, Lorium limps into the room, asking what he meant by that. 
He falls to the ground and everybody rushes over to him, but he pushes off their comfort as he asks Brain what he meant by it targeting Strelitzia. He grabs Brain by the collar, demanding to know what happened. Ephemer runs forward to stop him, but Lorian punches him in the face, throwing him back. Brain demands Lorian get off him, finally realizing Darkness's true intention to mess with their hearts and turn them against one another. It's the foretellers all over again. Yeah, history repeating itself. Maybe they should have learned from war. Maybe they should learn from war. And they remembered from war, so you think they would have learned from war, but they didn't. But then maybe if they didn't remember the war, it wouldn't happen. Uh, Good point. (laughs) (laughs) Should we? Are we getting convinced that we should erase history? What? I disagree with that moral. (laughs) (laughs) To be very clear, so do I. (laughs) 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 But, so... They get Lorium to calm down as he pleads with them to tell him any- what's happening to Strelitzia. But before anyone can say anything, Ben walks into the room confessing. <gasps> what does he confess? What does he say? That he killed Strelitzia. So he has full memory of, of well, walking in and killing up, her. He woke up crying after remembering it, yeah. So what, what does he say? Well, what does he say? What happens next? What does he say? Well, he says something. <laughs> Uh, Ephemer and Skull to try and stop Ven from talking, but he carries on regardless. Lorium limps forward, grabbing Ven in a chokehold. Uh, the others rush forward as Ven groans. Lorium demands that he tells him what's happened. Lorium screams at the other to stay out as he draws his keyblade to strike Ven, screaming at him to answer him. He's blocked at the last second by Ephemer as Ven falls to the ground, screaming as he clutches his head in pain. He screams out that it wasn't him as he's enveloped by a cloud of darkness. The others draw their keyblades, questioning what it is and what's going on, all except Brain, who calmly declares that this is darkness. It's That's fascinating, and I'm sure it's about to get explained, but Ven is a being of pure light. That's the one thing we learned about him in Birth by Sleep, is that, that is, he can create the, the keyblade, potentially, obviously it went wrong, but... So wait, what's this? Well, is he now... Of being a pure light, because you're still under the theory or that he came back. Or was he then? But remember that he was only pure light back in the game because Xehanort extracted all the darkness from his heart. And this could be God. Good this point. could be a this could be a Ven before that or after that. Yeah, we don't know when this Ven is in the timeline. It's yeah, a Ven. He, he could be. We don't know if it is the same Ven. Could be get Ven's great 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 grandfather, just like Chantil <laughs> is Axel's great great grandfather. Is it data Ven? Is, is it Chantil? dreaming Ven? What is Chantil doing during all this? Is it memory Ven? I'm still uncertain as to as to whether or not Ven killed her with his like I know he killed her right that's fine but whether or not he was brainwashed or corrupted by the darkness in some way or whether or not he of his own volition murdered that woman. Unclear at the moment. Okay. Unclear. You better not have, Chase. Oh. <laughs> I like Ven a lot. Are we are we cancelling Lord Up if he did? <laughs> Lord Up's over. Sorry, guys. He's a wee pure boy. He's not an evil, malicious little bastard, is he? <laughs> Darkness looks at the gathered leaders slowly, saying, Finally, it's about time. Brain teases it, saying how it didn't expect that it looks so much like a cliche. Classic, <laughs> classic brain. Classic brain. Classic brain. <laughs> it returns, though, that it didn't ever have a form. It goes so often unnoticed after all. It warps around the rule room, finally resting on a table. Kind of just like teleports around. They keep trying to like grab it. It's like, I'm over here. I'm over here. And it sits on a table. Well, it it, it, like floats on top of the table. It's kind of, it's on top of the table. So it continues. The form that they see and hear is simply for their benefit. It doesn't have an actual form. What's Chantil doing during all this? Uh, Chantil, I 
think so. Still Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> he's off on Disney Missions. He's not involved in the plot. No, he's off on <laughs> Disney Missions. <laughs> He's gonna create him. He's off. He's off having Axel's great 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 grandfather. No. Ethelbert asks what it wants, and it confusedly asks what it wants. I want nothing. I simply am. Echoing the words that we heard from the master of masters. It says how they must not understand being such fundamentally different beings and all. Unlike them, it continues, Darkness's actions don't serve a greater purpose or goal. Loriam asks them, why'd you take Strelitzia? To which it says that it was simply Venn's will. Bloody hell, all right. Skuld can't believe this. He didn't even know her, let alone want to hurt her. Mm. And Darkness is like, you're right, he didn't. But it has nothing to do with her. All Venn wanted was power. Darkness simply helped fill that wish. Skuld shouts that Ven would never want this, but Darkness for a moment warps in front of her. Ethelbert and Lorium swipe at it with their keyblade, causing Skuld to guard, but Darkness again teleports before they can, resting away from them on a bookcase. Darkness is a lying bastard. Ven- Ventus has never been a- Ventus has never been- Shut up! Ventus has never been a character- I've never felt so invested in Ventus. He's never been a character who's wanted power. He's the complete opposite. The entirety of Burke well, by Sleep is Xehanort be like, I'm gonna bring out your well, true power. And where is Birth by Sleep? Why it's a different game. Where's Birth by Sleep compared to this on a timeline? Well, it doesn't matter though. Like, the whole I, concept of I, rewriting early Ven to make him- I have or a late feeling Ven, we might- Learn about this. No, I'm sure we will. I'm just annoyed at Darkness. Like, <laughs> Darkness is a wee lion roach. Anyway, continue. For Ventus, man. Ephemer says that even if Ven wanted power, this isn't how he'd do it. But Darkness counters, saying how power's power. It doesn't matter how it's obtained, causing Lorian to say that it didn't need to be Streletzia. It, it could have been any of them. He tries to attack it, but he's thrown to the floor, which is this bit here. Yes. Whee! Flown away. Brain calmly walks forward, saying he has questions. He asks, why Ven specifically? To which the darkness replies that it was decided that he would harbor darkness. So it was written in the book. Yeah. This intrigues Brain, who asks, have you read the book? Darkness replies that, in a manner of speaking, yes, or at least the parts that matter to it. Brain asks how it read it, to which it replies that it read it while it was being written. Brain asks then, what's your relationship with the Master of Masters? Darkness simply replies that he is an old friend. He's an old friend of everybody, isn't he? He's all, all about the shot. Hello, <laughs> Darkness, my old friend. Ephemer rushes forward, asking if that meant the Master is on its side, but Darkness denies that, saying that Darkness doesn't need to side with any people. Satisfied, darkness. Satisfied, brain continues to the next question, asking, "Why have you shown yourself now? You've been hiding up to this point." And but the darkness is like, "No, I've not been hiding. You simply just didn't notice me until now. You know, I off go unseen and all that." Brain continues to ask, though, "Why? Why is the darkness referring to itself as an us? You know, the darkness is like, well, the the shadows outnumber the light." And finally, brain asks, "If it's alone." And when the darkness replies yes, draws his keyblade, rallying Ephemer and Scold. Yeah, brain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, honestly, yeah, good, good. That's a great. Good on brain. Good I brain. like brain. Good brain. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like brain, and I still don't know if I do. But that was a really cool moment. Good, good for brain. job, brain. Yeah. The, the sky glitches above the tower as from the hill overlooking town, a Roby 
which I'm calling Lushu. a Roby, even though we uh, we assumedly Lushu, but we don't know that. So I'm calling him a Roby because I've missed the Robies. But the Roby is watching. And as he is, he's saying how time is almost up for the Dandelions. Because technically, could it be the Master of Masters? I guess debatably. Although, we do tend to know the Master of Masters and Lushu apart because the Master of Masters tends to, when he's standing still, he normally has his hands beside his back. Mm. Whereas the master or Lushi normally has his hands at his side, and also when he's okay. acting, Master Masters is a silly, goofy guy who waves his arm around. Back in the chamber, an epic battle is waging, but both sides appear to be at their limit. They call a draw for the time being as Brain chuckles that it doesn't buy the darkness for not being after anything. Brain says how it seems very desperate to get in their way. There's clearly something it's there for. The darkness pauses for a moment before answering, Infection. Data transfer requires a signal. The same goes for the hearts and minds of people. You underestimate how easily the darkness rides on those signals and spreads throughout this place. It concludes, or it continues that, as it is many, it is one, but to be one requires will. Through Ven, they can become pure darkness and pure light, willful and distinct. A sacrifice had to be made. Suddenly, Lorium gets up and Chantil bursts through a portal to join hey, their struggle. Hey, hey, hey. Wait, what portal? Who brought him here? He's finally back from Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, he just got back from the... He's, he's finally he's back from back Wreck-It to, Ralph. He's come back to report in and has found <laughs> this going on. Hey, guys, what's up? Oh. <laughs> Everyone's dead? Shit. Oh, i got to get this memorized. <laughs> I think that'll really catch on in my family. <laughs> That's our family creed. Coat of arms. <laughs> Got it memorized. <laughs> the, the, the family crest is a guy pointing to his head. <laughs> <laughs> they all have the same haircut. <laughs> Darkness tells them that even if they manage to defeat it, they'll still have lost. But they tell that if they return the lifeboat to the real world like the evil fairy did... Which is very amusing because they don't know her name. So everybody in this game just calls her evil fairy. Which again... How would you know she's a fairy? She doesn't have wings. Anyway, Darkness simply replies that they know nothing. Even if they return, Daybreak Down is doomed to succumb to darkness. Everyone asks what it did, but again it replies that it was decided long ago. It did nothing. For when the, do- for when the lifeboat is activated, darkness will fall on Daybreak Town. The end has already begun. Brain asks why. And the darkness replies that the lifeboat is a last line of defense in case the darkness couldn't be defeated. Its use initiates the process to seal the world, and in doing so, the darkness along with it. So has the world already started the process of being sealed? Yes. Given that some, with Maleficent's departure, yeah. it's already begun. Wow. Okay, well. So darkness begun the process by sending Maleficent back to her time. Cool, whatever. They realize that they're all pawns in a greater game, but refuse to believe that that's the reason that Master Alva brought them together. Together, they beat back the darkness. Yeah! yeah. But again, you can't defeat it. It's formless. You, right. you, you can't beat a cloud of darkness. <laughs> so the darkness summons Darklings to go take Fen, but as they try, he bursts with light, and the light obliviates the Darklings. Oh, so now he's pure light. He's, he's, he's a light boy. Uh, he walks over to the darkness, telling that if it's pure darkness, then that must make him pure light. It had used him right. to take a new form once, and he can do that to make it take a form once again. A form that they can defeat. Sorry, why is he pure light? It's just, it's just who he is. 
It just is. Right. Because he's, he's very aware of this fact, it seems. Well... I am pure light. I, I mean, I, I think he's seeing himself just as a counter here. I would have thought, of all time, this would be the point where he had the least faith in his own having light. Yeah. Well... Anyway, <laughs> he goes and shimmickety smacks the darkness. Smacks it up. Elsewhere in the lifeboat lab, a darkness checks on the computer as a voice off screen asks, "If aren't you meant to be part of the whole? Lushu walks in holding a body sh- draped in a white cloth. Oh. Continuing to ask the darkness if it's on its own right now. The darkness is confused, asking who he is, as there shouldn't be any Keyblade Masters left in this world. Not knowing, of course, that Lushu had stayed behind. So Lushu is not in the data world. Seemingly not. Lushu is in the real world. Interesting. But the real Daybreak Town, watching over it. Mm. He laughs, saying that it must not know what's going on, seeing as how it only read part of the book. Didn't even read the good part. Didn't see the twists. Oh, good stuff. That was very short-sighted and lazy of the darkness, to be fair. Great line from Lucio, This is not a time to skim read. The the darkness skimmed through any time it saw the word darkness. It's like, yes, it's my time. It, it went it went to like the index and it's like dark darkness cool it's on these pages I'll read those ones Lorium Ephemer don't care about these dickheads I'm off to my oh where's the darkness coming in oh I fight them I guess cool the darkness asks why Lushu is there to which he replies that the master of master darkness's friend told him to be but only to observe look but don't touch Lushu continues that he thinks that he knows what the master meant by that now and opens the central pod. Uh, note, it, note that we, we can tell this is the real world because the central pod is still intact here, mm. unlike the one that is demolished in the data world. Okay. Um, so, Darkness warns him that if he uses it, his plan is as good as ruined. But Lucio simply replies that it isn't for him, and places the body into the capsule, calling it a seed of light to be planted in the future, the true dandelion. Anyway... So, elsewhere. Anyhow. Oh, Sorry. Excuse me. I, I, That's I, your catchphrase. I, I, <laughs> it's going to be in a t shirt. It's going to be on a t shirt. Elsewhere, we find Ephemer, Scold, and Chontil outside the door, uh, outside a door, where Lorium and Ven assumedly are inside. Uh, they talk, questioning if the world is really about to end again. Uh, Ephemer's like, well, there's a lot that they understand, but there's a, uh, and talks of an old teaching of Master Ava's that uh, when a world is shrouded in darkness, it will just go to sleep instead of ending. You know, to kind of protect itself. Hearts have like a protection mechanism that will stop them from, you know, being fully overwhelmed by darkness. They'll just sleep. So the trio rally themselves to save the dandelions, but before doing anything, they turn and see somebody off screen. Scene fades, and we're now inside Ven's bedroom with Lorium sat at his bedside. He apologizes to the sleepy little sod, saying that he knew that this wasn't his fault, but darkness is so abstract, his anger needed a target. Uh, He questions whether the darkness is truly gone, or if it's just become a part of Ventus, like he said it would. He begins to say that if it has, then he'd... but stops. Suddenly, a ghostly hand grasps Lorium, asking if all this hatred, anger, and sadness is him. It's it implores to let him to let it go. It's his sister. And 
return is. And return to the kind and loving brother that it knew. Oh, okay, yeah, fine. You mm. smug <laughs> prick. <laughs> uh, Lorian spins around, and obviously nobody's there. It's all in his head. Uh, and as he does, Ephemer opens the door, saying that there's someone there to see him. Yes, and he wants you to not be sad. Don't be sad. <laughs> Being sad is bad. No, no, no. We only tell that to Chantil. Sorry, yes. Yeah, so Everybody else is allowed to be sad. Uh, Loriam comes out uh, to find Elrena is there with the others, who tells Loriam that a couple days ago she saw her Chirithi saw what it thought was Trelitzia. We flash back to see the white-robed figure from before, as well as a black-robed figure presumably Lucio, walking together towards the tower from the hill. Okay, so, so um, uh, I'm sorry, I'm having a blank here. Lucio's name in, in current timeline. Zigbar. Zigbar. Break. So Zigbar, Zigbar presumably knows who the, who the white cloak figure who was put into the Ark is then. I, I mean, seeing as how he, di- seeing he, how he did it, yes. Yeah. Because it's not Sigmar, it's just Lucio. Which means that he can't be surprised. It's not one of the foretellers, because he, be, he, be, he, he was surprised when they appeared. Mm. Was Lucio like, was surprised. Yeah, wasn't he? Well, the end, he he summoned them. Oh, okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, he he summoned them at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3. Okay, cool. God, keep, keep my 190 pages of lore, <laughs> my over 100,000 words of lore in your head. God. <laughs> I read what do you imagine, previous Listeners, notes. imagine reading a book... <laughs> After having some adult juices for a whole weekend and then having to recall six months later the contents of that book. If only the last series was just a weekend. <laughs> That's true. True, that was two weeks in the end. Uh, continue. <laughs> we flash over to the master's room where Brain says that they can't be sure of anything yet. Ephemer res- recognizes uh, that a black coat would mark them as a Keyblade Master. So it seems that only Keyblade Masters had this black coat at this time. I mean, Chirithi confirms that only Lushu and the Master of Masters fit the description. Brain is confused, though, because obviously neither of them should be here, uh, and then stops to question why the Data World was created. Ephemer responds that it's a backup of the world from before the Keyblade War, and if that's so, perhaps Strelitzia's data is there. Right. right. Lorium, though, questions it, saying... Hadn't they thought that no people's data had been carried over? After all, you know, where's their data cells? But Brain responds that maybe it is there, it just hasn't been accessed. It's in the database. And if Chirithi saw the, gl- the glitch Strelitzia, maybe someone was able to access the data. So maybe all these glitches were data backups of people. So Lorium's like, oh my god, a data Strelitzia. You know, maybe we can bring her back. And Brain's like, mm, maybe. We, we don't know for sure. Um, you know, don't, don't jump at it. But with the master gone, we're going to find more answers in the real world. That's all we can know for certain. So they decide that they will take the lifeboat. Um, and for a moment, questioning if they should, given, you know, what Darkness said about ending the world, but ultimately deciding that, you know, Maleficent already took it. It's too fucking late. Let's go out of here. Um, Ephemer's taking quite a back seat here. I, I just I've noticed for the past hour or so you've not you very rarely mentioned him in all the key beats. Brain is clearly the leader here, right? Well, brain Brain's is the, the in- brain. brain is the inquisitive. One. This is what I meant by saying that brain and Ephemer kind of brains like their emotional leader, and I mean excuse me, Ephemer's like their emotional leader, and brain is their like logical leader. It's, it's fair enough. It's and just it's just interesting. Framework. Yeah, um, you, you just, yeah, you haven't mentioned him for a while, that was all really... Skuld and Lorium are there as well, I guess. <laughs> I would like to say, with Lorium's story really does add a whole new 
tragic lens to a character that I really couldn't have cared less about mm. previously. Well, you think about his relationship with Namini as well. You think about like that as a stand-in for his relationship with uh, Celestria, right? Strelitzia. Strelitzia, fucking... I am trying! She's not the queen in My Little Pony, please. So as they walk out of the room towards the basement, Brayden stops for a moment to look back at the book. Back in the real world, the pod in front of Lushu is gone. He is sent it off, and Darkness says that it doesn't know who or where he sent it, but now only five pods remain. Who are they going to go to? Lushu questions, you know, didn't read that part of the book, but Darkness is all, nah, it wasn't cool enough, skipped it. And Lucia's like, <laughs> Darkness is an idiot. Darkness is a moron. <laughs> uh, Lucia's like, Lucia's like, okay, well, what parts were cool? And Darkness is like, expansion. And they're like, I don't get you. And Darkness is like, I don't get you. They don't get you. <laughs> Just two guys can't get along. It's a perfect sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> Introduce a baby into this scenario. <laughs> We're golden. Darkness questions why Lucio spent so long grooming the wielders only to trap them in the data world. Okay. And he was, he was, he was like, I don't, dad told me to do it. Master, master taught, or excuse me, mom. He's not dad, he's mom. Taught me to do it. And he's like, I, I don't know what the master's plans are. But, you know, I can guess. Cause you know, the only thing I know is that he hates you, Darkness. <laughs> he says, F you, no rights. He says, you're a C, you're an effing C. Thanks, guys, yeah. Uh, I'm really enjoying our new PG podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we really appreciate this. After we've gotten past the hour mark, can we go back to say it? No. <laughs> uh, and Lucy's like, well, what's your brilliant plan? And it's like, it, and it's like I'm going to spread through the data world via its signals. And then I'm going to accompany the Chosen One into the future. Who's the Chosen One? So that I can lay claim to worlds not yet created. So, you know, expansion. The cool part. Expansion. Cool part of the book. Lushu's like, eh, I don't really want you to be there when I, you know, go wherever I'm going. So, you know, boom, Keyblade. Darkness is like, you're not meant to interfere. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, I'm not meant to interfere with the dandy. Why are these two hanging out? Mm. It seems. <laughs> Why is Darkness here? Well, he doesn't right. need to be here. Well, you remember that Darkness is the master of master's best friend. So it's kind of like you're hanging out with like, well, you know, the, 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 the person who your dad says is your uncle, but it's really just like his best friend who's always in the house. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's yeah. the darkness to Lucio. But why is he, I thought he's off to do his expansion. He's just here having a lore dump with Lucio. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Lucio wants to podcast who knows <laughs> i can only advise against it lucia so darkness is like you're not meant to interfere and he's like no no, no 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 remember i'm not meant to interfere with the dandelions but this ain't for them this is for me because i don't want you around because you're creepy mm-hmm. Fair. um and he's like and he's like uh well why, why are you even gonna try i'm formless you, you you know this you know you can't defeat me and he's like oh no no no, no. but the longer that you spend without a tangible form the more that your will fades. Because darkness had a form when the Master of Masters was a wee boy child, but it abandoned it in order to defeat light. And then darkness became whole. But when we know that darkness uh, didn't didn't look weird or monstrous, it looked like people. So the darkness once looked like a person. So I'll get get back to it in a second. But as a whole, let me me finish the thought and then I'll come back. As a whole, it wasn't able to maintain its will nor in its formless one. That's why it steals bodies and hearts to gain forms and to keep its will alive. 
Doctor just tells him silence, and Lucius is like, <laughs> throwing his keyblade over his shoulder, all casual like, and he's like, "Darkness, you never found out about the Master's real plan, did you?" And Lucius continues that this isn't the only darkness; there are five others besides it. Oh, one is five. in the data. One is in the da- with one in the data world, and each of them has individual will. So he asks where the other four are. Darkness responds that only the six survived the war and after such found themselves in the data world. Only this one returned with Maleficent to the real world. Uh, that, that was a lot in those two sentences. On, on, yeah, I'm, so I'm, there are five so, other dark, independent so, darknesses. During the original Keyblade War, during the childhood of the Master of Masters, when all the darkness had form and they looked like humans, yes. they decided... In order to defeat light, we are going to cast away our forms and become one massive become smoke. darkness. But, well, not, not smoke like this. We're going to become darkness as a single hive mind entity. Okay. But there were darkness, there was darkness within that that then split off and gained individual will. It kind of tried to go back to being a formed heart. Okay. It tried to go back to having a form. Why? Uh, because as a whole, you can't have a will. So it was just pure chaos in the high mind. So it tried to go back to having a will. It messed up. Essentially, yeah. So it's trying to regain its will. But the longer that it, even if it has individual will as this kind of like cloudy one, it's still a part of the hive mind. So it needs a form in order to fully sever itself from that and maintain its will. That's got to be what we're building to with Dark Road, right? Xehanort was darkness incarnate all along. Is that what we're doing? Maybe. Okay. Um, so, so, what we know is that by the end of the Keyblade War, six of these individually willed darknesses were still around. And they are connected by a hive mind? So they're, they're all in a hive mind, but they're, they each have their own individual wills despite being connected to that hive mind. Right. Because darkness as a concept is a hive mind. Where are they right now, the others? Because so that's, that's the thing, is it said all, all of them after the war ended up in the data world. Okay. Only it came back to the real world hopping a ride with Maleficent. That's implying that the five new union leaders, is five five other darknesses, five union leaders, both are in the data world that's at the same time. I, yeah. 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 But we haven't seen any evidence of that. Like, Ephemer's a bit shady. Well, we, well, we thought we didn't. Our brains a bit. We, we thought dick. we didn't with Fen, did we? And bloody uh, good point. Yeah, it just yeah. kind of bursts out of them at yeah. uh, random moments. Yeah, alien okay. chest bursting stuff. This uh, is continue, so... Chase. This is really interesting. <laughs> There's apparently five darknesses back in the other world. Ooh. So, with each other, with only each other in their way, the master and darkness have a little fighty fight. The scene changes to the scene where the master of masters gives Lushu the black box, telling him. Uh, to keep it, but never open it. So we we recall back to the scene, uh, the way the scene ended in dark, in back cover, with the master teasingly telling Lushu, you'll see when he asks what's in the box. He's like, hey, you'll, or excuse me. Uh, so he told Lushu what was in the box. He's like, I'll tell you what's in it, but you're not allowed to open it. Mm. And then Lushu was like, why? And he's like, you'll see, I'm a silly, goofy guy. <laughs> so the scene in Union Cross Getting up keeps then. going. Oh, we get to see what happens next. Great. Keeps going. Okay. From there, what's in the box? The master provides. We're not going to figure that out. Well, 100%. So the master provides a hint as to why the thing in the box. He tells them when darkness strikes at dawn and the lifeboat departs, this world will have fulfilled its purpose. If that happens, 
you have to see it through to the end and take a corridor to a new world as fast as you can. So basically, you take the lifeboat, everything's boned, get out of there, run away. The Master reiterates that you can't defeat darkness. That's why they used all that time to gather Keyblade wielders to pass the torch. Mm -hmm. The Dandelions are there to send light forward to the future, where apparently in a future time, darkness will be able to defeat it once and for all. Like Master said, it takes a really long time to plan all that. Right. So Lucia turns to leave, saying that, you know, I'll get started then. But the Master's like, wait, 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 wait. So he, he then proceeds to tell Lushu what we know about how the darkness was once formed and then it lost its form and lost its will. And then he continues that from 7, all is fulfilled. From 13, chaos is born. Darkness began as 13. When it became the whole, those who developed new forms became heartless, while those without developed individual will. Wait, say that again, please. So, darkness began as 13. When it became whole, those who developed new forms, so those who split off from the darkness and were like, haha, forms again, became heartless. So heartless are, is darkness given form. Mm -hmm. Those who didn't became these little ghosty boys. Mm -hmm. um, but in becoming ghosty boys, they still developed individual will. Those formless seek strong hearts. Darkness can't be defeated without a form. And Lucian que Lucian questions what the master meant by strong hearts. The master replies that this is where you all came in. Music flares and the form of the other foretellers appear around him. The master assures him that he didn't train them all just to be vessels for darkness. He trained them to be resilient and withstand darkness even if or when it takes over their hearts. Lucian is stunned, but the master continues that this is a war... Where those who don't, with war, that they don't truly understand, they can't afford to get sentimental. He chooses them because he believes they were up to it. He goes on to say that of the 13 original primordial darknesses, they will trap the most powerful seven within their hearts, himself oh, included. That's a terrible idea. They'll go their separate ways and destroy the darkness wherever they end up. That is the true purpose of the Keyblade War. Holy shit. It was never a pointless war. They were just all sacrifices to a greater plan. See, that's that's kind of what we thought already, but it's still pointless in my eyes. But yes, well, so their plan was to I've draw out... I've got more bullet points for the points. To draw out... Oh, okay. <laughs> hang on, just so I'm getting this right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to draw out the seven most powerful of the 13 darknesses and trap them within these seven most powerful light vessels in order to fight the dark. Correct. Because he's like... We are the only ones with hearts strong enough that if we contain this darkness, they'll be able not to. Are they? We'll be yeah, they're definitely not. Chase, I mean, look, I, 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 this is a thank you for explaining it's it. A great and reveal. Great reveal. But these five are more. Let's. They're morons. They are categorical morons. So is the darkness, by the way. As, as always, the darkness. Yeah. But they are morons. They are not some super beings. Sora, I think, is a... And we love to mock Sora. Stronger than probably all of them, I would argue. We kick their asses individually. Like, and that's not saying much. Morons. And that is a stupid plan by a moron. And everybody involved is a moron. And Lushu is the only smart character. It's a plan by a silly goofy guy, actually. Sorry, silly goofy guy. I but don't think Monty's a fan of the plan. I don't like the plan, and I don't like the well, foretellers. Clearly, the plan works because, as we know, there's only six after the war. 
So seven were clearly captured. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess yeah, my question here. is, where is darkness by the time we get to Sora's story? Wow. Right? Because we've got the Heartless and stuff. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know the answer? Are we going to get that answer? Or is that a... Mm? Or he's just arching his eyebrows and he's, he's doing a koi boy. boy look. Koi boy look. Our sweet koi boy. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Look, fine. I'm just saying that if, if we're supposed to believe that these five idiots are somehow able to hold back the darkness, would, they're yeah. idiots, Neil. Come on. Well, I Except think, for Ava, who's so, just weird and calculating. Would you like me to do the, Continue, ten, the yes, ten bullet sorry. points that explain how they're not actually idiots? Go kind on. Of. Go on. Or, well... <laughs> Maybe those five are. Master of Masters, though, he's, he's still chill. If these, you, these two are if grand. You, if, you get, if you get through the next ten points without us interrupting, I'll give you £20. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're just going to interrupt just soon. We'll try. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so... Lushu asks if that's the only way, and the Master's like, it is. He used the passage about the traitor to plant seeds of doubt inside the foretellers for darkness to fester off of. The darkness isn't going to take the bait unless the emotions are real. When those emotions grow and clash, they're going to become stronger, leading the seven most powerful to make aim at the most seven powerful hearts of light. As for the remaining six, five will feed on the new union leaders, and the last one will be trapped in the world of Daybreak Town. Lucia tries to stop him, telling him that the sacrifice is too great, but the master stops him, telling him to not let sentiment cloud his judgment. He too has seen his closest allies drown in the darkness. He continues that they don't have that he doesn't plan on sacrificing anyone, and that he has a safety plan. Lushu leaves the room before the master can say anything else, and as he does, the master tells him to let his heart be his guiding key. He tells him that he's the key to this all, and that he's counting on him. Traitor Lushu. Ooh, confirmation. Good to have the confirmation. Good to have the confirmation. Lushu is the traitor. I have a question. Yes. Um, uh, also 25. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I um, owe you. The, the Keyblade War. So so during the Keyblade War, we didn't see it, but during the Keyblade War, we're expected to imagine and the darkness kind of went inside Ava. During the Keyblade War. But they have... So what that was, that was then... The only, but, but the only way it could work is if they actually had resentment for each other in their hearts. They exactly. felt that So real, that was the real. lure for the darkness. Exactly. Well, yeah. That's very clever. Our, it, it, was a, it was a big... <laughs> it's a big gamble for mm-hmm. the Master of Masters. Oh, it is. To figure that, like... Because instead of going... Hey, listen, guys. We're doing this thing with the darkness. We're gonna take the really powerful darkness into yourself. That's what we're gonna use. He just w- sort of went. I'm just gonna rely on the people I've picked that they're gonna be triggered by so, this, and that they're gonna. The one that is curious to me is clearly he'll have the hatred of the darkness as his strong emotion. Those five will have that. I'm curious of Lucius' strong emotions. He knows the plan. Yeah, Lucian knows the plan, so I'm a bit curious on him. And I, it, it isn't yeah, ex- you're right. How does it? How it isn't explored, and I'd love is- to see in the comments if anybody has any idea of why. Or rather, how Lushu lured one into himself, uh, because I don't frankly know. Being a newcomer to this, my theory is that it's resentment for the master, presumably. It very well, like could be. you know, yeah. you manipulate great, all my great, friends into trying character. to kill yeah. each other, it like very well you could bastard. Be. Yeah. Also, so, so here's my question: then. If the darkness gets trapped inside one of the foretellers' hearts, and that's great, and mm-hmm. I, I take back everything I said. I'm sorry. This is really actually a very cool. <laughs> point. Um, I win. The, yeah, absolutely. Um, the but but what if they die? Because our understanding is that they died at the Keyblade War. Whether or not they did, so, and we know we come back at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 for whatever I reason. think that if if you die, your heart returns to Kingdom Hearts. 
My understanding is that it, so if your heart releases, I assume that your the darkness would be released with your heart. So my understanding is that very likely what we're going to have to do, and this hasn't been confirmed, my understanding is that we will have to destroy the heart. So you will have to truly destroy the people with no chance of ever coming back if you want to truly destroy the darkness. Is this why you think the foretellers are the villains of phase two? Because they've got the darkness inside them. Probably. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, they'll probably... Whether they'll be villains is up in the air. I think they will be antagonists. Like, grey antagonists. Does this go... Because I know it's already explained within Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, 3 how the 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 X's became the X's in terms of our our robies mm-hmm. but does this in your mind go some way to explaining Zigbar's turn to the dark that there was already this great darkness well, within I mean remember so, so as far as we know Zigbar no granted we don't know when Lushu took Zigbar's body yes but we do know that Zigbar was originally a mercenary yes mm. oh, a bit of darkness in there already so and assumedly, it's already Lushu by the time that he meets Xehanort. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Lushu knowing of Xehanort specifically planned to take Zigbar's body around that time for that exact reason to meet Xehanort. But we're, so we're... I'm still... This is where, where I come back to. It's a cool plan. But I still come back to the issue of the foretellers are not powerful enough to not give in to, let's face it, pretty contrived and silly resentment of each other that masks itself as hatred. So why are their hearts so strong it can take back, it can control darkness? Their hearts seem very weak. They're very resentful, bitter, paranoid people when we meet them. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is the issue I keep coming back to. They don't seem like the people to hold back the darkness to me. They seem like a bunch of bad people. Shrug. Fair enough. No, is it, that's, I, don't, I don't have an answer. For that's you. the issue I have going back to. I understand we they, win. Yeah. We win. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, continue. Sorry, that was a that was that was a really cool twist. Yeah, cool reveal. Anyway, back in the present, the seven. Uh, so the the five union leaders, uh, Chantil and El Reina, arrive at the pods, where they count that there are only six there because one's broken. Uh, and, and one is broken, so there are only five left, but seven of them. And they're like, ah, oh, what do we do? And Brain walks over to a computer. He turns it on to see a scene of Daybreak Town where a storm is raging and several tornadoes are ravaging the town. He tells them they're running out of time and they need to decide now. Skuld, though, reminds him that they aren't the only dandelion, but Brain reassures her that they aren't going to die. They're simply going to go to sleep like a computer, like a Master Alva taught them. You know, that was the true purpose of this data world. Uh, the, the Master created it as a backup to keep those safe when they went to sleep. And it can be rebooted later on. You know, we're all good. So Brain continues that even when they get back, that world is forfeit too. They're going to need to take the lifeboats again to wherever it is they need to go. So Brain and Ephemer, being our two kind of essentially leaders, decide to split up. With Ephemer saying that he'll stay and Brain, uh, and saying that Brain should go as his big brain is going to give them the biggest chance of survival. Sure, yeah. So, (laughs) Elrena tries to be like, you know, I'm not a union leader, so, you know, I I, I don't deserve one, but school's like, no, 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 no. You know, we have a responsibility, so, you know, you, Elrena, Ven, and Player should go because, you know, Ven's almost dead and you two, you know, were people that you're protecting. Uh, is like, well, well, you know, Scold, you, and Lorium should take the last. But before you can finish, Skuld is like, well, well I'm obviously Lorium should take it, but not me. You know, Lorium's going to get a better chance of finding answers about how Strelitzia got back from the data over in the real world. 
Orinda doubts herself, saying that, you know, I don't deserve a spot, but her bestie Lorium is like, you know, uh, you know, you gave me the first hope that I've had since losing Scarletia, so you know, you're good. Mm. You're worthy. Get in that pod, girl. <laughs> um And she's like, Okay, cool, I'll go. Yeah, because she needs to go off to become Larkseen. I'll Lorium, go help you and same with Lorium. Yeah. yeah. Uh player is like, no 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 no. I'm I'm gonna stay. I'm not Sorry, gonna... who's player? Excuse me, Chantil. Oh, Chantil's like I'm gonna stay. You know, I'm I'm not gonna go. No, Chantil, get in the pod. Well, he's like I'm not a dandelion. I'm just Ephemer's buddy buddy chum chum. So I'm gonna stay with my good pal. You know, we can hang out. We can play some games and stuff. Sure. You know, in this destroying sleepy world, hmm. sleepy data world. We need him to to have a have a whole ancestry so that Axel can of be. Of course, so, yeah. Yes, because that is canonically the case. That's my boy, so noble. Um, he's like, I'm, a, I'm gonna stay here, and they're all like, Yeah, well, cool. So, there's one pod left. We'll just save it in case any emergency comes up. It'll be a backup pod. Um, and they're like, cool, 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 cool. Um. So are these people and getting fired off now? Are they on their way out? Or are we <clears throat> waiting for them all to... Well, we're, 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 we're getting there. We're getting there. So Bra- Ephemer asks Brain if he has already an idea. And like, Big Brain, obviously he does. So they go to get into the pod and Brain gives Ephemer his Keyblade as well as the Book of Prophecies hoping that they'll lead him in the right direction. Mm. And I wish I had a picture of this Keyblade. We should recognize this Keyblade because it's the one that hundreds of thousands of years later is wielded by uh Ericus in Birth by Sleep. Ooh, oh, that's interesting. And also uh Aqua for a time. Cool. So it's I believe Aqua's current Keyblade okay, was cool. originally Brains. Wow. The because obviously this was way back when Keyblades were forged for their wielder. Mm. So this was Brains Keyblade. The question... Oh, no, sorry. They're not going into the future, are they? They're going into the real world. I was about to say, where the hell are Brains Skulled during Kingdom Hearts? But uh, they're going into the... They're, yeah, so they're going they to haven't the... left their time yet. So they go to get in the pod. Ephemer gave him the Keyblade, the Book of Prophecies, like, you know, the lead you in the right direction. Uh, this is how Master Alva meant for me to use this book. This is why she gave it to me. Mm. You know, may your heart be your guiding key. And the four get in the pods and return uh, to the real Daybreak Town. Oh. And also, Ven is asleep this whole time. He heard... There are so this. many good They've sleeping. kind of just been carrying him he's, around. He's, he's roxasing it. Um, <laughs> and so, who have we got left over then? We've got... Just those three. Just those the three. Trio. So, we've got, we've got for anyone... The besties. Yeah. Yeah, we've got our main character, our... Uh, potentially still clinging to the potential that he's a dark villainous I boy. Think you're, I think you're um, reaching. <laughs> and, and and our girl. Um, so that's our classic trio, right? You always need your trio. Yeah, that's yeah. a fair point. I read Ephemer personality-wise as a bit more of like a grown-up Sora, like a little bit more of a sensible yeah. Sora. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's yeah. very kind of you know silly there for his friends. But he's more mature about it. Got you. That's yeah. Right. He's probably closest to like a Kingdom Hearts 3 sort of. Well, Brain's going to the real world. So, in the real world. Is he one of your faves? Is he? Brain? Uh, brain's oh, grown brain. on me. I got Immediately, say, the next scene, Brain's in the real world checking a computer. Oh, there he is. <laughs> so, we immediately go to the next scene. Elraine is asking uh, if he's able to get them out, uh, referring to the three that they left in the brain world. And he's like, I-, I could. But with the existing system, the way that it would work to take them out without the pods would take too long. We don't have that time. Um, but, uh, I may be able to do something about just these three. You know, I can't get all the dandelions out, but I might be able to get these three out. Um, and he, and he tells them that, uh, 
Alreda, you and Lorian get back in your pods. Also, uh, we're going to put Ven in the pod. I'm going to send you to the future before I do this. You know, we're getting you out of here. Um, and Lorian's like, are you going to be okay with, on your own? And Brain's like, ah, oh, I'm the only, uh, you're the only union leader who's able to escape right now. You need to be the one to keep the light alive. You need to go and take these two with you. You need to keep your goal, your waypoint alive in your heart, wherever you wind up. So it is somewhat questionable as to what these two's waypoint actually is in the future. Um, it's somewhat oh, yeah. implied that it's their resolve and their goal. Uh, he's, po he's pointing to uh, Marluxia and Larks, who will uh, Loriam and uh, L El Reyna, uh, Marluxia and Larksine. Marluxia and Larksine. It's not explicitly stated, and actually I don't think it's explicitly stated for Ven as well, what the three's waypoints are. But regardless, the three are being sent to the future. <laughs> Assumedly, are they able to like pick a year? You know, oh no, yeah, it just, no, it just, lines it up just kind of throws them wherever there is a waypoint. Mm. So they're going presumably, to presumably, Ven is going to get picked up by Xehanort. Like Ven, Ven will be discovered by Xehanort. Uh, maybe Ven's waypoint is if my darkness is actually Xehanort theory stays true. He, uh, Ven's is Xehanort then, maybe, maybe. right? Because Xehanort remembers Ven because he was the darkness at the time. Well, but we now know that we now know there's there's six darknesses. Oh yeah. So is is or all of them? Do we ever? Don't tell me who or or what they look like. But do we ever see, as of now, a darkness in with a form? No. You you don't know what a darkness with a form looks like. No. So it's not Xehanort. Well, they just my my theory is pooped. Well, that's just, fine if that's the case. They did just, just like, they they back in the Master and Masters early days, they did just used to look like people. Yeah, that's so, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious to know what the people looked like. You know that, that you we know. know. No. Because oh. the Norting, right? That's why I keep going back to Zay. Snort the Nort. Yeah, you snort the Nort. You look. You, that's why the, the darkness people presumably have pointy ears and yellow eyes. Continue anyway, Chase. Sorry. So anyway, he yeah. he's like, go back in your lifeboat. He's gonna work quickly, but he needs them to go first. So basically, his plan is that after they go, there will be two remaining pods there. Or excuse me, there, there there will be two remaining pods. He's going to send those pods back, so there will be three in the data world. Cool. Because the one that's <clears> yeah. Okay. And then he's going to say all three you get over, and then there will be four left there, and they'll all take them to the future. Smart. Yeah. That's Big like the, brain. It's like the um. It's like the how you get the wolves and the chicken across the river puzzle. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean yeah, by yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's he's big brain. Um. So brain tells them to let their heart be their guiding key, and goes to close the lids of the pods to send him off. As he does, a thunder shake rocks the building. Oh no. Lorium calls out Brain's name, but it's too late. The pods close and launch Lorium, Elrena, and Ven forward into the future. Brain turns back, shouting, Who? And is approached by Lushu, who questions, Is it just you? Oh no. Brain's out of his league here, I think. Back in the data world, Skuld asks uh, if uh, everybody thinks they got there safely. Ephemer's all like, Yeah, fam, they got big brain. And. And Chantil's like, yeah, you know, he's he has his plan. He's so smart, unlike some curly-haired moron I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, they say how quiet it is for the end of the world, but before they can finish that sentence, Chantil calls their attention, drawing his keyblade, and they all turn around with the sound of how on top of the pod are the four remaining oh, darknesses. Fudge. So the darknesses didn't cling to uh, our new union leaders. That I was wrong on that theory. Well, they, they're just smoking about like well, smoke clouds. The whole point of the remaining five 
was to be the vessels as for whether they had become. I mean, we now know that no, but the master's plan at least was that the five would become the vessels. Were they That's, by so, so the master set, oh Christ, sorry. I've, I've, it's only just, I think, dawned on me then that the master set up all of our new friends, Scold, Ephemer, etc. As more sacrifices. As sacrifices to the darkness. Everything's Jesus a sacrifice. Christ. Everybody's a sacrifice. Oh, but he's a wacky, goofy the, guy. It's for the greater good. <laughs> he's a wacky, the goofy greater, guy. The greater good. He's a wacky, goofy guy. <laughs> God damn it. So. <laughs> cool. But you can't kill the smoke clouds. So what are we going to do, lads? What's, so what's the smoke clouds <laughs> tell them that they aren't there to fight. They merely That's want good. for the people to open the gate before they leave. Ephraim asks what they mean by gate. The darkness replies with what the other darkness told them, that they simply want to infect. They'll travel through portals and infect other worlds. Everyone asks if they thought they just, you know, agree to that. And the darkness is like, well, we massively overpower you. You barely took out one of us. Um, and then it tells Bortz in front of Ch Chantil, saying that they can open the gate of their own will or out of the shame and regret of losing a friend in front of their very eyes. Mm. Ephemer refuses obviously, and him and Skold draw their keyblades to fight. As they rush up to the darkness, Ephemer whispers to you to get in the lifeboat once it starts. Mm. One of them needs to survive. No, Chantil's gonna stay and defend his friends. But Chantil simply looks at Ephemer with a blank stare. Yeah. Fools. This is why people simply can't defeat darkness. He strikes Ephemer with his keyblade. Skold tries to stop him, but he throws her back. Chantil tells him <gasps> that Chantil's heart has been lost to darkness. No! No! no, no it no. is formless. You cannot destroy it. No! What? Oh, oh God! No, Chantil! My boy! <laughs> my boy! My boy! Look how they massacred my boy! Oh, no! What? Oh, that's really sad. Oh, are you joking? They got Chantil. I totally regret making this fucking stupid character now. <laughs> I feel really bad about this. They got Chantil. Christ. Oh, Chase. Bloody. All right, continue. This is sad. I don't like this. <sighs> Chantil was the baddie. Or how, at what point did he get corrupted? Who knows? Oh, Christ. They realize that it's the fifth darkness that they thought that Ben had destroyed. But it seems that when Ben thought he destroyed it, it just snuck into Chantil. Oh, this is the darkness that's been working with Maleficent the whole time. No, no, that one's already out. This is the one. Oh, that one got This is the one that tried to attack them back in the master's room. Oh, right, okay. So remember that six. So there was five. One of them's there. There's four. Oh, God. <laughs> he tells them to open the gate and then they'll return Chantil. But Ephraim refuses. He don't care about his friends. Skuld rushes up to help and the darkness is joined Chantil. And he tells them that he'll deal with it alone. Cue a fight where you, as Dark Chantil, fight Ephemer and Scold. Oh, oh, no. Oh, God. The Ephemer and Scold boss battle. This oh. is heartbreaking. I feel terrible thinking Ephemer was a baddie the whole time because it turns out that we were the baddie the whole time. Well, maybe not the whole time, but at some we point. We were the baddie. Oh, man. Okay, Love good you, stuff. Ephemer. Yeah, sorry, Ephemer. You absolutely demolish them, telling them that they should have gotten in the lifeboat. They had their chance. Oh, oh, no. No. Oh, oh, no. No, 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 no. He goes to strike down Skuld, raising his keyblade above her, telling Ephemer to let his hatred in his heart grow. 
But before he can strike, Ephemer shoots a beam through Player's heart, opening a portal that sucks Chantil and the other darknesses through. As the portal closes, he tells Chantil how sorry he is. Oh. Oh, where, where, where does he send us, though? He sent us inside our own heart? So, I will note... What, granted, this may be an art style thing, and I'm not 100% sure if this is intentional, mm-hmm. but the shooting the beam through to create the portal is somewhat reminiscent of when Sora does it to Xanort, mm. and I am a bit curious mm. as to whether Ephemer here unlocked Chantil's heart to create a portal. Uh, given what happens later, I, I'm not 100% positive, and it might have just been an art style thing, but... Curious nonetheless. And Nothing going... happens for no reason in these <laughs> games, Chase. Uh... No plot holes. Anyway, I mean, to be fair, it's because they just make another game to fill every plot hole and give us ten more. He admits it! He admits it! <laughs> Finally! <laughs> ten videos deep! <laughs> Cut this! Quick! Cut it! <laughs> anyway, back in the real world... Lushu introduces himself to Brain, who's confused because everybody thought that Lushu disappeared, you know, alongside the Master of Masters before the unions were created. Uh, Lushu asks Brain if he's a union leader and questions, you know, where are the others? Two pods are still here. And he, he tells Lushu that only one was escaped and two are still in the data world. Lushu's like, what about the fifth? So clearly, you know, obviously Lushu didn't read the book. He didn't know about the whole Strelitzia deal. And Brain simply tells him they're gone. Uh, Lushu then asks if the one remaining is his, pointing at the one pod that's still there. And he's like, no, 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 no. Um, and that he's going to send them back for the people in the dating world. Lushu reasons that if there would be three pods in the real world to take three friends and asks what Brain intends to do. Brain tells him, uh, you know, if, if you, you only get those pods back, there's only gonna be three. There's still gonna be four of you. You can't send everyone into the future. And he's like, what are you gonna do? And Brain's like, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay as long, alive as long as I can and try and find a way to wake up the dandelions. Oh, good, you're, good guy, bro. I'm so sorry. Again, I'm sorry to Ephemer. I'm sorry to Brain. I'm sorry at any point I doubted any of these characters. Your hat is still really crap, but I, 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 I've become, I've become a real fan. I'm so sorry. What a wee guy just trying to do his best for his pals. Agreed. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Lushu though, questions what he meant by wake, to which Brain tells him of Master Ovis teaching of his sleeping worlds. Lushu, though, corrects these false conceptions, telling him that while worlds do sleep, data worlds do not. The data world was built as a cage to trap darkness, and if it falls to darkness, that's it. It's gone. Oh, God. Lushu also tells Brain of the lightboat's shortcomings and that it's incomplete and needs the waypoint and vessel at the destination. Brain is aware of this, saying that he'll find a way to figure it out. Seeing Brain's resolve, Lushu walks up to Brain, saying how it's a shame this lifetime is the only one you've got. Oh, God. What does that mean? Oh, God. Is he going to kill him? Leave him alone. Oh, God. Damien's going to die. That's horrible. They thought they saved the dandelions. No. Oh, no. The poor dad, those children. God damn it, Lushu. Sort yourself out. <laughs> I mean, Lushu's not going to... Ch- well, I guess he did put him in the data world. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, 
Anyhow. Damn it, I wanted to like you, Zigbar. You're the worst. Yeah, you're the worst. You're Lushu currently solidifying himself across one mobile game. Well, okay, three or four that were turned into one or whatever the hell is. The worst villain. Like, the evilest villain. Well, it's the Master of Masters is the, the worst. Arguably, yeah, but like... Lucius worse than Xehanort, I'd say. Back Sorry. in the data world, Ephemer tends to the wounded scold. The two pods arrive from Brain, and Ephemer, weirdly just not questioning, he's just like, oh my god, pods, well, let's go, uh, places himself in scold, <laughs> places himself in scold in them, saying that they're going home. He looks sadly at the third pod and gets in. Elsewhere, in the data wires that we can recognize from, uh, you know, that in-between world with Wreck-It Ralph and stuff. I'm so sorry, Chase. I'm going to have to interrupt for a minute. Yeah. I've just realized that Maleficent appears in Union Cross. Uh Uh-huh. Does nothing and yeah, then leaves. And leaves. Yeah. <laughs> just, she's she's our she's our window into learning how the pods work, well, she, which no, is she gets, solid. No, she, no, well, she gets she gets used as a way to let the darkness out. The the darkness. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing uses that will come back her later. as a way. Well, darkness to, darkness doesn't go with her. Remember, darkness. She's like, do you want to come with me? And darkness is like, no, no, no. I'm staying here. Yeah. Because then it was the one that talked to Lucia. Just, just, I just so, realised that like nothing happens there so far. Yeah, that was a real, was that was a real cameo. Wasn't <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> pure cameo appearance. We'll, we'll get back to it. Sure. Um, continue. So Sorry. elsewhere in the data wires that we recognise, we're going to run out of games soon. <laughs> we are running out of games soon, and you can't keep saying we'll get back to it because soon yeah. we'll be caught We're up. making more games. <laughs> soon we'll know as much as you do. I can say it as long as the games keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> So, in the data wires around Rick and Ralph, the darkness is... They're all shaking each other's hands. They're like, oh, we got them to open a gate. Good job, us. Um, and then they're like... And they're like, Chantil, Dark Chantil, you have no reason for that body anymore. You know, get rid of it. Chantil laughs. It says that it didn't think tricking them would be this easy. Are they this gullible? He jokes that they don't have physical forms, but they still need keys to unlock door. Real con- inconvenient. He gets up, locking the door on the other side, and saying that Ephemer locked the gate back there too. They're trapped in these wires. Oh my He's betrayed. God. Wait, hold on. He's betrayed. He's betrayed the darkness. darkness. He's he was never a darkness. He was never, he was never a darkness. He tricked him. Oh, that's yes. my boy. Yes. He Chantier. tricked him, sacrificed himself to trap four darknesses oh, into the wires wow. in this data world. So how many are so there? There's still two out there. There's still two out there. Fucking hell. So he's just committed himself to a life of, of... none of them are dead. They are all just trapped, but to be he's very com- clear. He's, he's committed himself but to this like life of torture in the wires with these four horrible well, darknesses. They fly about in a rage at being tricked, trying to find a way out. The player collapses. Oh. Chantil collapses, his Chirithi appearing beside him. Oh. Chantil apologizes for dragging the Chirithi into it as well. And as they embraced, they're enveloped by the warm glow of light. And Chantil dies. Oh. For real this time. Oh. Good night, sweet prince. My boy. My sweet prince sacrificed himself for oh. the greater good. And uh, Chantil, uh, best character. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I'll take it. The master's plan was a wreck. Chantil fixed it. <laughs> but how do you know that this wasn't this part, was of, the part of the master's plan? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On the book! 
We love having a book that lets you say that oh, is always the plan. Yeah, no matter yeah. what effery happens in this, it was just uh, it's always yeah. part of the plan. Um, wow. So in the real world, we oh. see uh, all the pods gone and the tower beginning to crumble. Lushu and Brain are nowhere to be seen when Ephemer and Skull's pods arrive. They notice that everyone else seems to have made it out safe. They go outside to see the world falling to darkness. Oh, wow. wow. That is a beautiful... Sorry, uh, listener, if you're not viewing the screenshots, you can't see this. But that's pretty beautiful, to be honest. That's a gorgeous we've got, piece of we've got We've got an image of um, Ephemer and... Um, Scald. Scald, standing on a balcony of the tower, watching sort of reality end and there's a sort of red orb in the sky um and 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 the city below is being sort of torn upwards the orb in the sky you've seen this in three other places i have i've definitely seen it specifically xehanort summoned it at the end of birth by sleep and i asked at the time why didn't xehanort just summon the orb and wipe out everyone then and you were like oh it doesn't matter it'll get explained but no i didn't xehanort has summoned this orb it's just it's just darkness. It's just darkness destroying things. Yeah, but it's a darkness of an orb of darkness. Is it's or just an orb of darkness gathering. It's just darkness gathering. Okay. okay. It's just darkness gathering. When was when we was also saw it again? on Destiny Islands when Destiny Islands got destroyed. We saw it when mm, the land, right. uh, when the land um, of Awakening got destroyed. I would say never as as, as beautifully done as this. Oh though. This God! Is, yeah. I've just realised what this turns into then. This turns into because we should have put this piece. I I should have put the pieces together far earlier than we have. But this turns into I don't remember the name because it's always like the world that never was or the world ends with you yeah, or the, whatever it is, the, right? But the, it's nah, the Kingdom Hearts one. What is the world called where we find the Ark? World's End. Oh, World's End. World's End. This turns into World's End. Then. Nah, because this is data, Kingdom right? Realms. The one in World's End had all the pods present, and that was all skyscrapers, man. That was all... No, you're thinking of the world that never was from Kingdom oh, Hearts sorry, 2. sorry, but I we're talking, about the, we're talking about the, 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 the end of the world in Kingdom Hearts 1. End of the world. Oh, right. And where we find the Ark, uh, the lifeboat. Yeah. And, and that has all the pods. Why does it have all the pods? Because it's not the same one. Why is it not the same one? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. The one in one's still never been just explained. Right. We don't need to worry too much about I mean, that. maybe... The end of well, the world now, is meant now, to be like memories of a world, and you could debate well, we that that's why it's we there. We now have a different level of reality to escape to, which is the actual real world of Tokyo. <laughs> Maybe it's people escaping to that. Like we 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 don't actually have concrete answers to one. We can make theories, but theories are all we have. There. Really I thought you were going to properly link this together for us. I thought you were going to. Like, I have linked so much together. Yeah, you have, but not not real important stuff like oh, the lifeboat no, in Kingdom Hearts One. Oh, Ven Ven being there is not important. I thought this would explain why Ven is a being of pure light, and I haven't had that explanation yet. What I had was a guy that easily oh, got we'll corrupted by darkness. And so, okay, cool, cool. That's fine. That's fine. As long as we're getting there. As long so, as we're getting there. Don't be petulant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they 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 look out to see their old home being destroyed by the darkness. Ethmer says how it's too dangerous and they need to go back inside. Scold, looking out sadly, comments how it took so much time and effort to create, but only an Aww. instant to destroy. Uh. We flash back to a scene five years ago. We see the Master of Masters, who we can tell because, you know, he likes to pose yeah. with his hands behind his back, uh, on the cliff over the Daybreak Town with a darkness. 
The Darkness asks him what he intends to do with that world. The Master responds that when Twilight ends, a new day begins, and that this world exists in three stages. First, countless Keyblade wielders are brought together. Second, as they fight through fear and see their leaders fall, their numbers dwindle, while others learn to stand on their own. And finally, those left must decide what to do when faced with darkness in a sealed-off world. And when all seven and the lifeboat of the lifeboats depart, this world will end, and a new day will dawn. Mm. Darkness asks, then, if the Master of Masters only came to this world to end it. But the Master of Masters says that that wasn't his only purpose. <laughs> it was part of it. Good yeah. job. <laughs> Thanks, guy. Um, Darkness says that it's odd that the Master of Masters would knowingly waste his time and efforts when, you know, he has a book that tells him everything. Why are you wasting your time, fam? But the Master of Master asks if the Darkness really thinks that the book tells him everything. He's like, no. If it did, I would have never let you see any of it. I let you see a good portion. So I'm, all, I'm not that dumb. And he clarifies to the Darkness uh, what we know, that it doesn't show much at all. It only shows what Lucius Keyblade sees. Mm -hmm. And even then, only the bits that were important enough for somebody to write down. And even then, it gets translated into weird rhyming riddles. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that, I feel like that's just because that's how, you know, Mom likes to write. Mm. Um, but it doesn't even matter what's in the book. What matters is when the book was written and how to get there. He follows saying how those who use the lifeboat will lose their bodies and need the medium and memories in their destination. The book contains a waypoint. Lushu, the memories. And the master of master's eye in the keyblade is a medium. A direct line from A to B. The darkness, the darkness questions if the master of masters only used Lushu in the book to travel into the future. Oh, Here, wow. that's pretty good, by the way. I'm sorry, that's a quality reveal. That is really, really good. That's really, really clever. Wait, hold on. But does that mean then that he's in the sword? Because we know that he's... His eye is. His eye is, yeah. He said that he's his actual eye. Oh, that's right, yeah. So yeah. But it's not so like mom, he, he so, transposes his soul so into mom, the sword. So no, his physical eye is So mom has used the eye as an anchor to then form a whole body back in the along current with, day. Along with, he knew that Lucia was a traitor and was never going to, you know, yeah, yeah. give it to his apprentice. He knew it would still be Lucia in the future. So Lucia still has the memories of him. Which is why he's able to appear at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3 and do the little heart around the moon moment. That's, that's why he's there. Wait, no, but how is well, he there? That's a there? different world, so we'll get there. Yeah, I was going to say. How, was, we're not there yet. But that's that's how he's able to get into the future, I guess, as we're This seeing. is at least yeah. how he got into the future, which... We've not seen. He does appear a few other times in the there future. Now, the Master of Master replies that the time travel isn't the final goal. It's only an important step, and one that he won't be taking alone. The Darkness points out the seven pods and seven crowns, to which the Master says, for the seven lights. Darkness asks, including your apprentice. But the Master only says, who knows? Anyone could use them. Um, to be very clear and upfront, the seven crowns mm. have not yet been... We don't know what they are. That's not the seven princesses of light, royal crowns, no? Who knows? We, oh, okay. we As of right now, we do not know what the seven crowns are. We know what the seven pods are, but we do not know what the seven crowns There's are. There's just so much stuff. There's so, so many much numbers. Stuff. 
many numbers. you got to do so much maths with this series. <laughs> I just thought I escaped maths. And most of the maths is something along, you know, 13 minus 7 yeah. or no, I will 6 say, times plus 5. 7. I will yeah. say, you can remember, if I'm remembering correctly, that I believe there was 14 at the very end of... Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 and the chess match the between Xander. I believe. Of, yeah. I might be wrong. I might be... Comments, don't kill me if I'm wrong. Um, they will. They will. But it's fine. Um, Thank you for the engagement. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. The Darkness compliments the Master, saying how he's clever. Monty agrees. Yes. The Master responds, likewise, asking the Darkness what it's been up to anyway. The Darkness simply replies, what Whoa. indeed... The Master continues that, in any case, he's tired of watching them duke it out. Although, he did see something important in the future. A world that even he can't conceive. The Darkness tells the Master of Master that he's confusing to understand. The Master asks if he means people, to which the Darkness replies, No, just you. The Master asks if he wants to understand, and the Darkness replies that it's important to know your enemy. The master says that a chessboard makes for a small world, easy to understand, easy to control. Now imagine it spreads one fairy tale at a time, without end or limit. But no matter how far it expands, darkness will still fill every corner. It's quite unfair, really. There's nowhere that the master can hide. And the darkness says, well, they are friends after all. You know, surely he wants him around. But the master says that, you know, even he could use some alone time. He plans to go to a world that not even he can conceive. One where neither dark nor light rule. Well, Tokyo. The darkness, asks... <laughs> the darkness asks where that is, and the master responds, asking if the darkness knows what sets people apart from other living beings. That they want to believe in the future, even when they aren't around to see it. The Master wants to believe, too, in a world beyond what he can imagine. A world of fiction. The Darkness asks, fiction, not the data world. And the Master replies that, nope, if you can imagine hard enough, you can make anything a reality, but it's a world that not even he can imagine. A place where voices in sight can't reach. A world. What? And to be very clear for people who can't see the image, the way the text is written is it's a... And then a very intentionally blanked out, and then world. And there's no letters there. There's nothing we can pull from that. It's just a line. A it can't be a real world because for them that's their real world. I mean, it's very clearly just him trying not to say what it is. It's no more keeping his secrets. Is, is he saying Tokyo? Is he basically saying Tokyo? That Tokyo so, is a fictional world, though? Yeah, that's I, my question. I will tell you, it is, is Tokyo. Right. We'll discuss that more. In Remind and Melody. Of God damn it. Are okay. How world? do you still have mysteries for us this far in? Oh. <laughs> We've not even gotten to my favorite mysteries. Okay. This is cool though. My yeah, favorite one in the game comes soon. In the present, Scold and Ephemer get into their pods. Scold thanks him for being there with her at the end. And memories flash of Ephemer with Player. Excuse me, with Chantil. To be very clear to the listeners, I've written it in as player through the whole time. So 
I keep forgetting that we have, in fact, renamed him Chantil. But memories flash of Ephemer with Chantil, and we see his pod close as a tear runs down his eyes. As the pods disappear, the tower in Daybreak Town collapses. We then see Chantil and their Cherithi floating in a white void along with the other now-perished dandelions and their Cherithis. The others merge with their Cherithis, becoming our very familiar Dream Eater spirits. Oh, God. I feel like this impact isn't as big as I'll get back to this. Sorry, I'm not vocally... Yeah, th- th- this is a bit of a shock. Yes, absolutely. This is so insane. All I'm of the, seeing the Zubat, so all of Dream the, Eater, and... So all of the Dream Eaters are the dandelions mixed with their Cherithis after they died. Jeez, oh. That's... And to be very clear, if you remember the ending of Dream Drop Distance when Sora said that he had a very important thing to go and then cried as he went out to meet yeah. the Dream Eaters. Yeah. The memories of Fen's heart in yeah. his heart after he had connected with Fen oh, as God. he sees his old friends. Is that why Fen has a connection to the Dream Eaters? Because he also understands deep down that there is... Well, Fen Ven had a connection to a Cherithi, which is assumedly just his Cherithi. Oh, I thought Fen had a connection with Dream Eaters as well, no? Well, I mean, not that we see. Oh, my bad. You know, we, we see Sora with his connection to Dream Eaters, but then Sora... You know, it has portions of Ven's heart in his heart, and it's a whole thing with that. Oh. Connected hearts. Anyhow, Sora sees them as old, very old friends. Oh. Which, oh, I remember funny. I remember you when we did Dream Drop Distance being like, oh, this ending sucks. I don't... Cool. <laughs> He's hugging the Pokemon. And now fair. it's like, oh no, it's all his dead child friends. Oh, God. Who's the little child that became the frog boy? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Who's the Zuba? I don't know. That's what I think. They just keep floating around and they fuse and then it's a whole thing. That's so, really nice. I really like that. Ch- uh, Chantil asks what's going on and the Chirithi tells him that they're connecting their hearts. When the wielders go to sleep, the Chirithis will become their hearts protectors. So essentially, uh, the way, because this is a still image, uh, the... Uh, wielders die, their hearts get released, and then the Chirithis eat them. And when the Chirithis eat their hearts, they become spirits. So they merge. Um, Because obviously, Chirithis are not heartless. They're not going to, you know, eat and destroy your hearts. They're just going to eat yeah. and then, you know, merge with your heart. Um, anyway, Chantiel asks if he's going to sleep then. But the Chirithi replies that that's up to him. If he doesn't, his heart will simply melt into a new one. The scene shifts... And we see an ornate city. A woman with raven hair cradling a baby hands the baby to an old figure with blue robes and a cane. The scene shifts and the robe figure is on the beach of Destiny Islands holding the baby. The scene shifts again and we see that the baby has grown up and is preparing to leave the island as he does... The robed figure watching from behind him passes away. No! We were Xehanort. Wait, Chantil was inside Xehanort's heart this whole time! Chantil was Xehanort the whole time! No! The rebirth. No! The rebirth. We next see shots of the boy waking up in Scala oh, Ad Kylum and later joining his new best friend oh my God. for a game of chess. Oh no. No, 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 I don't like it, I take it back. We were Xehanort. We were Xehanort the whole time! God, no! 
Oh, I was saying when we, we cut it, but I was saying this is gonna get the biggest reaction. This is this is a very good reveal, and I hate you for it. I don't like <laughs> we. I made this character as a giggle, you know. Oh look, oh look. So you'd have to say the player because I knew that was a thing you were gonna have to do. And now it's a whole thing. And now he's like the evilest man in Kingdom Hearts. And ooh, why? What was he? What's he doing? Why is he such a little grim? So okay, so so but but so so Chon Teal, the character of Chon Teal, because I know he doesn't have much emotion right but he has lines of dialogue he's not really he's not really re he's not he's, he's not he's not Xehanort is my point Xehanort is his own original character and Chantil is deep inside Xehanort's heart so no. Xehanort doesn't have memories of Union Cross is my question oh, oh no Koi Boy's Koi Boy smile. face again a Koi Boy <laughs> smile oh that's unnerving okay because I just imagine he's just in there we return to the player who smiles saying that it isn't over yet. The Chirthi tells them goodnight as their hearts melt away together. And the credits roll. I feel like I should applaud at that, actually. Yeah, Re really, really good good, game. good story. Well done, you. Do you understand um, now why it's my that. favorite game in the series? That's, honestly, I would argue that might be the best story of the series. It's the best game in the series. Um, yeah, I enjoyed I that I still really love 358 over 2 uh, for being so... I'm very curious. I've heard a lot of people say... That we're getting to Dark Road after this. I've heard a lot of people say that Dark Road's in the same vein as Three Five Eight. I wouldn't say it's as as emotional, but I'd say it's probably the most emotional after Three Five Eight. It says a lot, you know. You stick a player character that you you grow attached to because you're playing. Dark Road doesn't have a player character. You're playing as Zeno, aren't you? Yes. Okay. Well, so I guess technically it's player character, but well, we'll talk about that when we get to. Anyway, are we done, Chase? Is that? Of course we're not. It's Kingdom Hearts, bitch. Post credit scene. So hungry. <laughs> so hungry. <laughs> a great sea with much debris adrift on it. A lone lifeboat pod drifts through the water. It opens, and the silhouette of Ephemer peeks his oh, head out. Oh, there you go. Elsewhere, we see Yen Sid's tower <gasps> as Maleficent's <laughs> raven. It flies yeah, through the open window. Why? Do you not remember the start of Kingdom Hearts 2? No. Sora goes to get his new robes from the good fairies. He leaves, and then Maleficent's raven appears in the window holding her cloak. Oh. And then, with the memories of the good fairies, Maleficent is reborn in oh. Kingdom Hearts 2. It's how she gets back in Kingdom Hearts 2. That's Shit. the whole way they justified her coming back in Kingdom Hearts 2. Here, no, that's okay. By the way, I'm here for that. Again, I'm, this is all very clever little little links yeah, and retcons. You yeah, can't be mad at it. The whole justification for how they came back after she died. If they one. managed to write a way to justify all of the stupid nonsense. Um, Legitimately, yeah. yeah. This is the. I think that you know what it is. I think Union Cross is the smartest game in the series. Oh, it is. I would five, say that. Five, five miles. Very, yes, it it's is. very impressive how they keep managing to me, pull this off. I mean, which <laughs> makes me very excited for Kingdom Hearts Four. Yeah. You look happy. No, continue. Elsewhere, Lorium, Elrena, and Ven awaken. Although all separate from one another, all in different worlds. Cool. Ven specifically is in a vast desert where he is approached. By a blurred figure. Right. Scene shift, and we see a robed figure walking through the same desert with the master's keyblade and dragging the box. Okay. As he says to let his heart be his guiding key. The figure pulls back his hood to reveal Brain. What? <gasps> Wait. Oh, because because Lucius now jumped into Brain. He's taking oh, on Brain's face. Lord. 
worst. Brain oh. is the first Lushu body jump. Oh, oh that's quite sad. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, I f again, I feel really bad that I was so mean about this guy earlier. Oh, Lushu, ask him. It's a shame he only had one lifetime. Oh, oh God. God, that's awful. So we don't know what the original Lushu looks like then. We don't. The image is just, well, which is fair enough. We don't wow. need it, but that's, yeah. God, oh, that's sad. Cool. cool. Is that you? You done? Of course it's not. There's a second post credit scene. <laughs> I really want pizza. I'm never letting you eat. <laughs> post credit scene two. We see Brain again, oh, awakening, this time missing his signature hat, in the square of what appears to be the same ornate city from the young Xehanort flashback. He asks where he is, as a person walks up to them asking if they're Brain. He hands Brain his fedora, saying it's just as he thought. The person introduces themselves as Sigurd. <laughs> He's got a hood up and a hat on top. <laughs> it's Sigurd, the first of the Norse names. Are you ready for Norse names? Oh, Absolutely. Oh, are you ready for Norse names? This is Sigurd. And he tells him to wait a moment so we can give a report. Something confusing to Brain. He comes back telling him that he'll take Brain to their headquarters. Confused, Sigurd tells Brain that it was decided that he would escape to Daybreak Town amidst its destruction and arrive here today. And that they would welcome him. Brain's very confused as to what they mean by it being decided. And Sigurd replies that he'll explain when they get there. Brain asks about his friends. So it seems that Brain has taken the final pod, by the way. Um, and assumedly, this is probably Lushu. Yeah. Probably. Probably. It seems pretty set in well, stone. This we, we, we don't have the explicit of... Because assumedly, the scene that we just saw with the reveal mm. is after this. Yeah, okay. Um, so we don't know when the Lushu body takeover oh, was. Oh, I see. So probably what happened is Lushu took over his body and then in his body jumped to the future. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it's also then a question of how to get the box there and stuff. Mm. So I don't know. Questions. Um, we don't fully know that answer. But anyway, um, he's asking where his friends are and Sigurd replies that only uh, Brain arrived at this time. Confused, Brain follows Sigurd who leads him to another plaza with an ornate fountain. Brain looks, Brain looks up at it, at it in awe, asking, is that? And Sigurd replies that it is the original Keyblade Master and founder of this town, Scala Ad Kylum. Right. The camera pans up to show a statue of the Master Ephemer. <gasps> the founder of Scala Ad Kylum. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to get more Ephemer in Dark Road then, presumably. Ephemer found himself floating in the ruins of the destroyed Daybreak Town and founded Scala there. Wow. Which is why, one, it's a massive watery place, like where he was floating, and two, <laughs> why Daybreak Town's tower is underneath the ruins of... Oh, feel really so bad. the ruins of Daybreak Town are underneath Scala. Yeah, I spent the whole game waiting for a villain reveal with Ephemer, and he was just a guy who just wanted somewhere for Keyblade Masters to live. The yeah. whole time. That's literally his entire yeah. defining flaw. So Scala is essentially his modern-day Daybreak Town. God. Wow. Made in its image. Still don't know what happened to it, by the time Kingdom Hearts 1 rolls around. No. But I'm guessing we're going to get to that, are we? We'll get we'll there. there. In Dark Road, yeah. That's, that's Dark Road, okay. And that's um, it! That's it! Ew, we we did it! it. <laughs> Union Cross Dump Baby! We're never doing Kingdom Hearts ever again! We're never done. Again, never okay. again. No that's more. it. No more. No There's more. four more games currently out. <laughs>
Yes, we do. Pizza first. Uh, Kingdom Hearts Unicross Dark Road, which is going to be a continuation of the session, but a brand new video and a brand new clip. Um, the link will be in the description, as will be the pinned top comment. So we'll see you there. And thanks very much for listening. I love you all. Love May your you. hearts be your guiding case. Bye. 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 Bye.